You're listening to Age of Empire, a Horus Heresy podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of year two of the Edge of Empire podcast. This is also the last episode of 2018 and that's 12 months just seem to have flown by and somehow we have 13 episodes in a year. So at some point you've got a bonus episode. Special. Uh, we, 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 we keep the, the, the podcast that keeps on giving. Absolutely. So as you may have just heard, we are joined as always by uh, Graham Mills, my brother. Hello. And the Ooh. wonderful Michael Botterill. Hello. Why, why is he wonderful? And I'm just your brother. Just, well, you're, you know. The fact that you're my brother, pre, you know, you're predetermined as being wonderful. Okay, that's a good answer. Yeah, I could just go, you know, that bloke that I'm related to. Yeah, yeah vaguely. Vague, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we have a common ancestry. A vague, familiar relation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'll tell okay. him you called him that. Yes. Okay. okay. So we have a bumper episode uh, to end the year on. Somehow it seems to have uh, slowly put up. So let's have a quick breakthrough of what we're going. So we've got the regular look at the new month's releases that we've had. We've got our updates um, of what we've all been up to over the last sort of four or five weeks, I guess now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, five weeks. Yeah. Blimey. Seems like ages ago. Uh, we've got the Black Library updates, what was coming up there. And we're going to have a look back at what we've, you know, what our thoughts are been um, on this year in, in whole, the events we've been to, things going on in the hobby, just a nice little run through for you. And yeah. we're going to go through our hobby pledges and plans for the next 12 months. Yes. That's quite scary. Pledges. Yes. Pledges sound serious. Pledges does sound a pledge. Yeah. An oath of an oath of moment if you were a space marine. Oh no. Yes. Okay. Um so after we've got through that, uh we're gonna do our final list challenge. So we've come up with the uh purging of Nucelia. Is that how you pronounce it? Um Nucelia. Yeah. Uh Graham is taking the word bearers. I've got the ultramarines. And Michael's doing the World Eaters because we like to mix it up depending on the legions that we already have. True, uh, which means, does mean, though, I was thinking about this, mm. we should get this one kind of right because two of us own three of those legions in real life-ish. Yes, so yeah. we, might actually, get, we might get the rules right. Actually, two of you own, yeah, two of you own all three of them, so that's why. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes, so we should be good. On that uh, I've got to say though, the word be- the word bearers are pretty dang awesome. So hang around for this. I've heard that before. Um, <laughs> we're going to have a look at the events that are coming up for next. So that's starting to be released for next year. Yeah. And in other more important news, our forgotten space marine from Company of Legends has returned from a little uh, little vacation. He went to Thailand yeah, lucky, with lucky so and so. I know absolutely. Um, Sam from the Adeptus Terror podcast kindly volunteered to take him on his travels, and we—I don't know if you've all seen the photo, but it's up on the Facebook page. Um, yeah. So if you know, if you want a little travel buddy, we're happy to send him with you. We'll uh, yes. we'll, we'll we'll pop in in a drop pod and yeah. uh, get him over to you. Just send a request on Facebook, and we'll a, we'll check with him. 
there's pictures of him on the bridge over the River Kwai. No yeah, way. it's absolutely really I mean, cool. He's 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 seen some sights, hasn't he? Let's be honest. He's well travelled. He's he well travelled. I'd love I'd love to know where he came from. He's got a tale to tell us. <sighs> yeah, I know. I I mean, we put it up there. He's not been claimed, so yeah. he's just he's hanging out with us. Yeah. And we just want to say a big warm hello to San Diego as well. Mm. Yes. So shall we get on to <laughs> the new releases? <laughs> yeah, why not? Let's do that. Okay, so this month's new releases, and we actually do have quite a bumper month. Uh, thanks to various hobby products as well. Um, so we'll go through these in the order they were released. Um, we started with the um, Civitas District Warzone Alpha, which is the first Realm of Battle tile uh, for uh, Adeptus Titanicus. So looks okay. um, at that. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, very cool. Um, they did put up the beta tile as well on the same day and then pulled it because it wasn't ready. Um, ah. But that got released later in the month, so it's all good. Um, okay. Then we've got the uh, and that's eighty pounds for that tile. Is that the uh, one with the um, crashed Lehman and Russ on it? Uh, yes. Or is that yeah. no? Is that got a? It's got, got some it's got some stuff on it. It's got yeah. quite a few things. <clears throat> um, I don't know if this specifically is the one with the the Lehman Russes on it, but um, ah, okay. Yeah, I can't tell uh, from the picture. Ah, uh, no, it's got the Xiphon. Oh yes, the Xiphon. That's right. That looks very yeah. cool. It's got a crashed Zyphon in the um in the in the corner there. Yeah, the 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 beta one is, has got the um little land raiders. Uh, Lehman Russes. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Eighty uh, quid. Yes. It's a four Very by four though, isn't it? They're not. No, no, two no. by no two by two. Two by two. Realm of Battleboard tile. So oh, yeah, four yeah. four of them to make a table. <clears throat> you think that's what eighty hundred and sixty? So, I mean, it's not a million miles off a zone mortalis board at that point, really, is it? We need four of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. Change, isn't it? All right. Then we've got the Citadel paint racks, which are twelve pounds from um, Games Workshop or ten pound twenty at Element Games. Um, okay. These are actually quite interesting because you can you can act they Hang you on. can actually attach them to the wall. <sighs> paint so rack. Interesting. We were, dis- dis- we were dismissive of these last month. Well, I think we were at the end of our tether when they came up with these specially painted paint. Slap no water pot, and you said, "Oh, there's some paint racks coming," and I was like, "Oh goodness me, how exciting are these going to be?" Well, actually, they are a little bit more exciting than I thought they were going to be. To be fair, that isn't exciting, but as paint racks, they're quite interesting, I suppose. Don't know what you think. I'd, how are you? Get, I mean, do they guarantee that those paint pots are not going to fall out? That's that's my thing. If I put that on a on a wall. Mm-hmm. One assumes, yeah, so. they, they, they some they, slight jaunty angle. They grip the pot quite tightly, okay, uh, and it sits in there quite nicely. But it's not difficult to take out. Uh, they got them on the wall at uh, the Newcastle um, Warhammer store. They had some on the wall there. Um, okay, and they seemed pretty pretty sturdy. To be fair, no, no, fair enough. I'll ride with it. I'll ride with it. I mean, I can actually see that being fairly useful, if I'm honest, because actually the paints do take up a fair bit of real estate on your kind of hobby desk. I don't know if they, you have the same problem I do. Oh, mine's horrific. It's ridiculous. Um, so, you know, putting them up on the wall, and you know, if you've got that kind of uh, 
space going on would actually be a bit of a space saver. So, yeah, I can see that being quite a cool idea, actually. Mm. Yeah, okay, still 12 quid is, is a fair... I don't know much. I suppose even I've got the um, you know, the sort of laser cut ones, the sort of very the plug oh, yeah. ones you can buy. Um, and they hold quite a few paints, but you know they're probably a bit more expensive than this, I think. Anyway, so you know maybe twelve quid isn't too bad for these. How many do they hold? Is that Ten paints or something? There's two yeah. racks that can hold forty-two paints. Really? Yeah, two racks that hold a total of forty-two Citadel paints. Oh, so tons. your your twelve quid is, is suddenly not looking too. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't look like it. I that was just because it only shows like two little panels there. Yeah, but they're two little panels with twenty four spaces in each. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. You know, you're absolutely right. I'm just being twenty one spaces. Being a doofus. Yeah, twenty one spaces in each. Fair play. Very cool. Yep. Okay. Sold to that man yeah, well, who was we'll, slightly dismissive. We'll we'll take one each. Yes, that's okay. Right. Sorry, Michael. Okay, yeah. we have, we've been over that. They're pretty good. Then we have the uh, paint box, which is uh, £30 or £25.20 element games. Okay. Um, this is a um, just a box with two of the, um, the, the um, what you call it, the paint racks. Paint racks. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, so I'm paying what... 20 quid for a box. No, you're... Eight, 18 pounds for a box. Yes, that's exactly it. That yeah. seems a bit less good on the value front if i'm honest with you just just somewhere to put your tools put your put your your, your paints and keep oh, if i've bought paint packs to go on the walls why do i need a box well, yeah, yeah. oh I, I, and i forgot the paint racks have a little stand at the kickstand at the back as well they do so yeah um okay, okay so that's that's fine i mean some people might like that it might be a yeah. you know a, a place to uh, store their paints and stuff yeah so. just to just as a little aside there chris but uh, you do get the two paint racks, but the case itself holds an additional 28 paints, giving you a grand total of yeah. 70 paints held in that box, which is okay, not too bad. Okay, so I can spend £24 yes. and get 84 paints worth. There is that, yes, that's true. But you never know, you might be, like I said, when you're out in the field somewhere and you yeah, oh, miss yeah. me, I need to do some oh, base coating of this. You need to get your, you know, handy package out and start start on the business. I guess I, I, people, you know, I'm sure somebody will find them useful. We yep. don't particularly, but I can see the paint racks being a handy thing. Yes. Yeah. And then there's the Citadel Hobby Project Box, which is fifty pounds from Games Workshop or forty two pound fifty at, at uh, um, what you call it. Um, Element, Element, Element Games. Games. Um, and that stores fifty. Uh, 56 paints in the bottom and it's got three paint racks holding 21 paints each and it's got two tool racks which holds your cutters glue and uh, hang on painting tool racks. And stuff. so okay. yeah that one's got slightly that if you, you i would spend the extra 20 quid i think and get that if i was going to get a box to be honest because you get a extra paint set, set of paint racks don't you yeah that, yeah. that feels like better value. Well, you get you get an extra paint rack. You don't get an extra set of paint racks. You get yeah, extra. extra paint rack, 21. Yeah, and it holds more stuff, and there's more room for, like you say, clippers and whatnot. Yeah, but it's... Okay. You know, I'm, I'm sure some people will find them. I mean, I've got a, um, a, a dedicated hobby desk, so 
it's not going to be for me because I don't need to keep my stuff somewhere. But I, I suppose for some people it might be a case of, yeah, I, I can take this to work or because I think Greg does some painting at work, doesn't he? And um, yeah, so, you know, I mean, okay. I can definitely see some people might get value out of it. Just not me personally. Fair play. OK. Uh, OK, so that's those. Um, then there is the Adeptus Titanicus Sarastus Knights. Ooh. They look all right, don't they? They look very good. Yeah, I, I'm getting a box for Christmas. Um, I'm not allowed to open them, but yet, obviously, because they're getting them at Christmas. But um, yes. yeah, they look amazing. They've just got the lances in them. Now they're £20 or £17 element games, and you get two in there. Yeah. Um, and just the lancers. So it's I, I reckon that we're going to get the... Um, uh the the other ones the, uh what are the, the oh sorry did you drop something there graham no, that, that me. was me that was oh. me completely dropping everything and knocking my headphones out at the same time typical <laughs> i work with amateurs yes yes you do <laughs> uh, yep uh, i reckon you're gonna get the resin upgrade parts for the uh, sorry, is it the aceron and the uh oh, what's the other one called y- you know what i mean the, the other... yeah, the yeah. no no yep. the, no that's a mechanical the, um, one the, um, I'm gonna have to look at the, the, the what's the the proper the one with the sword and the one with the um the chain sword. Right. Okay. Yeah. Do you think we get the the knight poly whatever it is you know the proferion prof- or whatever it's called? Uh, yeah. You know, the, the maybe one the, day. One day. Okay. Oh, it's the castigator and the Aceron. Uh, Acer- okay. I reckon we'll get them as resin upgrades itself. But okay. So yeah, they're twenty pounds or seventeen pounds at Element Games, and they they look Pretty really good. nice. Pretty good. Uh, then we've got the Adeptus Titanicus Warlord Titan with plasma annihilators and power claw, sixty-five pounds or fifty-five pound at Element Games. Mm, that looks good. I'm getting one of these for Christmas. I'm t- uh, I'm told. Um, you lucky, lucky boy. I am. I am lucky. I'm. I've only got one Warlord, so I'm. I'm, I'm quite happy. I'm not one of these people that went out and bought five Warlords when it came out. And only bought two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Way to make that person feel great. Yeah. So I can get a new one and uh, it, it, I don't have an overabundance of Warlords. Okay. But I mean, some buy... would say you could never have, an, I mean, never an overabundance of Warlords. No, I'm pretty sure... Uh... Cora said that, and, and I'm, sure, um, I'm sure Games Workshop feel exactly the same. But you, these the, are these the kits that will be eventually be coming out as a separate kit. Yes, yeah, they the, are. The, the sprue with the um, weapons on it will be coming out separately in the future. Makes yes. me wonder if the sprue with the volcano cannons will be coming out separately in the future as well. Um, okay. So I it think they'll. But... I think they set themselves a precedent now, really, haven't they? Have... Yeah. We'll they'll see. release them as a titan and as a yeah they're gonna have to aren't they um, it's really nice um i like the look of this the power claw um and the power fist option look brilliant is the uh, power are those actually options that you can get for the big the big brother the proper 28 mil yeah one? yeah you can buy mm. the you can buy okay. the um the, the, the big one as well all these weapons on here you can buy for the big one the only one where they've done something different um is the uh reaver battle titan um sprue um right. which is um w- which is uh, um they refer to as reaver 2 uh that's got a laser laser array for the carapace and at, okay. the, minute, at the minute in 28 mil you can only get a um a 
uh, apocalypse missile launcher yeah put yes i know the one you mean okay cool interesting so, so quite cool I bet, there i wonder i don't even know what the, but the rules for the 28 mil big power clock i mean that must be able to tear chunks of battlefield to bits i'd have thought well it's got a built-in vulcan megabolter just as you know just for funds all yeah. right very cool okay uh then we've got a couple of direct well four direct only items we've got the adeptus titanicus legio mortis transfer sheet i'll need to get this are you doing mortis then i am after a long debate internally and after recently um getting towards the end of angel exterminatus um i've decided that iron warriors and uh, legio mortis fit hand in glove as it were so that's that's what i'm going to stick with cool um and then you've got the Griffonicus transfer sheet as well that's uh that's come out as well are these direct only they're 12 pounds for both transfer sheets yep and then there's the adeptus titanicus uh accessory sprue which is 10 pounds direct only and that has the um the the templates uh you know the the uh, firing oh. templates the objective markers the little tokens for the command terminals and the objective markers so okay uh, yeah yeah, that should be. Uh, 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 people were asking that to come out separately, and obviously they've uh, obliged. So ten pounds sure. direct only. Got you. And then there is the um, Imperial Knight Command Terminal Pack, um, fifteen pounds. In it, you get I think it's free uh, Serastus Knight. Yeah, free Serastus Knight panels, uh, command terminals, and two Questorus Knight command terminals. Very cool. Nice. So, and that has all the rules and points for the um, the various Serastus and Questorus Knight weapons. Got you. So okay. That's huh? that. So that that uh, that gives us a nice boost. And then we've got a twenty eight mil scale Titanicus stuff. Oh, um, yeah. The surprise of the Legio Titanicus Warbringer Nemesis Titan. Uh, I like I like this a lot. I've got to say, I really do like this. I mean, it's it's more money than I would ever spend on a model, but it's a it's a cracking model, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's six hundred and ninety pounds uh, for the body. Yeah, just for I mean, me. Yeah, it's a big it's a big one. Uh, yeah, because I saw a size comparison, so it's it sort of fits between the War Lord and the Reaver, doesn't it? It's kind of yeah. nestled in size wise between these two, uh, so slightly bigger than a than a reaver um but not as big as a warhound so do yeah. you know what i like about this model i like the detail of the model particularly on the top with the sort of gun barrel um gun batteries there and like people you know you can yeah. actually there's i think it's got models of people actually on the um you know some servitors up on the actual uh, weapon spotters aren't they and stuff so yeah i think that's a really cool touch i like that a lot um those kind of little details so yeah i think if there was a and also it looks like it's got you know, it's got a lot of guns going on, which is a very appealing from my point of view. Uh, so I, you know, I would like to, I'd like to get one. One massive gun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, the um, uh, Mars Alpha Pattern Nemesis Quake Cannon, which is a further sixty pound, uh, sorry, hundred pounds, if right. you want to add that. Uh, and then cool. its head, the Mars Alpha Pattern Warbringer Titan head, is sixty quid. So gotcha. no, no Shh. doubt. No doubt we'll see an exclusive Warhammer World head, uh, and no doubt we will see a um, uh, we'll see alter you know beta pattern heads and or Lucius pattern heads and stuff. So it's quite um, 
you know, uh, what's the word? It, it's very, um, um, you know, pick and mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, it's customizable. Customizable, that's yeah. the word I'm looking for. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't particularly, that's the only thing I don't like about the model, actually, is the current head. So it'd be interesting to see if they get some other heads going on. Because they did the have gun... some, didn't they, at one point, and then they. I mean, you can get some third party ones quite easily, I think. Right, got you. I don't know if it's as big as a mm. Warhound or Warlord head, rather. But... Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the gun, it looks very I... much like a, a big gun platform, which looks very cool. Yeah. Well, I have seen a um, a uh, um, what what you call it? Um, someone has done the um, the head of the warlord on the on the nemesis, and okay. it does it does look pretty good actually. So you could probably get away with that if you oh, really right, cool. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so what we're looking at to buy this? We're looking at as part of a of a grand, aren't we? If not more, yeah, for, pretty... for the weapons. Well, so the well, comes just... a bit comes a bit cheaper than that, I should think. Well, the body, uh, seven hundred and ninety quid just for the, the the cannon and the body. Then you've got another, uh, so it's eight hundred and fifty with a head, and then you've got to add on a hundred and thirty for the. So it's just what just shy of a grand. Cool. When you think that the warlord, the body for the warlord is nine hundred and thirty quid on its own. Yeah, and that's before you get onto even one weapon. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's it's cool. Um, but speaking of weapons, all the weapons that are released for it are actually um, the Reaver class weapons. So they're the same size as the Reaver. But what they've done is they've redone all of the Reaver weapons. So um, the old Reaver weapons are no longer available. Uh, they've just got okay. these new Titan re- tit- uh, battle, ca- battle, um, battle weapons, which, are, um, compa- which have cabling for both. Oh, cool. So we've got a new uh, volcano cannon, a new Gatling blaster, new melter cannon, and new laser blaster, and they're all sixty-five foot each. Yeah. So yeah. Um, have you we'll... seen the um seen the page for the Reaver Titan? You can kind of it's kind of like uh, you click on it and it will change the weapon for you. It's oh yeah. Like yeah. A, a little, yeah, they did it for uh, the Warlord as well. Yeah. Yeah, they have really yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah, they did it for the Warlord. Warlord. So. Just looking at the um rules for that quake cannon, actually, it's pretty pretty tasty minimum range of 20 inches maximum range of 87 foot basically <laughs> uh, for, uh for, 480 inches i just i don't even know why why put a number on it um scott <laughs> four, 480 inches is about 40 foot isn't it or something mental i'm just trying to think 120 20 inches is 10 feet. So yeah, that's. So, yeah. yeah. So it's 30, 40 foot. 35 foot. I mean, for goodness sake. Really? So if someone, if someone <laughs> brings this to. Uh, if someone brings this to Comedy of Legends and they scatter, they can scatter onto another table. I think we should just have that as a. Scatter onto another country. Um, <laughs> the thing is, what are you going to do? And in what game, right? Would you have a tape measure long to go? Right, I'm sorry. Um, I think you'll find that that's just out of range. So. Yeah. Can you imagine being <laughs> 400, 479 inches? No, sorry, mate. It's not going to do it. Um, I'm terribly sorry. You're just out of range of that weapon, so you can't use it. I mean, come on. You might as well just put infinite, surely. Yeah. Where would that ever not be? In- yeah. So, some people do play on massive, great big games like that take up a whole room. But... Forty foot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I can't see it myself, but 
They'd okay, have to, a competition. Think, so, say, somebody show me them playing a game where there's 40 foot between the opponents and I'll buy you an Edge of Empires mug. Okay? They'd, My pledge they'd online. They need to rent the Brighton Centre. So, I mean, the Brighton <laughs> Centre space isn't 40 foot. <laughs> You'd have to do it in a field. You would. Or a disused aircraft hangar. The O2. You would have to play in the O2 and be <laughs> in the gods. And that would this, your target would have to be at the stage. You'd probably have to fire across time zones. I mean, it's... Okay. Let's be... Let's be yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, okay. Don't do it near St Pancras, because then you will go into another country. You will, France is, <laughs> you, could, you could accidentally launch a war with France with your yes. nemesis crate cannon. Yeah, but it's got some tasty rules for that crate cannon. But It does, it really does. Um, Looks-wise, what do you guys think of it? What, the big... The big time. The, the, the big phallic thing that's stuck on its head, or the Titan in general? The Titan in general. Oh, I think the Titan I'm in not, general looks really cool. I like it a lot. Yeah, I think the only thing I don't like about it is the head. The rest of it, I think, is is spot on. I, I really probably get this over a a, a lord, if I'm honest, just because it's actually just slightly under a thousand pounds, and spending four figures on a model is just. Uh, you uh, see, I, if I'm if I'm if I've got a thousand pounds in my pockets, yes, and I'm thinking I'm going to buy a Titan, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd want to, you know. Go the cheaper option, if that makes sense. I see where you're coming from. Oh, it's like, oh, I've got a grand spend. I've got to spend it on a model. Oh, there's big Tony's going to break my kneecaps. Because <laughs> yeah, oh. he often comes around and you with, here you, take a grand or I'm going to... St- and play it on a model or I'm going to break your kneecaps. That's how my Custos army started. That's how my left leg still works. Because otherwise, I'd have been, you know, in all sorts of bother. <laughs> what you're saying is, it was like, this is, oi, you've come round our manor, this is the pet you, you've got to play custodes and, and like it, son, or else. I know. I'm, I'm very concerned <laughs> that he might come round shortly again and threaten me <laughs> w- with another option. Mm. I'll have to, I mean, to get on the phone to him again and get, get me to pledge you something really terrible. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what the gangsters are like in your area, but that's what they're like down here. Okay, well, we okay. Something uh, about, about tax evasion. I'm a write-off, so you know, like a charity kind of thing. I think that's what it was trying to put it down uh, as. Uh, is... Really? Okay. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, that's really nice. We've been strictly on yep, a slightly so tangent. We got we got some stuff that is usable in normal games. Yay! Uh, a Blood Angels Leviathan Dreadnought. Oh, first of all. Yeah, oh man! Is... Let me just let me just put my jaw up. This is this is a thing of beauty, I think. They're, they're, all these Blood Angels models are just—they're what you want. They—they are Blood Angels models, if that makes sense. They couldn't yeah, be absolutely. anything else. Do you know what? I'm slightly so. We'll come on to this later, but we did this secret horror thing, and I was secretly thinking, "Come on, please do Blood Angels for me." But of course, you can't currently because Blood Angels don't have any special characters, do they? In the nope. in rules for them, so curses. But my. I will these these look brilliant yeah. okay really 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 nice uh assault yeah, really can- nipple assault cannons um <laughs> that's my that's my that's my dancer name <laughs> yeah i was gonna say that's your stripper name isn't it <laughs> yeah my- nipple assault cannons I you, uh, so for some reason <laughs> they keep missing out the last few letters of assault cannons i don't know <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yes. Um, assault cannons uh, as a torso-mounted weapon. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty devastating, actually, isn't it? I mean, they're the only. I mean, is it Blood Angels? Who else can take assault cannons? Because these are the uh, six-shot. Imperial in, Fist can take them for their yeah. Terminators. Yes, that's, that's right. Yeah. But um, the uh, Blood Angels can take them wherever. Um, they they can take a um a, a heavy flamer. Wow, yeah. So that's that's pretty pretty darn cool, isn't it? Uh, it's been such a long time since I've seen an assault cannon. I've forgotten what the rules are. Um, uh, I think, uh, six shots or four shots strength six or something there might be four strength six mm-hmm. back in the day they used to be they're probably much better now I'm not going to quote rules about well, guns anymore after the last after last month's episode yeah well they're, they're, they're experimental so um, you see that they uh-huh. can jam- if you roll too many ones they jam and that you can't true, fire them it? again so and then you've got to yeah. get some bread and some toast and it becomes a real nuisance yeah. It does become a, a major, major breakfast emergency. Uh, yeah. So then we. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. These are so really we, nice, really, really nicely nice. painted pieces as well. I think that, that helps, doesn't it? On the yeah. photos, are really beautifully painted. They've they've gone through a kind of a matte red, rather yeah. than a like that look. It really made me look at them and thinking, Do you know what? I would love to paint them one. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if this will be the new so, yeah. um, standard red, if that makes sense, because. When the Thousand Suns came out and that candy red, everyone yes. suddenly went candy red crazy. Yes. So I wonder if this will now be the. Ah, it could be, could well be. It's a, it's a really good look, I think. Which goes on to the next one, of course, which is if you look at the Contemptor. I mean, that is an incredible model as well for a Contemptor. Yeah, yeah. the Contemptor's thirty-six quid. Um, but it's like, yeah, they get a Legion Contemptor. Where's my Ultramarines one? Here we go. You have Here every other, just every bog standard dreadnought is an Ultramarines oh. one, basically. And that's from a man that spent a month writing a blooming. <laughs> yeah, but that's a, yeah, that's a really, really nice uh, Leviathan. I love this Leviathan. Uh, not Leviathan, Contemptor. Contemptor. Yeah. yeah, it looks, it looks awesome. Um, it's, it's really well painted as well. Those are non-metallic metals, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I believe so, yeah. And they look, that looks excellent. Really does look brilliant. So yeah, lovely, lovely model. Um, and it's a great paint job. So I, again, I look at that and thinking, do you know what? I could do that. I could do that Legion. No bother. Anyway, enough, enough of that. Yeah. So then we've got the Blood Angels Legion Praetor in, mm. tar- in Tartarus Terminator armor. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just yeah. Yeah. And he's got a Falter and a Blade of Perdition. The Blade of Salty Tears, as it is known uh, colloquially. Yeah. Uh, which one am I looking at then? Am I looking at the, oh, yeah, I'm looking at the one the other one. Okay. You're looking at the normal armor the, guy. Yes, I am. All oh, right, yeah, he looks he looks good. It just looks great. It just looks like the, the bee's knees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really nice model. Um, all, all the Blood Angel ones are really nice. The, the, it helps that they're painted so well as well. Yeah, and he comes with a head with a centre parting. Nice. Does <laughs> he? Yeah. So if you want to give that, that that real vintage 1990s David Beckham look. He's got it nailed, hasn't he? Yeah. Bang to right, son. Absolutely. Well, there you go. Um, I, I think that's like I said. You know, it's been. It feels like a long time since we've had some models to sort of talk about. Um, we had the Alpha Legion the other week. Yes, that's true. But, <laughs> okay. 
No, it's been a long time. Those um, these look great. Those blades for yes. the um, they'd be great as custodes paragon swords. Yeah, I suppose okay. they would. Yeah, yeah. They'd be really nice for that. I mean, it would cost me a million pounds. And I was going to say it's a bit excessive for. <laughs> Even, even by your standards yeah i mean they, they do look great like i won't lie okay so the next one is uh it's a, the praetor and the artificer armor yeah another great great model two-handed blade of salty tears uh, yeah yeah so he's he's really nice um they're just really nice models they've done they've done amazing with these these, these two models it's all the nice little scroll details and just the little um, almost fleur-de-lis bits on the air vents for the backpacks. Yeah. It's just that, you know, detail soup for, for a non-character series model. Yeah. I think these guys and the Alpha Legion, they're just that that next step, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. totally does. Because they're in that sort of middle ground of not being fully you know uber cool but just that little bit extra which is kind of what you want but it's it's encouraging isn't it uh, the models just look great so yeah i think that is very much encouraging and um, like you say it's a, a sort of return um cool yeah so what's the, next and the word is that all legions are going to get pray tools like this as well. yes yes it is that'll be quite nice so yeah next we've got two um generic consoles we've got the legion purveyor eric uh, console who's eric console Le- uh, generic legion. generic generic consoles <laughs> Gerard. you're you're full of mischievous mischievous yeah sorry i do apologize uh, right and now you made me lose my, my plan legion pravian He's an Iron okay, Man, Iron Warrior. I've never seen it. He is, isn't he? Um, I suppose it's uh, the, the only other model you could have used previously was the special edition version. So let's have a quick look at him and see what. I mean, obviously, I'm going to be a bit anti this simply because it's going to encourage the use of robots. Um, but anyway, it is a it's a nicely painted figure. Nicely. Um, could you not use him as a master of signals? Um, I would. Why not? I suppose. He's similar. Oh, yeah. Definitely, he, he's definitely kind of thing going on. But both. I mean, the Master Signals model itself isn't that bad if you can still get it. Um, actually, I definitely prefer him with a um, non-helmeted uh, head. He looks really mean in that, like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a looking uh, Iron Warrior. So yeah, you know, I, I, I approve. That definitely approval. Saying that transporting him will be difficult. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does have a lot of a uh, lot of little pieces there. Yes. Okay. All right. So what's next? Um. Oh, also the purveying. Interestingly, they didn't sort of say this, but he comes with two little bits that you can attach to your uh, robots as well. Um, oh yeah. Oh, I heard someone saying about this. Yeah. To show yeah. that you know they're under his control, um, which I think is kind of cool um yeah so uh that's quite yep. cool the next one is the vigilator so that's the super scout uh with a sniper rifle see i, I see okay. this guy and all I, I, it's for, is the um 
Ultramarine Scout from 40k. I just can't. Uh, Sergeant Teleon? Yeah, that's the one. Just, I, yeah. I just think he's a bit of a cooler. This guy just looks a bit. Oh, he doesn't look very scout. He's, you know, he's a marine in power armor. It doesn't strike me as being particularly scouty, if that makes sense. Mm. But I think they are. Don't they have? You know, they do have scouts that are in power armor, don't they? So, particularly yeah, yeah. Era ones, still all in power. Armor. Um, he's okay. He's not as he's not as differentiating as Previan or any of the Blood Angels ones, which just sin. But he certainly, you know, he, he fits a gap. He's got a sniper rifle. You know, you could. He's a good. His gun looks cool. Don't get me wrong. His, his gun looks pretty cool. Ah, his gun is yeah. really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he, he, he's uh, he's uh, twenty. These both characters, both twenty-one quid. Um, I didn't mention that the Praetor, the two Praetors, the Terminator one is twenty-five, and the Blood Angels one in the standard armor is twenty-one. So. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So then we're back to Adeptus Titanicus, and we've got the Adeptus Titanicus Titan Battle Group, which is a hundred pounds or eighty-five pounds at Element Games. Oh, you can get it from Element. Right. I think you get it from Element because then it becomes just even ridiculously cheaper. Yeah. So eighty-five pounds, you're essentially paying for the Warlord, and then twenty quid for a Reaver and um, yeah. Pounds. Mm. Right. Okay. I'm, 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 I might click that button as we speak. Uh. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So it's it's a really 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 good set. Um. The show might have acquired one for a giveaway at a later date. Mm. Um. It but yeah, might they, have. <laughs> yeah. As we speak, Chris, there are eighteen at stock at um at, at, at Element Games. All right, let's get that down to 17, shall we? Right, let's sort well, this out. <laughs> Remember to go through our link on the Edge of Empires Yeah, page, no, absolutely. Yeah, but no. if you just click through the show notes, the show note, it does go through the link. There you go, oh, cool. see. Sorted. Okay, um, okay. Um, yeah, so then we're on to some books. We've got some books here. Um, we've got Old Wounds, New Scars, which is a short, which is the first of the Advent stories, 249 as an e-book. Um, okay. Then there's the Horus Heresy Audio Collection, uh, Volume 1, which is a bunch of uh, audio dramas on CD. That is $34.99. And then we've got Visions of Heresy. Now, I think the new Visions of Heresy looks really nice. Yeah, I picked it up in... uh, I I picked it up and looked at it and buy it uh, in GW in Brighton the other day. And yeah, it it does look really nice, just going through it and seeing the old favourites and then some of the new bits and pieces in there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it, it never disappoints that book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really nice. I prefer the new format to the old format. It looks lovely. Obviously, some people are, dislike the new cover, but that's by the yeah. by. Anyway, it's fifty pounds. It's a weighty tome, or you can get it from Element Games for forty-two pounds fifty. Okay, perfect. Um, okay, and then we've got um, uh, a Bizzle, which is another um, Advent story. Um, that is two ninety nine for an ebook. Um, I thought you'd gone all Snoop Dogg then, actually. I thought it was like you know, a shizzle a bizzle. Shizzle me a bizzle. Uh, a bizzle actually. Goodness me, who would have thought it? Okay. Yep. So I didn't know is, that. Yep, that's uh, two forty nine from Black Library. Um, and then you've got Hubris of Monarchia uh, on CD. It's twelve pounds or ten pounds twenty at Element Games. And MP3 is eleven ninety nine. Um, 
So only a penny discount if you get it in a uh, MP3 format, okay. um, which obviously gives you the advantage. You can listen to it straight away rather than waiting for the CD. But um, I bought it on MP3. So um, yeah. no, I didn't buy it on MP3. I actually got the CD from um, uh, from the Black Library Weekender. Uh, okay. I normally buy stuff on MP3. Why am I saying that? I've no idea. I've got. I've okay. ri- I've ri- I ripped it to my computer anyway. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay, so then we've got Titan Death, uh, book nineteen. Now I haven't read this yet. I, I it, well, I've started it, but I haven't finished it yet. Um, that is available as a hardback for twenty pounds, or seventeen pounds from Element Games, uh, or you can buy the ebook version of it for nine ninety nine. Okay, so, I've heard mixed a mixed reviews. This actually, some people have been uh, saw something the other day. Um, be interesting. What- what your views are to read it uh so far i'm enjoying it i really like uh the imperial hunters they're they're a very interesting legio um but obviously um i think guy haley himself was like yeah this is a uh this is not written in the sort of normal time frame i would give myself it is a a rush job because we wanted to fit it in so um it's not like they've it's it's not like they've actually said yeah this is a are we, are we saying this is a, a, a shameless cash grab? Um, <laughs> oh my God, Australian listeners happy? <laughs> <laughs> to, to tie in with the, the release of Titanicus. It's definitely been written to tie in with Titanicus. Yeah, and yeah, it's def- yeah. and it def- I would definitely say it te- you can tell that it is, as, Ga- as Gaia said but in the past, it, it, is, it is It's written in a shorter time frame than he would like. Okay. But so far, it's enjoyable. Well, that's um, all cool. Yeah. Okay. Then we've got a Warhammer 40,000 carry case, uh, 20 pounds or 17 pounds element games. Not sure how good this is for heresy, um, unless you're doing something really, really simple, like um, uh, a very small Centurion game, because it's it only it's only one one of the um, foam, you know, the yeah. zigzag. It's got it can hold 20 figures, and that would be 20 very small figures. Hey, that's a custodes army. That's yeah, seventeen thousand points of custodes are going there. Woohoo! I'll, t- <laughs> I'll take two. Yeah, uh, I guess that's... if you're doing kill team or something like that in a thirty k twist, it'd yeah. be fine. Centurion but events. I'm trying to think. You're not going to get. I don't think. I think you're going to struggle looking at that. To maybe I'm wrong. Do you reckon you could fit twenty marines in there, Michael? I'm not convinced. But, uh... hey. Based on well, my um, my own, because I've got the set, the big case. Uh, yeah. Actually, I've got the small case as well. Uh, the one that's a bit bigger than this one, though. Not, uh, yeah. Think, yeah, but that actually, yeah, I would I would easily fit twenty in there. Okay, fair enough. I mean, if we're if we're saying that the, the art case from earlier is when you have your you know you're out in the wild and you've got an emergency painting job. I mean, this is you know, say you keep this in your car with you know twenty five thirty models in it, and you're just having to go down to your local club. And someone says, "Oh, do you want to hop in or whatever?" True Please, enough. Then your yeah, emergency you supply of fork yeah, in the car. Yeah, yeah you know. It's <laughs> to go it, with your emergency paint kit. You know, yeah, forward. exactly. Oh, exactly. So you're there. You're, you're at the club. You're yeah. painting. You're thinking, "Oh God, well, Jeff's Jeff's turned these. up again, and he's got his mates, and I've got nothing to do." Yeah, you know. It, it, Al it, it, walks it, it, in, and you've got a game all of a sudden, and you've got yeah. your army with you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it is what it is. It's it's, it's it's utility to heresy players is obviously limited, but um, it's always worth mentioning 
uh, something yeah. like that. But I mean, no, I, I, suppose, I suppose if you if you got your project box to keep your paints and paintbrushes and stuff in, you might want this case to keep the models that you're painting in. Exactly. I can I can see an advantage because, for instance, when I'm coming up to you guys, I've got my um, card cases yes. for the custodes. But if I was going to bring an allied force or whatever, True you that. know, I could easily put that in my main bag, so that wouldn't be a problem. So, okay, I, and I can see I can see a use for it me personally if I'm honest. So, got you. How much is it? Twenty uh, quid. quid. Oh, that's not too bad, is it? I suppose in the big scheme of things. Okay, exactly. that's less than a one model yes that's true that's less than, less a, than a, a praetor, praetor. Yeah. yeah okay so then we've got um another uh, advent story a lesson in iron this uh, feels a bit 50 shades of gray by that <laughs> i could <laughs> i could be wrong maybe it's fan fiction i don't know you know who am i to judge i'm just saying that's all <laughs> uh, that's sorry my it's, it's a it's a Ferris Manor short story, I believe. Okay, so that'll be Iron Hands. Yes. It's uh. Go on then. Yeah. Sorry. So that's that's two forty nine as an ebook. Right. Short and story. And then then you've got um the Civitas Warzone uh, Beta, uh the second tile, um that is uh, eighty pounds. So that obviously we had a brief release of that early in the month, and then it got its proper release um on um on friday okay yeah, yeah just gone. um and that's uh and that's obviously um something which um you know a lot of um players of titanicus want they want the next two tiles i i'm assuming the um i don't know what they're going to call the charlie beta charlie delta uh yeah okay. gamma. i think doesn't it go for mortalis i think it's gamma isn't it they they skipped out c for some reason oh yeah yeah maybe yeah, I mean, gamma Char- and delta charlie doesn't sound quite so cool yeah. 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 And then we've got um, oh, I've missed it off, but there's the last council, um, which is a ne- the next um, he- uh, advent story. Um, that's two forty nine as well. Okay. Um, and then um, the next thing we've got is it's a at the moment Sigma and forty k release, but it's Realm of Chaos, Wrath and Rapture, but it is a I think decent start for any demons of the rune storm army obviously we don't know if the special characters are going to be in there i mm. mean but you know it's just, you know i you've got your skull crushers your fiends your seekers um demonettes and uh blood letters and stuff so yeah you've got, um, yeah, you've got you've got enough there for a summon haven't you yeah absolutely because there's a there's a good mix as well and if you think you know i doubt we're going to see god specific demon army so it may you know, this is quite a good start set for someone. He's got enough options there. You've got what two, two troop yeah. choices, fast attack choice. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they, yeah. The, the way they said it at uh, Warhammer Fest was all the existing plastic models for the demons will be um, available in the army list. But as they said, they won't necessarily say god specific. So uh, I think it might be like what they've got in the main rulebook for summoning. Oh, okay. Yeah, got, right, yeah. A lesser demon and then you give it a special rule and the yeah. special rule kind of i suppose would say that this the the model you would use for it would be a blood letter or a plague bearer etc uh, so you don't think they're gonna have you know like you say 
plague bearers or bloodletters as a specific unit type. You think they'll have a generic kind of demon type, and then depending on what you want to do with it, you can give it its own special twist. Well, that's what's in the rule book right now. So that's yeah. what I would assume they would do. But obviously, we don't know what the crack is. Um, we will see hopefully in February. Yeah. It's got, is that Canad? Canadras, is it? The, um, um, that Karanak. Karanak, Karanak yeah, that's the bloke. Yeah. Three headed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Three headed dog. And as I said, they said Rest all the plastic kits will be will be available to use. So will that include the special characters? I don't know. I mean, they were around in the heresy. Well, she. Yeah, but they were so. demons of. Yeah. I do like the the, the harpist uh, special character. Yeah, yeah, the Slanesh. Infernal Raptors. Uh, I mean. If you notice on the website, they're doing their best to not explicitly show pictures of her. Oh, yeah. I was trying to find a picture of her, and I can't. Okay. No, no, they, they, they've, they've not shown pictures of her. Like, they talked about her rules, but then never right. showed, showed a picture of her. And, like, everyone's all, like, uh, you know, it's um, like, well, she is a bit, you know, non-child friendly. Yeah, I guess not, so. Not safe for work models. Yep. What a world we live in. Indeed. Mind you, yeah. you know, so Kingdom Death, is it, I think? I mean, uh, it's, yeah, a, it's a beautiful model, but I can definitely see how the community team, which, you know, let's face it, they do do quite a bit of selling to kids here, is going to struggle with it, you know. Oh, well, this character's got a harp made out of the sinews of this man's muscles, and, you know, and they're, you know, it's like a, it's quite bloody. Okay. Fair play. All right. Anyway, uh, I, think, I think the models look pretty good. They do look good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does look good. Um, but we've then got uh, our final... Oh, so that's £95 or £80.75 at Element Games. Not uh, bad at all, is it? I, I think it's a fairly good set. Um, I definitely want it for the Flesh Hounds alone. Mm. Um, and I can always do with more Blood Letters. But, um, you know, I mean, it, it, I think if, if you are wanting to do a Demons of the Ruined Storm army... Um, and I think a lot of people will want to do a Demons of the Ruined Storm army. I think this is definitely a go out and buy it now because I, I, I honestly don't think you'll be disappointed. Um, yeah. Do you think they can do one from the other two Chaos Gods? Another one from the other two. So, you know, no yeah, yeah. Well, Siege. it's called Realm of Chaos and then subtitled Wrath and Rapture. Okay. So that says to me that right, we might right. get, I don't know, um, change. Is there something going on in the Sigma universe between these two particular? Well, Corn and Slanesh have always hated each other. So yes. yes. Um, Corn well, hates everyone. Well, yeah, but he gets on better with, um, with, with, uh, uh, with Nurgle. Yeah. They hate each other, but obviously... There are certain gods that have particular particular Zinch. rivals, like Zinch and Nurgle. Zinch and Nurgle, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, 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 there's particular, you know, fluffy things, like because obviously Zinch is the god of change, whereas uh, um, Nurgle likes to keep things the same. Yes. Do you remember in the sixth edition rules for demons, and you had that? Um, that table that you rolled on every, the every turn. The warp table, yeah. The warp I remember. Table, and that had, you know, like I the, the duck, she who thirsts or something would be, if you have 
you know, all models you roll a six, but if you're a corn model and you roll a five, you take the effect, or if I remember rightly, there's that. Yeah, it was yeah, it was of, a real headache when it when you wanted things to go right and you found your your demon prince disappearing and things yeah, like that. Well we'll we'll see what we'll see what it comes out as. I mean I personally doubt there'll be quite so many tables in the in, in heresy, but we don't know. We don't know. Anyway, I think that was I think that's one of the things that slightly puts me off demons is there's a lot of um there's a lot of admin with them. You know, it's not just you know you've got to get all your psychic powers and it can take forever. And I think they may have. Well, I hope they do because it was when you played a demon player, you know, which is like you spent twenty minutes just them sorting out all their powers of demons of units with psychic abilities. See, I loved my my demon army. Yeah, it was good. It was it was pure corn apart from some flamers and. Because they were about the most powerful unit you could <laughs> wish. They were, they, they were at one point, yeah, they, they were at one point just ridiculous. Funny enough, when they released them in plastic and they got this incredible power where they could just walk up to things and basically wipe them off the board. <laughs> yeah. Such as they did with a, what was it? Was it a war hand? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? We, yeah. we, we completely flanked them. Uh, we tricked them with what we were going to do. And these six little flamers walked up to a war hand and just eradicated it. It's unreal. <laughs> And they, they, yeah, they took on uh, two bloodthirsters, two demon princes, because I think you were playing Chaos at the time as well, weren't you? Yeah. And we sent them forward, and they they bothered about them, and these six little flamers just dawdled up to it and went, see ya. They had some incredible rule. I can't remember what it was, but the flamers of Siege were just ridiculously hard. Yeah. They were just so overpowered. It was unreal. I mean, you know, I think it might have been more than six. I think I had some as well, but there was. Oh a, yeah. It might have been you know ten or so, but even so, the unit itself probably cost no more than three hundred points. It just annihilated this uh, Warhound Titan without even looking at. It. Yeah, yeah. But, it was, this is the first time I'd ever seen a Warhound Titan in the flesh. It was just like gone. Yeah. In the second turn, so. Well, um, we shall see what uh, what they come out with. Mm. Yeah, so uh, then we've got our final release of the month, which is the Atonement of Fire. Uh, this is a 249. It's another Advent story, um, ebook 249, available from Black Library. Cool. And that is uh, that's the releases for the month. But New it's quite, releases are done. Quite a nice little pile there, I think. I, I think so. You'd think it was some sort of important period of the year yeah. when people spent a lot of money on things and. <laughs> okay so shall we move on to uh what we've been up to for the month yes let's do that let's go for it so now let's get on to what we've been up to in the last five weeks and let's start with graham thank you for that rather uh, over <laughs> elaborate intro uh so what have i been up to so this month i've started next year's project so uh this has been on the back burner and um i've got things on the go but this is a project that i started looking at probably mid-year and put down uh, to get my uh, world eaters done and get them out, out the door so now i've pretty much done all i want to do for the world eaters. i've got about four thousand points or so which is plenty and, uh, 
keep adding to them like I did with the Iron Warriors. I'm going to just basically get my lists up to three or four thousand and then and mainly because I realised that you know the thousands and thousands of points of Iron Warriors I've got, I probably probably only use in total about six thousand. Yeah. Um, and the other six thousand that I've got, I probably very rarely use. So I thought actually yeah, it's probably not a great thing to have because I could have spent that money and what have you on actually having another legion or something. I think it's easily so, done um, though, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, I I'm the same with with Custos. You know, I'm not going to use half the models I've got. But you just sort of pick them up over the time, yeah. And before you know it, you've assembled, let's you know, say, six thousand points, seven or eight thousand points. I mean, I mean, get me wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm a bit like uh, Bilbo Baggins with the One Ring when I come and look at my display cabinet. <laughs> you know, who you know, it's precious. After a while, you think actually, you know, there's a, that, you know, that whirlwind scorpion. I've never used it in there. You know, that, so it looks great in the cabinet, which is great. And I'm really glad I've got a big army to collect. But I think. In terms of a sort of discipline going forward, sticking to about three or four thousand points, which is a main, um, and then moving on to something else, do a bit of variety. So, I've started next year's project, which is this cults and militia solar auxilia allies, and so that's going okay, actually. Yeah, so that's going pretty well. Um, so I started to do this, and then I got talking to um, a good friend, Robert Ing, um, and he basically said, Well, I'm just going to use guardsmen from. 40k for my um cult troops and he was like oh that's lazy heresy that I was like what do you mean and he's like well you can't use them I was like damn so he kind of made me feel bad about it and he's actually completely right what i did was i've got i have a lot of guardsmen that I, um kits that i bought and i got some different heads so i got these um world war one style heads from anvil industry and uh, you have to do a little bit of modelling with them to get them to fit properly. But they look really, they've got they've got these World War One heads with the old style gas masks, um, so they look pretty different. So that gives them a little bit of difference. They stand out from your normal kind of just a load of normal guardsmen in the 40, 40 first millennium. They look slightly different now, which is great. So I've got. They also bought some um, um, death. What are they called? Death. That Corps of Krieg. Corps of Krieg. Yeah. <coughs> so I've always loved these models, but I know that I'll never probably be able to afford an entire army of them. But I did buy um, some of the uh, artillerymen because I've got some um, quad guns from my Iron Warriors that I don't use anymore because nobody likes them in an army list from Phosphex in and then people get upset. So um, they still got them. I was like, well, actually, what I do is I bought artillery guys and i'll use them in my cult and militia army to be the artillerymen because and the models are just brilliant those death core creed models are just oh they're the, they're the bees really. yeah they really are they're expensive but you know they really are worth it they're just brilliant looking and we'll buy more and i'm quite tempted to if i do do any more with army just to buy them for my troops because they just look brilliant so I've, I've got them i've got about 40 of these guys now so i've got 30 that i'm currently painting um and i've got another 10 to build um that gives me my my troop bases my grenadier base for my um cults and militia list which we'll come on to later on um because that's part of year's pledge so that's what i've been doing um i also started um working out how to paint a 
salamanders because I'm going to be doing them at some point next year as well um, as part of the secret Horus project, which I'll come on to. But uh, again, I asked Robert's advice about the certain uh, paints to use and he recommended some Tamiya paints, which I've not used before, um, which are really good, um, but they do smell like if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I've, so, I've used one for the... Um, I've got the red and the green for the my Titans. And, yeah, right. you need to be... Um, you really need to use keep, keep the windows open. Yeah. yeah I, mean, they're not, I mean, these are just the... These aren't the um, airbrush paints. These are the you know paint paints. They're even so. Paints, but even... And so I still... Um, normally, I can paint away quite happily... Uh, next to my wife who's watching telly or something and you know, nobody's nobody complains but if I'm painting with these stop that nonsense right there my lad so um yeah but colors though and particularly those greens because obviously they're you know they're kind of military um model company so their greens look very good so he's given me a, a good paint scheme to work on to do the salamander so I gave a, a model a test for that so that's all looking encouraged it's within my ability to do that so that's good so yeah, awesome. Right, busy project planning for next year. Cool. So that was me. Oh, so shall I uh, shall I get myself out of the way before we get onto what is a, mon- a, a a list and a half of accomplishments and <laughs> the, the octopus as we now refer to him when it comes to this section. Yes. <laughs> yes. So what did you do, Chris? Knock us so, out of the park. Can oh, you beat the octopus? <laughs> I can. No, no one can beat the octopus. Although I did buy a modelling uh, stand, one you of the modelling handles. Yeah, which I'm, it's, it's been okay. pretty useful so far. Right. So I have started on my project for next year. Right. Which I and have what, built. What is- so I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm going to build a Mechanicum army. I, I had a brother once. I know, I know, right? It's, it's a terrible thing. <laughs> <coughs> what happened to Dave? Yeah, yeah, Dave? Dave's going to start playing Custodes. Yes. Um, <laughs> or Imperial Fists. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so I saw the UR025 model from Blackstone ah, Fortress. Yes. And I thought, that's a cool looking dude. Yes. What that cool looking dude needs is an army. So I'm going to, so I've managed to pick up a couple on eBay, although due to a um, a disagreement between me and Postman, one has been returned to the sender, which is ah, slightly annoying. Uh, so I need a... to get that sorted. So um, so I've got him, and you, Graham, were kind enough to give me the 40k call model. Yes. So I, th- I still think that I, I you meant plenty anyway. So I had him lying around. I wasn't doing the, um. But, so I was like, I know a man who needs that. Yep. So he's been pretty. He's been yeah, so two euro two five zero two fives. So they the plan is going to be they're going to be the two majors with the Cortex controllers. The the call model is going to be another majors, but he's not going to have a Cortex controller because the okay. idea is the robots are actually in charge. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, they've all. That's been pretty cool. I'm trying to work out how I'm going to customize the Blackstone Fortress models because they are, you know, attach the arms, attach the legs. This is how yeah. the model comes, kind of thing. Yeah, so I've got to the, try the and pre, the pre-posed, aren't they? Yeah, so I've got to try and flesh them out a bit, just to give them a bit of character. 
um, okay. and also work on how I'm going to... Originally, my plan was for this army was to make it look like the, um, the, the robots had sort of reclaimed a lot of old units. Right. And so maybe when I get onto doing like the bigger robots, maybe they'll look a bit battle weary and everything, and we'll go from there. But Cause, for the moment, yeah, because that you are that you are twenty five whatever is model. He looks a bit old school, doesn't he? Like you say, yeah. like he's been recovered he's, from some ancient dig himself. So yeah, I well, can see where you can. Yeah, I just like the idea that basically they, you know, th- these two are basically this living as you know liberating or, or perceive themselves as liberating the the robots from the human control okay. that's kind of Got you. So you know, do you, they're, they're the you, spot they're going to be the spartacus eye of mm. uh, <laughs> so are you going to go um and join the dark side with your magos i'm i'm going to be ambivalent the robots are in, in control okay okay whatever they need to do for whoever needs it done for basically that's the yeah. idea i'm not gonna have i'm not gonna be dark mechanical i'm not gonna be completely loyalist but also it means that when we go to events or when we're running events and if I, you know if there needs to be someone that can go either way as if it were as it were um <laughs> for another for like, for another better phrase i can fill that gap um <laughs> Yes, okay, so that, I get what you're saying. That's my yeah, that's so I started working on those. I've got um a dozen phalanx on the way. Wow. Because I'm gonna get nice. them basically I wanna be able to use them pretty much from go uh, just as an allied force. Yes. Have those they'll be loyalist for that, just so I can sort of get yeah. used to how things work, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not gonna be a cheap army to build this year no it's not cheap so, at all is it no I, i'm only going to go robots i'm not going to go tanks there's not going to be a trios over it is um right I'm, okay i'm just going to have robots and very few units that don't have that don't require um a cortex controller or anything like that so Got that, that defeats the point of what i'm trying to absolutely so that's yeah so i've been doing that and that's been quite fun in the minutes that I've had, and then I've realised that I need to sort out quite a lot of what I've got, not just in 40k, but other hobby, right. uh, such as 40k. So I've, you know, I've got 25 Grey Knight Terminators in a box that, mm. and never did anything weird, things like that. So, um, okay, okay. X-wing, and there's all sorts of stuff that needs to get going, so I can put that money back into this really. Yeah, that's what I did. Was I, I kind of got rid of it, and I'm going to be doing it again because they have this um, kind of show, um, not show, um, but uh, like a, a bring and buy sale sort of thing, um, for just for um, all gaming up here. Okay. So there's one on on the sixth of January in Gateshead. So um, for me and Michael are going to that, but it's basically going to be an excuse to. Yeah, I did it last year quid together which enabled me to sort of buy some stuff for my um world eaters so i'm yeah. hoping that i've got enough stuff lying around now bits and bobs that i've built um or projects that i'm just i just know that i'm never going to finish uh, that i'm going to sell them on there i mean you know i found some people were like, anything there last time but they were kind of putting stuff up at retail value 
Yeah, it's like you know, I was, you know, if you're going to go to a, a sort of second stuff, you're not going to get 100 percent what you paid for it. You have to accept no, that you'll take a loss, and, and you know, use the money. You know, it, well, some money's better than having no money, is it? But the thing is, you've got to think that I mean, this is, I work in the jewelry trade. Mm. You know, we do a lot, there's a lot of secondhand market. I mean, you know, an item maybe, you know, you may pay X amount for a, a ring at the start, but then you take it back, try and sell it secondhand. You're never going to make that money back because you're not paying the VAT. You know, the VAT yeah. gets paid on the first time. So people, you know, I always find that quite annoying. Uh, okay. like, secondhand things in just in general in life. Um, okay, yes, good. I haven't thought of that actually. Yeah, so you, yeah, because you'll have the twenty percent or whatever on top of it, but then yeah. obviously second hand. Yeah. 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 Um. So yeah, so so Mechanicum robots, and as because we've got demons coming out, I'm going to be dusting off my forty my forty k demons and sort of yeah. looking at them again because there were some not great painted models, and it'd be nice to use <laughs> them in in uh, Heresy yeah. going forwards. They yeah. were good fun. Although well, they are yeah. basically just the red, angry version of my custodes, I've realised. It's just things that run and punch. Yes, they are exactly. So, yeah. So they were a, you. You were a changed man when you played that. Um, sort of thing about you know staring into the abyss and the, astare, the abyss stares back at you. Um, there was a certain amount of that when you played demons. To be fair. Yeah. You kind of you had a little fire in your eye. Yes, it as was. If the models you know. themselves were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what kind of, you know, uh, got into they, they spoke exactly. They spoke to me. You know, okay. just it's just how it worked. Okay. Just like the custos do now. Yes, I see what you mean. But uh, yeah, I suppose you could go for a crazy combo of mechanic and, and demon allies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with the mechanicum. I can use it. I can use those models regardless of which which way I go. That's the thing. Very cool. Well, that's yeah. That's been me. Me done. So, come on then. Squidward, what have you been up to? Uh, I have had a productive <laughs> month. Um, I uh, completed my Death Guard to three thousand K for the um, clearances of Drum uh, by finishing five Death Shroud and a Typhon Heavy Siege Tank. Um, yes. What I did, are you doing with your other seven arms? <laughs> Uh, for um, a little bit of uh, Company of Legends scenery, I painted up another set of Munitorum armor containers, this time in black. And I've got another free. You love them. Uh, yeah, I do. I do. Well, we've got one. We've got one board, which is going to be a Sky Shield landing pad, um, some generators, a few pipes and a load of these containers. And okay, the showroom docks. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So I've got another three of them on the way. So um, I did a couple of Eldridge ruins as test pieces for the Deathworld Forest board, uh, and I also did the um, Eld the um, Eldar Webway Gateway as well for that board. Oh yeah, nice. Uh, and um, I also did. I, I found a set of Moonscape craters lying in because I moved my study from um, upstairs to share an office with Lindsay. Um, yeah. And um, I found some uh, an old set of Moonscape craters. So I was like, yeah, they haven't made these in years. I'll just paint them up. So Very cool. Some random ones. Um, I also completed um, the Adeptus Titanica scenery for Durham Raiders and my two Reaver Titans. Um, I got <laughs> and um, Lindsay bought me some Warlords. Uh, uh, sorry, Warhounds for my birthday. Um, I said, I want two Warhounds for my birthday. And she said, all right, then. And got me two boxes of two. Wow, that's so 
Like, there's logic there. You wanted two Warhounds. Oh, you okay. saw them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I did explain that. They come in boxes of twos, you know, and she was like, oh, well, they just seem very cheap. Like, oh, yes. Should have yeah. asked for a proper one. Yeah. <laughs> Should have done. Um, <laughs> and then I might be painting them up for uh, AOS, um, but I started on some demons for my eventual Demons of the Runestorm army with 10 blood letters and a blood master. So that's the Herald. Crikey. It's like a. He well, he, things, as we know, he can sit there, one arm can do one thing, you know. Out come the tentacles. He probably knocked us off in the afternoon, didn't he? Oh, just like, <laughs> yeah. Just into octopus mode and, and got it all done. There you go. Impressive work, Mr. Bottle. Yeah, so um, that's pretty much what we've been up to. So um, what uh, games have you been playing this month? So I've already spoken about the games I've played this month in, um, in uh, the um, in the Dreadclaw we did, because I have only played as a Durham. Yes. So... You've already heard about my games, but what about um, Chris? And I've, I'm back into, you know, I'm, I'm on my winter break. Hibernation. Yeah, I've, you know, those, <laughs> those eight or nine games over, you know, a short period of time at Company of Legends and uh, um, at Derby. If you know, I need to, I need to rest again. I just need to. I mean, March is March isn't a long way away at this point. No, and, and I may be called up to you know have to step in occasionally. So <laughs> you know, I want to make sure I'm fresh, fighting fit for that, not fatigued Absolutely. mentally. You need to get back to your fighting weight. Yeah, I mean, this is it. I you know, intense training program of you know uh, of just eating nothing but uh, porridge and, I mean, uh, and, I find... and broken up pieces of Chaos Space Marines. Yeah, because that's that's what fuels me is you know that that chaotic <laughs> power. Occasionally, I sprinkle some dark elder in there, oh, just nice. just just for a bit of variety, okay. a bit of flavour, you know. But mostly, <laughs> mostly it's chaos. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, have you played any games, Graham? Yes, obviously. Uh, like you, I was at the clearances of Grim, and uh, they we talked about those in our Draco episode. Um, but I did actually manage to sneak game in with uh, the most excellent uh, John Dermansey uh, this just a couple of days ago. So um, Friday afternoon at Battle Bunker in Sunderland. So uh, this was this was always playing John is an immense amount of fun, and uh, he's definitely one of my favourite opponents. But uh, it's it's nice to watch John's evolution of his arm because um, Richie, who we went to clearance of Durham, said, "Oh, he's been coming round." And playing at Richie's house, you know, for, for the odd game here and there. And compared to John started, you know, Heresy some time ago, probably a year or so ago, maybe 18 months, but not long, really, playing Heresy. And you know, what he started and what he's got now, that kind of journey has been very interesting to watch. So he had his Raven Guard, of course, and, and uh, it's a much more, it's a much tighter um, unit, you know, of, of army now than it was. So he, play it better as well so that makes a big difference um it doesn't roll as many ones if i'm honest with you he hardly rolled as, he had a few but not as many as he previously um so we had a very good game um we were playing uh the uh, war of lies mission you know not war of lies uh i can't remember which one it is blood feud is it blood feud well you you, you pick which inf- which type of um unit you yeah. get an extra point for oh yeah yeah, yeah. um so uh we both had uh, so I had my world, uh, my world eaters, which I basically hadn't really unpacked from clearances of Druin. Uh, I was going to take my cults 
simulation, but they're a long way off um, being even remotely made in the still models to build. So um, that's what I wanted to do, but I didn't get enough chance to build some of the things like the termite that I've basically got sitting in front of me that I haven't even started to look to assemble. Uh, so I kind of used that. I took some bits and bobs out because um, I, I took my dest- I had destroyers in my um, closest room list, and honestly, they were just rubbish. So um, I, I swapped some some units about. I think Chris made an observation that the list that I'd taken to take on John's list was somewhat unbalanced. I get what you were trying to in the Edge of Empires page. Uh, I could be wrong, um, but I had I had a spot. Um, I had uh, Whirlwind Scorpius, but everything else was the Terminators. Um, but it was like I think somebody mentioned whether I had done my homework before the uh, before I play my uh, my opponents, but I hadn't. I promise, I wasn't sure what John was going to bring. But he had um, a much stronger list than he, than he had normally. He got a ten man plasma squad in there now. Mm-hmm. Uh, got um, he's got the bike sorted out. He's got his uh, um, guys with the claws. Whatever that kind of this Raven Guard special unit. Uh, Dark um, Talons. And he had a much could be Dark Furies. Dark Furies. Oh yeah, yeah, Dark Furies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, but yeah, it was a good, yeah, it was a good sound list. Um, unfortunately, I, I kind of managed. The, the Terminators are hard work, particularly if you're going up against um things with not a lot of AP two, which is one of the things that you kind of lack slightly. Although the Plasma Squad did give me a really hard time in my head. So, um. He had uh, some dreadnoughts coming in and um, drop pods as well, which was uh, always a challenge, uh, that kind of thing. So it was it was a well thought out Deathstorm drop pod as well, which is always a, a quite a tricky beast to deal with. Um, but yeah, it, in the end, I think I had more of his than, than he is mine, but it was quite close. I think it was there's only about six points in it. But as always, it was a really good fun game. So I'm, I'm always surprised we don't see more Deathstorm drop pods. I think they're a great unit. They are. I mean, I suppose the problem with the Deathstorm is it takes up the heavy supports. Yeah, that's... Unless you take the um, the, the drop pod right of warp, in which case you make it a... um, uh, You make it a fast attack. Right. So I think um, Richie had a couple... Not Richie. uh, When we were playing the clearances of Druin, I can't remember the chap's name, but it was the other World Eater player. Uh, Rick. Oh, two of them. Yeah, yeah, and they were they were a good good unit. I mean, I suppose the thing is that they are really good on the first turn. After that, they're a little less of um, but that first turn, you know, drop down, fire guns in every direction. Yeah, strength eight. You know, it can be really useful. You know, particularly if you're going against the back of you know anything but a land raider really or a land raider variant. They are quite a handy unit, um, and you can't really leave it there either. So you've got to spend some exert some effort getting rid of them. I think against your keep shooting. your um, all tank army, I think they, you know, if yes. I if I could just you know pick any model off the shelf, uh, and I know I was going to be playing you, I would that they would be my heavy support choices. Yeah, I think I, I mean, would that, just drop a, those left, yeah, right, and centre. Huge weakness the armor breakthrough list is the fact that there's nothing you can really do about that uh, because unlike you know normal uh, troop choices or heavy support choices where you can get an augury scanner to intercept the only option you've really got is to potentially um, something like a mortis pattern um contemptor yeah or dreadnought uh, or a derrick rodeo 
uh, and use the targeting arrays to shoot things. But um, even so, most of those you'd be snap firing because you know, with a Deathstorm drop pod, it comes in, but it's not a hoverer, it's not a flyer, so you'd be snap shooting at them because yeah, yeah. skyfire um, intercept. So there's not with an armor list, there's nothing you can really do about uh, deep striking units, and it's 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 that and outflanking are the two things that will say if you have three death storm drop pods against my armor breakthrough list i would be in first turn all over because i just think you know because you can't help but bunch your tanks up um and you know you to try and best you can and i think if you drop these you know close so they're on the side all manner of uh, problems would would ensue to be honest with you so yeah 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 okay cool but you're right you don't you don't see many of them but anyway it was a great game um, some interesting units and, and John's uh, army's definitely um, improved no end. So that was me. Cool. So shall we move on to the State of the Union? Shall yes, we? I think so. Talking away, I don't know what I 
In this section, uh, we'll be looking at the general state of the Union. Uh, this is where we look a broad brush across the canvas that is the heresy landscape and uh, try to pick out the details. So uh, in this month, the Black Library informed us that once again, we'll be getting an advent calendar, which we've talked about some of the releases, um, which has started. Uh, we're getting six heresy drops this year. So uh, that's 25 percent. Um, so on the first, we got uh, the old, old the book, Old Wounds, New Scars. On the sixth, we got Abyssal. And on the ninth, it brought us a lesson in iron. Twelfth, the last council was released. Sixteenth, we saw the tie, yeah, tie and tie and of fire. Well, they do love their titles, a, don't they? Atonement. Oh, right. See, I read exactly what's been put in front of me. All that happened <laughs> before we recorded. Oh, yeah, I'll put this in to see if you read anything. Stay, oh, no. Stay close. Oh, okay. Um, there are uh, one further release to come on the 24th. I don't know what that is yet. It's a Aaron Dempsey Bowden story. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. The big guns are out for Christmas. Uh, secondly, uh, the Vigilus Weekender. So this is a few things that are relevant to heresy players. Biggest one being the unveil of the Warbringer Nemesis title, which we've talked about in some detail. Uh, according to Garrow, stands between Reaver and Warlock, which we also talked about. Uh, Reaver weapons, which we've seen, and uh, how they all interact. Uh, and it's bundled, so the weapons will be bundled with cables for both it and the Reaver going forward. Uh, interesting note about uh, chinchillas that somebody's tried to put on the show notes to get me to read uh, which we'll skip over because it's not even slightly heresy related chris mills um warhammer community uh, then followed up with the announcement with more details about the warbringer uh, uh positioning it as an anti-titan titan with a quake cannon on top and we've talked about that quake cannon how it's got the range of continents um and it also can be available before christmas so you can get one in your stocking, you lucky devils. Um, we also took a better look at Wraith and Glory, which is the excellent start to a demon's army for malevolence. So, um, again, we've talked about that in some detail. Uh, and there's a video showing all of the models, uh, and we've talked about those. Um, New Year's Open Day tickets. So this is uh, new. These went on sale, and they're priced at £12.50 each. Uh, the event usually has seminars from Games Workshop, Black Library, and Forwards World. And the studio area... Um, open as well as usual and a black library signing desk uh, painting clinics with peachy and duncan a painting competition demo pods open gaming and event exclusives and advanced releases so if you're uh, bored with something to do on uh, new year's day go get yourself down to games workshop for um or Warhammer world rather for a day of fun and excitement by the look of things um the other thing next nominations for the next batch of warhammer heroes uh, open and are open until uh, midnight on the 31st of December. Uh, the Road to Terror are running a campaign to get Lex Head of Crusade and Heresy an award, which seems like a very good idea all round. So, yeah, it's definitely a stalwart of the heresy community that should deserve some recognition. So, yeah, a very, very good and worthy thing. Uh, I don't quite know what happens if you do get a special Warhammer hero. I think you get a medal or something, don't you? I think I thought uh, I saw. Yeah people with a medal at some point yeah you get medals uh presented at an event i think it's warhammer fest and okay. then you get, and then you get um your name on the wall at bugman's bar that is pretty cool gotta say that is pretty cool um uh games were actually awesome and a dinner. did you get a dinner as well 
So here we go. Um, chosen Warhammer heroes to be honored enshrined forever online and in the Warhammer world within the role of honor, a monument that's great to the that greet those who make the spiritual home to the hobby. Uh, what's more, they were treated to a celebratory dinner alongside a host of fabulous prizes, including the prestigious Warhammer Heroes Medal, which makes an awful look like a Judge Dread badge. From us, um, nominations, as you said, close at midnight on the thirty first. So there you go. Um, we we aren't in it for any kind of glory, so don't even think about voting for us, honest. Um, <laughs> uh, where are we? Uh, it's we do love free dinners though. Free dinner though. I was I was kind of like, oh, actually, now you mention it, free dinners involved. I might be slightly more uh, inclined yeah. to put my hat in the ring. Forget the, uh, forget the names. Yes. Uh, so anyway, Games Workshop have confirmed that they're going to be running the UK Games Expo this year. Wow. Returning to, not running. Oh, returning. Oh, yes. oh you, don't, you don't even read the things that are written down in front of you. You just make it up as you go along, but well, wrong. That, yes, that's true. Okay. <laughs> thank, thank you, Chris. You can read it next time. Uh, returning to the UK Games oh, Expo bit. this year uh, hopefully means that Forge will be there along with the event-only models and a studio preview, preview seminar. One can but hope. So we shall see what happens there. Uh, it's As it's running up to Christmas, Games Workshop have decided to remind us of the licensed stuff we can buy, including the Christmas jumper, cups, mugs, bowls, etc. What, what, why are we talking about this? Okay, this... Uh, Half Moon Bay, get, game tea, hoodies, and wild bangerang leggings. There we go. T-shirts from Militarium Issue, as they look all right, but quite expensive, so... Yeah, and they're from America as well, so they're going to cost you an arm and leg to get over here. Have, have, you, have you never wanted a ultramarine cereal bowl, Graham? There's nothing I want less on Earth than an ultramarine. It would just be, it would refill itself full of bran flakes. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't even, you'd, you'd walk away from the you table would, and it would every, just have refilled yeah. itself with the blandest cereal Whatever, that has ever been yeah. cardboard. Whatever you put in there, it would just turn it to bran flakes, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, all all bran. My favourite cereals are bran flakes and all bran. Well. For, and do you want to raise bran? You're not, you're not helping yourself there, my friend. <laughs> There's that stereotype thoroughly confirmed. Um, Jack. Wild bangerang leggings. So these are these sort of, sort of stripper leggings, aren't they, that you can buy? Um, what oh, can, can we buy you some? I think I'd look great in a set of I think leggings. You need those Chaos Space Marine leggings. Uh, they they do um they do hockey shirts as well. No, he needs leggings. I'm actually a little bit uh, intrigued by the Wild Bangarang page, if I'm completely truthful with you. <laughs> For no other reason than aesthetics, obviously. obviously. What's, that, what's that guy wearing? He looks so out of place. Oh, right. So there's these very well-sculpted young ladies in these leggings. And then there's yeah. this... Poor fella who must have been dragged in off the street, uh, you know, for a for a cup of hot tea, uh, and quick put this jumper on for us and we take a picture. Um, yeah, I'm not entirely convinced by them either, actually. If I'm completely truthful with you, I think the leggings are better. I've seen these at events though. I'm sure I've seen the Ultramarines one a couple of times. Okay, fair enough. Maybe they look better in the flesh. I'm I'm not sure. I mean, if somebody gave me one, but would I spend fifty hard-earned pounds for I mean, one? As uh, you know, yep. we're recording this on the twentieth, so I've still got four days to buy you a Christmas present at this point. So you which have. pair of le- which pair of leggings would you like? Well, that's Let's a very a good question. What would suit my rather well sculpted buttocks? Well, the best. I mean, 
the, the last four are kids, so let's rule those out quite yes. nicely. So basically, the heresy related, we've got blood angels or brand flakes. So, uh, I mean, I think. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've always wanted to get into uh, Sisters of Battles. I'm sure legends. you have, but that's a different show altogether. <laughs> <laughs> There's a joke there somewhere about the only way that I ever could get into a Sister of Battles yeah, leggings yeah. is, would be yeah. by buying the leggings themselves. Um, but yeah, thirty-five pounds still seems like an awful lot of money. I know, but I mean, hang on, three three times XL. Let's have a look. What's that? <laughs> they probably, they probably well, don't do them in my size. To be fair, Chris, I, I will I, I will say it on here because she doesn't listen um, to the show. But Megan had asked for a pair of uh, blood angels. This more. this will end poorly. Don't don't finish this, Michael, for for your sake as well as ours. And listeners. We have to see Megan occasionally, and I don't want to get stabbed. So yes. let's not let's not continue this anecdote. She asked for a pair of them. I know, I just, but I I what, I fear this is going to end poorly. I got what? her a pair. Okay, you so that's what you've got for Christmas, is it, Michael? I've got her a pair of um uh, 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 blood angels leggings. Very she nice. Plays, she plays blood angels. True enough. True enough. Well then, she plays blood angels in forty k. So yes, yes. Okay, swiftly. Skipping over that onto the next section quickly, Graham. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> we know where we yourself. are. I know it's the it's a habit when there's the only sane person in the room. Um, okay, we are supposed to get the Age of Darkness update on the sixth of December. On we were supposed to rather, or from Warhammer TV. This was replaced at last minute by a program on the law and the Titanicus with Andy Hall. We're told this is due to a scheduling conflict, which of course it can't be helped. Uh, not much revealed, but Andy told us about their spreadsheet with the data that they have built up on the various legions and their associated night houses. Uh, and told us that House Divine, 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 it's Divine. Okay, will be released in 2019. Now I've no idea who they are. They sound like a uh, 80s goth band. Uh, they're a Slaneshi um, uh, Alliance night house. You were um, not wrong, my brother. Uh, yes. Okay. They're they're from the um they're from the uh, uh back, way back in the fluff in the eighties, um nice. but they were in the um oh, there the, the novel Vengeful Spirit, um on the on the, uh, the Battle, Battle of Moloch and sort oh, of yeah. they, um, you know they uh, what they did there sort of turned the tide of the war so okay people want them fair play, uh the Taylor for Warlords again was was on Warhammer TV. Uh, on the 6th of December, uh, this time the participants have moved their armies from 1,000 points up to 1,500, so a more sensible size all around. Um, Luke has added some custodians to his Towns of the Emperor list, um, plus the ever-reliable Calidus Grab Tank and yeah. Phallus Grab Attack. Pallus. Pallus. Phallus. Not, oh, not <laughs> Phallus Grab Tank. That's, a, the, that's the Sisters of Silence tank. Is, is this a Freudian slip? It is. The phallus grab. He's still thinking about leggings. That's what it that's is. That's what it is. I'm yeah. Done. Anyway, uh, done some more ugly shield captain to make him more gear with the rest of his army. Uh, Bax has added two Japanese attack speeders. Because why wouldn't you with missile Absolutely. launchers? Why wouldn't you? And Motherwell was just to ruin anybody who plays vehicles. Uh, a Sakarin Omega, good choice. Um, with with a sweet, sweet multi melter conversion for his blood angels. Okay, very interesting. Uh, 
yeah, my my spell checking has not been up to it this uh, this month, has it? No, I like it. Uh, no, it's good. It gives me something to you know rather than read. I have to actually make sure that I know what I'm doing. Um, adding to his night laws, John has added a Sakaar and Arcus, which we all know is the best tank you can buy. Uh, Last kind of smokes, which is clearly the best choice. Um, and the first unique character, Sevatar, which also brings in a psychic face, and he's taking the horror cult right of war. Excuse me. Um, Anuj has added two Castellacs with Dark, of course. The oh, inevitable again, Castellacs with you? Dark Fire Cannons. Why wouldn't you? A Thanatar Siege Automator, which is the automata rather, which is the, yeah. the big one. Is that with the Plasma Mortar or is that with the big Laz Cannon? Uh, uh, with the Plasma Mortar. Oh. Yeah, it's the uh, French record now. Yeah, there's the Castellix, I think it is. Uh, Calix or? Calix, that's, yeah, that's got the Laz Cannon. Okay. Yeah. And he's also gone for the, of course, why wouldn't you, Vulturex. To, to be fair, I'll be adding <clears throat> both of those units to my Mechanicum list at some point. They are pretty much deriger for your um, Mechanicum list. I mean, they are yeah. great units. There's no choice about it. Darkfly Cannons are just ridiculous. There was an interesting article, well, not interesting article, Some I'll come on to it later, actually, but um, about saying that, um, not for Mechanicum armies, but for allies, Using the Privian with two um, Castellacs with dark fire cannons is a very, very good choice. And we're seeing quite a lot of them. Um, but anyway, this is a great combo. If I was going to do a Mechanicum army, I would definitely be looking at these units as well, because they are just so good. And also, they look great, if I'm honest. Yeah. I think the Voltrax, and I give it a very hard time because it's very powerful, is still a good looking model. Um, the Thanatar looks like a big robot should look like. Yeah, so, I, I, I've got a Thanatar. Uh, I absolutely love it because um, obviously I was when I was first started. I was gonna do um, Cybernetica, um, yes. but I've got so um, yeah. The Fanatar is an amazing model and wonderful to paint. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'll talk about it later. But I, I was thinking about uh, you know when you have them as um, kind of Legion inductees as part of the um, using the Privium. Um, and sort of painting them actually in Legion colours, and it was a it was a good thing in I forget I think it's in the Thousand Suns book, or it might not be actually, but where the actually no it might be the Thousand Suns, or it might be um, the one with the word bearers where the actual uh, Castellax sort of gets inducted into the Legion itself and is treated like a Legion member. So um, yeah, I quite like that as an idea. Um, Anyway, they, they live stream their battle online, which you can obviously see. Um, teaming up with Independent Characters podcast to help Horbius impacted by the recent wildfires in Canada. So, um, uh, California. God almighty, Graham. <laughs> California. Jeez. And if there are any fires in Canada, we can, Whoa, you know. that would be scary. Um, uh, in January, they were doing a hangout and paint for charity with staff from the Warhammer community and Warhammer Studios painting up heroes to be donated to hobbyists who lost their armies as a result of the fires, which is a very cool uh, and worthwhile thing. So that's that's excellent, I think. Um, and a very sort of touching piece of work by the yeah. characters. Um, we've got a few more relevant tips of the day from Warhammer TV, including a few characters from the Blackstone Fortress, uh, tutorials for the Imperial Navigator's robes. Obviously, we've talked about using the Imperial Navigator as a navigator in 30K. Uh, the Rogue Psychers, again, used by the Cults of Militia, and the uh, Negavolt Cultist skin, so basically some sort of skin tones 
that were quite useful in the heresy world. Tutorials for uh, Gracia robes for the Mechanicum and tank trades. For those interested, perhaps in doing a Cygnus-themed demons or blood angels, a a guide on the blood gods realm bases we also got. And a green stuff tutorial about how to make your own fur, which is quite interesting. So, yeah, lots of stuff going on there. Um, We're also uh, outside of the world of Games Workshop. um, Vallejo have uh, launched a new range of coloured spray paints consisting of three basic colours, 18, 19, sorry, fantasy shades, five World War II um, shades, four World War II infantry colours and three varnishes. So 34 colours. So apparently each hobby paint spray shows the original colour applied on the coloured ring around the top. And it's equipped with two different nozzles. So that's 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 interesting. So one with a low discharge flow recommended for fine lines and small details and the other with a medium discharge flow recommended for thicker lines and for covering large surfaces. The low pressure valve allows for excellent spray control, apparently. I haven't tried this. This looks interesting. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're literally just, you know, I think it was in the last couple of days mm-hmm. I this, 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 they've released these. So they look pretty good. Yeah, that's. I like the idea of being able because that is one of the things with spraying stuff. You think actually it would be quite handy just without using an airbrush because I haven't got one. You know, just use a rattle can to spray some of this stuff up. But obviously, because it's such a wide dispersal, it's it's very difficult to do. Yeah, well, yeah. Brother, I mean, you're in luck because I uh-huh. once upon a time when I was looking through trying to find rattle cans of the right kind of yellow that yes. I want, uh, I bought a set of different nozzles. Did you for for rattle cans? Well, there you go. So I will try and dig them. I think they're in a bag in the loft somewhere. I will try and dig them out and get them over to you. I didn't even know you could buy different nozzles. Yeah, there's a um, for like professional graffiti artists and things like that. Um, there's a particular wow. company that does them. I can't think what they're called now. But, yeah, they, they do a little set of um, a dif- different nozzles that give you different um, wow. spreads. Wow, well, send them up because I'll, I'll do a little demo of those and see what they're like because that sounds awesome. Yeah, very cool. Every day's a school day here on Age of Empire. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But the, I, I think these sprays, I think they're really good because if you look at the um, the, the what colours they've got online, um, mm-hmm. I'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah. Um, you've got a nice mixture of obviously the you know they've got the basic gr- uh, white, grey, black, but you've also got um, colours like for example, if you're say you're doing your cults and mm-hmm. you you know, you've got some nice World War Two sort of things there. You've got German fields grey, for example, um, right. uh, English uniform. And then yeah. you've got a lot of colours which are from their game colour range. So you've got their ultramarine blue, uh, leather brown. Um, what else have we got there? Bloody red, pale flesh, uh, okay. alien, alien purple, goblin green, um, glory red, magic blue. So and gunmetal. Yeah. And these I, are all colour matched to their existing range. Wow. Let's obviously take a bit of a hint from um, Games Workshop there, because I use quite a lot of their paints, just because I find them quite handy. Um, you know, the dropper bottles I really like in comparison to get actually kind of, sort of digging the paint out from a Games Workshop thing. It's just a personal preference. Um, well, if I can get if I can get the gunmetal spray um, from my local hobby shop, uh-huh. I, I will be getting it. So. Um, okay. because i think that that's a really nice color that's all nice. right cool i've not tried that one but i'll give it a look um forge have also told us this month that they'll be revealing a new model for the character series on christmas day and they showed us it wrapped up in in wrapping paper 
So most people think it's going to be uh, Haval Redblade or Eddie Redbeard, as I called him in the uh, in the episode, <laughs> because I came face to face with this chap uh, at the uh, clearances of Druin, and he is a right old handful. So um, if he gets a figure, that means he's going to be on uh, battles all next year. Curses, real uh, a great um, figure. Well, not a great. Um, unit in terms of their rules because he was a he was a he's a real toughie this guy so um yeah be interesting if it's him um you say what's your view do you think it's going to be that guys or do you think it's going to be going with left field this or something else i think it's pretty much set in stone i, th- I think the, the, i think they've been more subtle with the way they've done this in the past uh-huh. if, if you look at the silhouette there's clearly a heavy bolter there there's a power axe um, there's a there, wolf yeah there's a wolf um so okay. i think that's a cert and it, it's cool um are there any um characters for um space wolves other than russ as, uh, as, well you've yes. got the one in the, the one that came with prospero yeah course. that's it that's it uh, okay so fair enough got but they've only they've only got two unique carrier characters and that yes. will give both of them their models yet the ultramarines are still waiting for both of theirs here we go here we go again <laughs> Have you got a Contemptor Dreadnought yet? No. <laughs> okay. I get I get the impression that that is a, 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 something that we'll be coming back to throughout the rest of the year. Um, so that's it. That's our kind of State of the Union. So um, sort of things that are going on. It all looks very positive. Um, some interesting stuff this month. Um, not just from the Games Workshop side. So, uh, yeah, all looking very cool, I think. Okay, nice. awesome. So uh, shall we move on and talk about Titanica stuff? Woo! Yes, off you go. I don't know why I'm getting excited about it. I still haven't finished my models, but anyway. Yes, I haven't even played a game of it, so there you no, go. No, me either. All right, so we've got a bit of news from Titanicus. Um, to go along with the new releases that we spoke about earlier this month, we have... Um, an article on Warhammer um, community website uh, going through the Serastus Knights command terminal. And interestingly, there's a uh, cutout Serastus Knights command terminal in White Dwarf this month. So you don't necessarily need to buy a, um, a command terminal stri- pack straight away. You can just cut it out and, uh, and use that one. So which is quite handy, I think. Yeah. Um, then we had a show on the 29th of um, uh, November uh, on Warhammer TV. Uh, you had a bit of a run discussion. Um, there was Jonathan Taylor York, and I can't remember the other chap's name. Um, I apologize. Um, I thought I wrote it down, but I just wrote and. And I haven't wrote <laughs> the name down. That was the name, Andy. Yes. It was Andy. Maybe, maybe it was Andy. I don't know, but I, I will. Uh, I, I do apologise in advance. Um, so sorry about that. But uh, obviously, we know Jonathan Taylor York is a decent guy, and he loves his Titans. So uh, it was all good. Okay, so what they discussed in that show, we've got. You know, they took questions from the audience and did some answers. So uh, the first one, you've got the Warbringer Nemesis might be released for Adeptus Titanicus, but they're not a hundred percent sure it will be done. Hopefully, one day. No promises. Um. There's an emphasis on new weapon sprues, so that's getting out the new weapons for the existing stuff before putting out new titans. Um, someone asked about the Imperator, uh, and we're told that it's not been ruled out, but we shouldn't hold our breath for it. 
Um, on the Warlord Sprit, which obviously is now being released uh, with in the, in the new Warlord pack, there are three different heads on there, they said. And uh, the new weapon sprues for both the Warlord and the Reaver are expected early 2019, but no definite month. So early 2019, you know, so that could be up to April, I guess. Um, <laughs> oh, don't take that as a as gospel. That's just me guessing there. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, the Ariok Titan Claw, which has a, a Vulcan Meta, Mega Bolton modeled on it, um, has no impact in the game because they've actually factored it into the profile. So what they say in a Titan battle, it was as it's going to attack, open out, open fire of its Vulcan Mega Bolter at the same time. Oh, yeah, that makes so, sense. So yeah, so that, that that's you know, so it's so it's punching a Titan and firing its Bolter at the same time. Um, okay, so the Serastus kit, as they said, uh, covers only the Lancer, but more are on the way. Um, they kind of give hints that these would be a resin upgrade kits. Uh, I think I mentioned that earlier, and they sort of said the Serastus Knights are meant to hunt a big game um and disrupt them um what else do we have there the reaver chain fist on the new sprue uh can be built left or right-handed uh again there are three new heads for the reaver on that sprue uh they refer to it as i think it was reaver two or was it reaver b i think it might be reaver two um so yeah so that, that that's cool um and there'll be more legio traits coming in future supplements they've got quite a few of them planned already um, in the show that Andy did, um, they sort of mentioned, yeah, we've got he sort of showed this list, didn't give us any details of it. But it was like, yeah, these are the traits we're going to have. This is the associated nighthouse. This is their colors uh, and these are their names. And it was quite, quite interesting. So they've got quite a bit planned out um, again, emphasized that the focus of Adeptus Titanicus is the Horus Heresy. No plans for Xenos races at this time. But they are willing to expand beyond the heresy, but only if the game proves popular enough. I suppose you can. I mean, I think there's probably quite a few homebrew rules things out there already. I, I, seen... I have seen an amazing set of Xenos rules for uh, Adeptus Titanicus, which is basically a guy saying uh, for the rules, for example, uh, El- Eldar rules. Your um your time your time has passed as you fade into irrelevance uh, after a long war with the, with um, humanity. Um, you have no part to play in the Adeptus Titanicus. Perfect. That's that's exactly the rule that they need. <laughs> uh, it was the same for all of them. You know, basically a different reason why they were all um why they weren't there weren't there. So that was quite cool. Um, okay, so uh, the Titan Death Supplement, which we're expecting sometime early 2019, it's going to be about the size of the rule book and in the style of a Horus Heresy Black Book. So I'm assuming in the same style as the rule book, because the rule book is very much that style, isn't it? Yes, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So slightly different, but yeah, hardback. You know, I hope it's the same size as well. I get the feeling that it's going to be a direct release from Games Workshop, so I think it will be reasonably priced. So if I was a gambling man, I'd say anywhere between thirty and thirty-five quid. But, okay. I'd be, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was a bit cheaper. Yeah, I mean, just I think. How much is the the rule book the rule set? It's the uh, thirty five, but you get the templates and you yeah, get the, so yeah, maybe that's... twenty twenty five quid for a maybe. single supplement. Yeah, yeah. Okay. As, as, you know, as, a, as a special as a specialist game, I accept it might be a bit more expensive. True. Yeah. So uh, Titan Death is going to have rule for several Legios, and what else did they say? Some of the less common weapons that don't have a forty k equivalent. 
um, they'd be likely to see a Forge World resin version later on. So I'm assuming they're saying things like the warp missiles and stuff like that. Um, what else have we got here? An FAQ's in development, but it's some way off. So don't expect that hype there. Yeah, I think we're still quite young into the game, aren't we? So I suppose there's still yeah, yeah, yeah. It, plenty of holes to be discovered, as it were. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I'd rather them do one later on. Um, it's not like it's not like a, they're not like Games Workshop, you know, who's got a massive, great, big team yeah. doing all of this stuff. It's just a small, small team. So, um, what else we got here? The Warhammer TV team said that they particularly love the um, Vulcan Mega Bolter on Warhounds for stripping void shields. Because um, okay. obviously uh, that is quite important, stripping your void shields. Yes. Right? Um, what else have we got here? I'm just about to build a Vulcan Mega Bolter for an Adeptus Titanicus one as well. I've been building a couple of Titans while we've been doing this. Uh, Again, just like squid arms. I don't know how you do it. Squidward is on Squidward. the prowl. Squidward <laughs> Bottrell. That's going to be your new... All right, that's it. Sorted. That's on the next Edge of Empire t-shirt. Yeah, Squidward. Fair enough. Um, uh, there is... They said that the Nemesis is not a Titan class... But it's actually a subclass. So I, I'm assuming that means that Warbringer is the class of Titan. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yep. Um, and there's no new terrain plans at the moment. Um, and neither are there currently any planned Titanicus events at Warhammer World. And then they obviously um, followed this up, this uh, this, this particular Q&A session um, with a live stream game, which you can watch right now on Twitch. Uh, if you are a subscriber and then obviously we had the live show with Andy Hall discussing the law so that was the Adeptus Titanicus uh, stuff that we had this month so um, what I guess we'll do now is um, end that segment there and we'll go out to um, well actually no I tell you what we'll, what we'll do while we're talking about Titans well I'll ask you guys Graham you said you're going Mortis uh, have you decided on a Legio yet Chris or is it a homebrew I'm, I'm going homebrew homebrew okay and what, my, uh, my, my dragons still, are you still going with a red and green i'm gonna try and yeah oh i think i'm gonna try and do it so my warlords are one color my reavers are a color the warhounds are going to be another color i haven't quite decided on what the paint what those colors are going to be but i'm going to yeah everyone's going to be dragon scales yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i've been trying to get that down a bit more um, yeah sort of getting the layering right so i can get a nice nice even coat throughout yeah. um on all the little nooks and crannies but yeah i'm just gonna go homebrew yeah true graham do you have a built war warlord yet yes no he's wandered off no i have he's, he's forgotten his tablets he's disappeared i was having yeah. a little fixy if you must oh, know God. Uh, yes i have actually built built a warlord um and I have it's in two sub assemblies. So basically, I've got the, um, the sort of armor bits to put on, and I've got the shell of it you know, all done. I've put the magnets on it. I've got the, it's all assembled. I haven't painted it yet, but I've got that. I've got a reaver to do, and I've got two um, warhounds. So that kind of maniple, I think that is actually a sort of a maniple in itself, isn't it? Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's yeah. an axiom. Yeah, axiom. Yeah. That's exactly so, what I've gone with. Um, but if do you think. You could have your knights built as well for the long gaming day at Durham Raiders. Uh, I think it's Bob Ope and his old mate, No Ope. Um, I was going to suggest if you want, after our long heresy game, we could uh, try oh, and maybe 
you're a keen one, aren't you? So look, we're get, we're having a long heresy game on the 30th of December, and we're going to have a big battle. So it's going to be uh, Michael, myself, and Christian versus John and Richie. So it's going to be 9,000 points. So. And after that mass slog, because it's going to be tough, that one, uh, you then want another game. You are a machine, my friend, a machine. I'll be exhausted. My I, mental capacities will be shot to bits. That's why I want another game. At the minute, I'm gonna. <laughs> at, at the minute, I'm gonna take a long blood bowl. Okay, um, but uh, if we if we could have got a game of, of Titanicus in, that would have been cool. But we're gonna have to do that in the new year, Graham. Yes, we are. Um, I thing is, I just wanna because I want to get my models painted, built and painted. I'm I'm, I'm kind of holding back on it as for, as of my next project. But I think I should over the Christmas break get my cults and militia stuff done uh, up to a point, and I think I'll then be able to get cracking with them. But if I think I can put them together, I will, Michael. Yeah, because we've got um, we've now got a full table's worth of scenery at Durham Raiders. Yeah, it would be a shame not to do it with painted models. That's the only thing. I don't think I'm going to get them painted. In that See, time. there's a there's an event that Michael weirdly saw on Facebook, which is at the Dice Saloon in Brighton, which is a Titanicus event. Oh yeah. On the twentieth, and I, I do want to get. I'm trying to. I've mentioned it to Adam and George, the other guys yep. in our group in my group down here that play to Hanukkah see if they want to get involved as well but yeah I, I, I do want to get that get them sort of done and hopefully get to that if I can yeah but, but it's not really because it's a Sunday so it's ideal for me yes, the only thing course. that's going to hold me back on that is going to be whether my models are I'm happy enough to take them out I know exactly what you mean yeah yeah, yeah. I get that especially if Adam's going to be there yeah, but you're never gonna. You can't compare yourself. Adam's a pro painter. I don't care. I just, <laughs> they've got to have paint on them, and I, I think there's quite a lot to. I think you're right. Cause these but in are... a month, I could, I could, if I don't do any other hobby, if I in January all I do is Titans, yeah, then I but, should be, I should get I, it done. I know what you mean about that because the, these models, in, they do put a bit of paint fear in me. You know where. You know, when you've got you know a unit of ten models, you know nine of them can be okay, and the tenth one can be you know the slightly ropey uncle um, that you kind of hide at the back. But with the Titan game, all of the models are, are, are front and center, and you see these fantastic things on the Adeptus Titanicus uh, Facebook page. You know these amazing oh, gee, I've, jobs. I've and stopped think, looking oh, at that group because you know, just it, think, it just oh, stressed me out. So inferior. So uh, and that's I think what happened with my titan is that i got kind of i built the model but then i was like i got into a real kind of funk about how i was going to paint it and i started to second guess myself what i should do is just 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 you know do what i know don't don't get that done and be and, and, and away i go but no i kind of talked myself out of it so i'll have to go back to it i need to kind of gird my loins to get back into it i think i i know what you mean uh but but i just sort of uh just sort of accepted a while back that i am a mediocre painter um yeah but you're not mate are you? i mean you are yeah. you're a good painter let's not be let's not be around the bush I, I paint all right but if you compare my paint to to some of the guys that, that that paint other stuff you know um you know i'm not i'm okay i'm not i'm not a terrible painter but i'm not a brilliant painter i'm concerned that if you think you're an okay painter the category that I may fall into <laughs> is t- is terrible painter. Yeah, I think it well, would basically I'll be, I'll like... be honest. I'll be honest with you, uh, Chris. You're a better painter than me, I think, because I can't do yellow. 
I can't yeah, do yeah, anything. Yeah, one colour does not make does not a painter <laughs> make. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> mine's, mine's just washes. Um, yes. So I think yeah, you're selling yourself way short there, Michael. Your stuff's been yeah. featured or is going to be featured on the Games Workshop community pages, has it not? Uh, not on the community page, but um, a couple of my models are um, on the um, the you know the customer models on Forgeworld. That's what I mean. So there you go. So that's an achievement right there. Michael. You're not seeing mine or Graham's on there anytime uh, soon. This is where I confess I use Photoshop. Doesn't matter. <gasps> I won't tell anybody. There's a Photoshop Express app on my phone. I just put it in there because when I take it in the in the light box, it gets a quite a, you know a little bit of a hue. So all it does is just correct correct the color. Yeah. So wait, you're you're telling me you're not David Gandhi's twin brother because <laughs> that's the photo you were sending me. So you told me you Photoshop that too. This is outrageous. <laughs> yeah. Must have I've been talking to a different man all this time, and I've just yeah. realised. Goodness me. Yeah. Anyway. anyway so uh, let's move on to Graham's post bag. Graham's post bag. Graham's post bag. Do, 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 do. do. <laughs> so in this particular section, uh, I kind of added it in there just because there were lots of stuff going on on various Facebook pages, various websites, etc., that needed a little bit of a mention that it may not necessarily fit into any given theme. Uh, it isn't just me that contributes to this. Um, in fact, some of the stuff on here, I'm not entirely sure I put on myself. So the first thing that came out of the sack, as it were, was uh, Chris Gibson's Orlock Power Fist. I have no idea. They were a great band. They I were. loved Chris Gibson's Orlock Power The thing <laughs> with them was the production value was second to none. The 1969 classic. <sighs> See, the, the problem is you get the 69 album. Yes. Of what you what what the purists want is the 68 because the 68 version has got the fiddler that's right in the background during the guitar solo it's it adds a real layer to it that's true i don't know i don't know what happened to the band so jazz, i think jazz flutist anyway that would be a fantastic name for oh. a prog rock band Chris Gibson's Orlock Power Fist. It's 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 a brilliant name. Um, no, Mr. Mr. Chris Gibson is a uh, from Scribes of War. You know him. He came to came to um, yeah yeah. Oh, yeah, we know, I know Chris Gibson. I've, I've yeah. met him. I'm sure I've spoken to him at some point. Yes. Does he happen. play the fiddle? Yeah. All the jazz flute. Uh, All the jazz flute. Don't believe he does. Okay. okay. Well, we'll ask him next time we see him. Yes. Yeah, but he is a. He, he sort of made a suggestion. I think it might have been on Geno 5.2 of you could use a power fist from the Orlock, um, the Orlock Necromunda gang uh, yes. as a, on a heresy model. And he put up a picture of it. And I got to say, it looks amazing. That is, a, I mean, I'm just looking at the Orlock with the power fist model from Necromunda, right? It's a fantastic looking model. Absolutely brilliant. Would I would I want to chop off his arm? I would I don't think I would, to be honest with you. I mean it looks really great. No, don't get me wrong, but um yeah, whether I would cannibalise that figure for that, I don't know. But so what you're saying is that in terms of power fistness, he wanted to give your character or one of your characters a real standout look. Rob the power fist off the Orlock. Yeah. It looks really good on Mark Free Armour. Yeah, I can imagine it does. It's a really nice model. <laughs> So, yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, something to look out for. We'll put it in the show notes, no doubt. 
the second thing was, oh my goodness, did this cause a stir? So last month's show, we covered the uh, indomitable well, Iron Hands Legion. I think I think covered may be overselling, given that given the the feedback we received, I think yes. we we briefly looked at, glanced our <laughs> eye over, and then decided to talk about it for an hour. Yes, without really understanding all of the nuances of that army. So yeah. uh, we were completely found out. So um, yeah, absolutely right. So some uh, we had some very good feedback uh, from various people, um, sort of saying actually you probably sold the Iron Hands a little little um little cheaply there uh graham especially getting your rules wrong your hapeth so uh we got a very uh cool and interesting um post back and i'm just going to get it up now because we got a whole errata from from one of our <laughs> listeners things that uh, we did wrong things that we got horrifically wrong um which just goes to show you know you don't believe a word we say uh, uh, we never profess to be the experts, but on this hand, it was my fault because I did all the research for it. Well, yeah, I think also, I think, you know, we collectively as a team, we have to accept responsibility for where we got things slightly not, out of whack. Not, not not to put an excuse to it. We had had a very hectic per- period up to that point. And we, uh, we'd planned to do the Iron Hands out that month. Sure. Um, uh, well ahead of that. And I think it just everything sort of just came to a came to a head at once for so yeah as, as a unit but we're, we're sorry yes but graham so, is there and tell you what we did wrong so uh well i'm i'm not going to tell you i'm going to use the words of uh, thomas pardew was uh kind enough to to spend some time pointing out the the error of our ways um so uh we you know we were a bit, a bit lacking on some of the research so um, some of the things we got wrong, um, or some of the things where there might be slight difference of opinion. Of course, these things are subjective to a certain extent, but some of the things we we just got things wrong. So some um, of those things are not subjective whatsoever. No, that is true. Um, uh, what have we got here? So the according uh, from um, we'll probably put these up actually because there's quite a lot to go through. But suffice to say, thank you very much, Thomas, for the, for the feedback and taking the time and effort to go through these um, to give us your uh, view on 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 how really to play the iron hands he's obviously a great keen iron hands player um and some of the things he, he points out were, were absolutely right i'm using some of the characters in a different way to what we'd suggested um and going through and looking at um some of those as what their kind of combinations can do uh i'm still to be honest with you uh, fairly ambivalent towards the gorgon terminators uh, would I take them? Oh, I still wouldn't take them, even with the, the very robust and, and logical defence um, that Thomas put towards uh, those. I'm, I'm still not quite convinced by them. Um, Medusa Immortals as well. Um, you know, they aren't, I think he's fairly agreeing with us to a certain extent, um, but we did get a few bits and bobs wrong on those. Uh, he did mention using, um, as it, Castman Orth uh, as a HQ for things like armour breakthroughs and the like. So, uh, another good character choice, but there's a number of things we've got. I think in terms of the army list thing um, that we got wrong the most, probably the, the, the telltale thing that we got the most feedback for was the uh, in Heresy, the Graviton guns are heavy weapons. So my initial plan was to load up uh, a support squad with Graviton guns because any 
person that can take a flame because from a graviton gun and have them in a transport and they could jump out and unleash haywiring death on anything in front of them you can't do that because of course as soon as you move with a heavy weapon it's snap fire and these things fast fire blast templates so that would not work as an aggressive attack tactic but it might work as defensive one um certainly you know i would imagine it'd be quite useful having them and then chucking an augury scanner near it from a, a pocket or something you know that would be a terrifying unit to try and deep strike anywhere near um but yeah i think uh, it was we got some bits and bobs wrong and i think that it's just uh, sort of from our point of view is we need to be a little bit more exacting in our research which is why this month we've chosen the legions that we've all used and played just to <laughs> just to eliminate any further further things so like said, all, we're not actually doing the legions ourselves though no we're not but at least the others can point out where the other person's got them wrong uh, rather than us uh, infuriating our, our very loyal readership so um yeah just to let you know we we, we totally take that on the chin uh we probably should have been a little bit more exacting on that so lesson learned right there so we'll put the uh, actual list of the things and the different take on them to what we suggested in our iron hands episode up for you to read so thank you very much for that tom and others who pointed that out as well so thank you very much um in terms of things that really caught my eye now a uh, little little legend studio who are a pro uh pro painting studio uh, their dreadnought that they did their death guard dreadnought was spectacular i don't know if you saw this i think i put a link to it on the edge of empires um edge of empire web oh um, yeah i saw that that was Facebook really nice page. And they've been doing like an advent calendar. And I think that if you're a patron or, um, you, you know, you kick you out with their sort of Kickstarter or whatever, you can view these videos um, that they have for all the different painting techniques. But uh, these these guys can really paint. I mean, they look spectacular. So check that out. Um, something that came around uh, as a sort of conversation over dinner between myself and Richie uh, was the this concept of uh, choosing somebody's army for them. And uh, that kind of expanded into taking the traditional idea of uh, the secret Santa uh, kind of thing, where you have uh, all of the people that you're going to buy a present for. You put um, uh, names in a hat, effectively. You pick out a name and you, you then uh, would choose them a present. But in this instance, you were then to choose that person, a character from any of the heresy um, rule books. And they would have to then build a thousand points around that character. So we, we did this. We got a lot of names on the Northeast um, Heresy uh, uh, Facebook page. And we all sort of um, had a go, which is great. I chose um, a character from book six for Richie, which is one of the Black Shields uh, captains, who looks exactly like Richie, incidentally, which was probably the main factor why I chose him. And uh, for me, he chose uh, a Salamander's character, uh, Zaphius Jure, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, who, who looks exactly like you as well. It's a I'm, weird, it's a weird phenomenon. It's a weird here. thing. Unfortunately, there's no pictures that I can find of this chap, but he is a, a chaplain of the um, Salamanders, very much in that sort of flame cult thing. But what is quite good is that he, uh, he, um, as a HQ, you can take him, and you can also take the Dreadnought as a HQ, and you can take uh, the Iron Hands um, Navic, whatever his name is. Um, as part of the HQ as well, and the three of them together combined sort of thing into a sort of Power Rangers-esque um, HQ choice with some good and interesting rules. So uh, lots of fun can be had with that particular choice. So I'm going to be doing that next year. 
So that was really good fun, actually. And um, we put that on the main Edge of Empires Empire page, and lots of other people have picked that up as well. They're doing it as a, a challenge amongst their friends. So um, it's a cool thing. I think we we'll do it again. Uh, just a thousand points, you know, and basically I'm planning on using the bits and pieces that I've got lying around to try and make a thousand points worth of salamanders with uh, and see how that goes with potentially some um, iron, well, not iron hands, but um, I might go down the robot route uh, for my allies because uh, Navik is a, um, a uh, Mechanicum based warsmith and he can control robots. So, uh, yeah, he's a, a Prevayan. Prevayan, that's what it is, yeah. Oh, there's so, a model for that and everything. There is, I know, right? There's even a model of him specifically. So, um, although you can't buy it anymore, it's only on, um, you have to get it off eBay or something. I'm, I may have one lying around. Oh, right. Okay, cool. Um, so that's my plan. So I'm going to go with that. They've also got this Dreadnought, um, who's not a Contemptor Dreadnought, but a Box Dreadnought, uh, who's a character in his own right. So these are all survivors from Istvan 5. So there's a lot of cool story going on there, a lot of cool narrative that I can play with. So most interesting so that's really nice. good i'm looking forward to that um what else we also had some feedback this month some some uh interesting constructive feedback uh one of the things that kind of came up was that the implication i suppose that we actually get some kind of um i don't know payback from uh, games workshop we, i was accused of being a shill that's right it's games basically workshop by, by a, a, an individual uh, on the <laughs> internet who accused me of being a shill and then didn't <laughs> quite grasp the concept of sarcasm, but that's by the by. Yes. Um, oh, but yeah, we... I was going to put some nice soothing water over that particular oil fire. Um, no, no, sorry. Um, but we, we, we make nothing out of this. No, we make nothing out of our events. So... Yeah, so I think it's... I mean, you know, it's absolutely right that people don't like what we're doing. I can totally get behind that. You know, that's cool. But I suppose in, in our defence, we, we aren't shills, which would imply that we're getting come some sort of payoff or we get free models or anything from Games Workshop. Um, trust me, if we did, we'd be talking about it all the time. Yeah. We absolutely don't. Um, so just I, I wouldn't be hawking jewellery for a living. Exactly. So, um, yeah, we don't um, get anything whatsoever from, from doing the podcast from anybody. Uh, although we did, you know, we did, we once had a, a a word from somebody which was very nice, but that's about the most recognition we've got. So, yeah, we're not um, we're not that. Um, I think the question though was that are we a less critical of Games Workshop than we need to be? And I I don't think so. I think we're fairly. Um, I think I think I was fairly brutal with them last month. Yeah, I think we try to be as balanced as we can, and we, we've got no skin in the game in terms of upsetting Games Workshop, but. Um, you know, the people that come here buy and um, consume Games Workshop products. So, you know, that's what we're about. So we're talking about products that they might be interested in, um, but we don't get any um, benefit from, uh, you know, hawking their wares, as it were. We just love the hobby and we love what we do. And to be honest with you, we do the podcast because we enjoy doing the podcast. You know, the three of us enjoy doing this. There's no, otherwise we wouldn't do it. You know, we give up our time what having to do this because we actually enjoy talking about heresy. So... That's our only payback, I'm afraid, folks. So we those rumours you've heard about us having, you know, islands in the Bahamas making billions off this podcast are sadly wrong. That's so, the other podcast. It's the other podcast. You want to where were those Imperial Truth fellas for that? So um, speaking of which. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Hi, another, Greg. another thing. Uh, so the, another bit of constructive um, kind of feedback that we got was that in the 
in our, my commentary in particular around the uh, clearances of Druin event, I was overly critical of when I had to fight another World Eaters army, uh, which is, you know, I can totally accept that, that may have, it, it may have come across like that on the podcast, but that was absolutely not the intention. And uh, as we know from running our own events, that sometimes, you know, you have to, you know, make a few narrative compromises just to make, you know, make some games together where you have odd sizes of, um, you know, odd teams and what have you, and they're, they're fairly fluid. So I just want to say that to to the, the people who ran the Clearances of Durham specifically, uh, that if that did come across in the podcast, I have messaged them as a result of this, and they were, you know, quite um, saying that they didn't, they didn't view it as a criticism in any way. Um, but if, you know, in the way that you say things sometimes on, on podcasts can be kind of, when you're saying them and when you listen back to them, you think, well, that's perfectly fine. But obviously I got my own perspective because I was the one that said it and I've got all of the baggage that I carry around. Somebody listening to it doesn't really know what I'm trying to get to or me particularly well may take a different view. So I think it's perfectly reasonable. And, you know, I think it's good that we are getting this feedback. So, you know, I'll definitely be um, more conscientious of the way that those things are said in the future. I mean, anyone that's running events, we love them, basically. That's... Yeah. I mean, we know how hard it is um, to, to, to do these things for people. So, you know, if you're whoever you are and regardless of, you know, whatever you say and you may think, you know, we we say something and you may interpret it in a certain way. We just want everyone to run the best events that they can run. Yeah, absolutely. And we're, we're you know, we're still learning how to run events all of the time and we're all. You know, we're not saying that we run the world's greatest events because we don't. There are a lot better events that are run, um, you know, all over the country and all over the world. But um, so we know what that's like. So I just want to make sure that people understand that if, if they have got that issue in the future, um, just give us a shout because we will we will try to avoid the implication or, you know, you know that people are running a, a somehow a, a, a not correct event. We would never do that, I don't think. Uh, unless no. it's the London heresy. Yeah, you see the thing is, right? I say one thing, internet erupts in a flame of, you know, criticism. Oh, Mr. Spikey there and his constant antagonism but. of the London heresy people, you know, with I would not go back here, I'd rather have my testicles removed and Warner's earrings than I would go back to London Heresy, which I think is what you posted. Michael. I didn't say that. <laughs> um, I just said I wouldn't go back because um I think they they, they they organized it really badly and i know but anyway I'm just all i'm saying is that you know you because you're such a nice chap you know you can say these things i say one thing and i'm, I'm hauled up in front of the chapter master for, for dereliction of duty i mean i'll so. be fair i'll be fair to the guy who's going to run london heresy this time yes. you know it's he's not the guy who's running organizing the the overall event um and it was the same last time it wasn't greg who who organized the overall event the people who rap you know greg was let down big time by the people running this event totally and anyway i'm not i don't oh, i've started him off now we can't we can't we can't go back to that until no. we get to the we're still maybe yeah. when we oh, get to the year in review bit hold that thought michael because we're gonna yeah. do the year in review and there's a whole section about this one because it was it was a pivotal part of the union anyway yeah. The other thing that came out of the post bag this month um, was that on, I think it was on Geno 5.2, uh, somebody saying, you know what, you see an awful lot of these Previans with um, 
uh, your uh, Castellacs with Darkfire cannons because they're actually a damned handy unit. And you know what? It kind of is. Now, it got a bit yeah. out of hand where people were sort of saying, oh, you know, you're talking nonsense. What about an Arcus? And then people saying, yeah, but, you know, one-shotting an Arcus. And then other people sort of saying, oh, yeah, but, you know, you can bolt her, um, your Castellacs to death and stuff like this. So it got a bit heated at one point, but, you know, it's only a game, lads. But the... Um, it's a fair point because I mean this is another you know after years of fighting against these uh, in that sort of year of conflict that I had with Christian where I was fighting every week in his Mechanicum, you know those Castellacs and the Dark Lances or whatever they are Dark Fire Cannons, Dark Fire Lances yeah I mean they are they are really tough you know um, you know the Armor Three they've got five plus invon they you know you give them the upgraded yeah, targeting yeah. arrays they've got you know, hit on twos. You know, the, the lance weapons, so they're great against, you know, um, Spartans. They're three wounds, I think they are. So, Castellet. Here we go. I've got, yeah. the, I've yeah. got it to hand, coincidentally. Yes. Um, weapon skill three, bliss uh, skill four, yeah. strength six, toughness seven, four wounds. Oof. Initiative three, attacks two, leadership yeah. seven. I got three up. They have automatic shielding. Yeah. And then you've got Cyber Defense Cortex, Raptor Blast, Rage, and they are a support unit. And then you have the Dark File yeah. Cannon at 20 points extra, yeah. which is just. That's a beast. 60 inch yeah. range, strength seven, just, uh, two shots. Dark File Cannon, yeah, strength seven, AP two, heavy two, yeah. Lance, blind, gets hot. So sixty inches. They are they're a great great unit, and I think they were saying that they've become I don't know whether it was in seriousness, but that they've become like phosphex. You know, there's a lot of them around because they're such a good unit for the points, which I think I is think fair. I, I think I saw or I faced a unit of them at London. Right. Kind of battle. Um. Oh yeah, it was Sons of Horus list. I remember it's the first game I played. Right, London, and the guy had yeah, he had a unit of them, of Castlex, and I'm sure they were all dark fire cannons. Yeah, Valdor did for them, but you know. Yeah, in close combat, I think you know they're, yeah, they're, they're slightly more vulnerable, but I mean they're still monstrous creatures, they're still AP two, and they're still high strength, so yeah, yeah they can do do damage unless you're going against them with some of that cast Tony's, like you say, but um, they're a great unit. Have have we seen lots of them? I think we've seen a few of them, but I wouldn't say they were anywhere they were super prevalent. I'm just trying to think about lists for if we've seen them in lists for Company of Legends. I don't. Apart from in a full mechanical list. Mechanic, yeah, nothing jumps out at me. No, maybe this. Maybe we'll see more next year. Maybe, yeah. Anyway, it was a little bit of a bit of a interesting point because they are quite a tough unit. So we to see how that one develops. And the last thing from the post bag this month, which I thought was very no. cool. Your post bags like Santa's post bag this year. It's it's it's. I tell you what, it's it's a it's a constant oh. thing. It's always given the gift of giving. So this one was a brilliant thing that somebody had done. Uh, um, regrettably, I can't remember their the, the name. Eric, I think. Uh, oh. So uh, he's Eric, Eric Prospero Burns. I don't think that I'm going to hazard hazard a guess. It's not his real name. Yes. <laughs> the Prospero is his birth name, and I think Burns, and then the other one was his wife. <laughs> They've got double barrel. Uh, very, very yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. So yeah. Anyway, he's obviously you know I see what you mean. Mother and father, uh, Mrs. or Ms. Prospero met 
and married met, Mr. Met Burns. Mr. Burns, and now they're yeah, yes. now they're now he's Mr. Prospero Burns. I mean, yeah. Awesome. Who would have thought that's the same title as a book? It's just yeah. magic. I mean, absolutely, crazy. it happens. You can think there's plenty of chart, you know, <laughs> plenty of uh, Jane Eyre's or Jane Austen's or whatever it is. Sure yeah. enough, yeah, but, yeah, but not too many people called Wuthering Heights, one assumes. But you never no. know in this world. Oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, William long... Othering Heights. It could yes, be. Yes, could be. It's possible. Uh, anyway, the long and short of it is that th- this chap uh, has spent some time collect. You know that when you kind of think, oh, I'd love to see what a Marauder bomber does. It's a great model. Where on earth is the rules for this now? It's in some obscure book that was discontinued about 15 years ago. And you, you can't find them for love and money. Uh, so this rather um, ingenious chap uh, collated these rules from various books and put them into one handy pamphlet. So things like the um, Marauder Bomber, for example, which is a nightmare to try and find the rules for that from, you know, because you've got Battle Scribe or something like that, of course, but you're never quite sure. Uh, but you also added the seventh, sixth edition, seventh edition, seventh edition rules for the Assassins which we don't have rules for assassins in 30k, even though there were assassins around. I don't know whether the sort of different kind of colleges of assassins have been formalised law-wise. But, think, you know, what, what's the one that goes after Horus? Uh, that would be, uh, what's the book? Was it Nemesis? Yeah. I what the, that was like a... Don't Swallow. Yeah. There was a, there was a vindicate, there was a te- there was a, there was a um, execution squad of them. Yes, yeah, so it's all of them. So, yeah, they were kicking about all of them. All right. Yeah, so, yeah. She, had the, she had the Vindicare, the Infosites, the Calidus, uh, the, you know. Okay. It's the, the Calidus on the cover, isn't it, I think? There's one crawling through the pipes. Oh, that's the Vindicare. That's the Vindicare? Okay. Yeah, in, who's stuck in the ventral spirit. Okay. Okay. Anyway, long and the short of it is there aren't rules for them. There's no heresy rules per se, but there were seventh edition rules for them. And this guy's collated them and put them into like a little pamphlet along with the rules for things like the Marauder Bombers for the Macarius tanks, all of these things that you can buy from Bordeaux, but there's no rules for, even though you're allowed to use them because they're as part of that kind of um, generic catch-all that is the sort of Lords of War section. So brilliant. They're in one place now uh, that this guy's put them together and you can use them as you see for it. He also, there was rules in there for a tank that I'd never seen before, which I wasn't sure what the origins of it were. But this is, I think it was um, uh, called a Dominus or something. This is a artillery piece. And basically what it is, is it's the, um, what's the, it's not the Gorgon. It's, uh, what's that other, um, it's it's the Praetor is the um, the model. So it's. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what are you Yes, none okay. of that was English at this point. Okay, the this model, the, this particular unit is based on the on the Praetor a... model, so the Praetor tank model, which yes. is so it's like a it's quite a cool looking model. I think it might be a similar chassis to the Macarius things but with a slightly different top shell. You take off the missile launchery bit and you basically put a Reaver or Warlord Titan Las Cannon thing on the back of it. And you've got this thing called the Dominus, which has got these, um, if it doesn't move, I think it's got three 10-inch blast templates that, you know, strength 10s or something crazy. So a really, you know, awesome piece of artillery that I'd never come across in my life. Um, there's no f- official model for it, basically. You could make you could, one. You could, make, you could use the Praetor, or I think you could use the Crassus. 
because those yeah. are both the same chassis yes. Yes. and the crassus comes in at oh a whole five pounds cheaper so yeah <laughs> and it's, it's, savings it's, yeah, expensive model because then you've got to buy the um, wall or turbo laser thing. Turbo laser thing, that's probably 100 quid. If it's a penny, I'll be less than that. I'll be surprised. So, a lot of money for a, for a unit, it must be said. But yeah, I've never come across it before, so I thought it was quite interesting. So, we put that up on the um, Edge of Empire Facebook page as well um, and, and give them a little nod. Would, I, I'm not going to. Do we need to have a discussion about these rules? Perhaps in regards to events. Yeah, I think it could get messy, to be honest with you. So yeah. um, I think some of the rules you, you could not use because they're perfectly legal, i.e. the Marauder Bomber, for example, you can use as part of the Lord of War. Things like the Dominus, where there was no official model for. I'd be yeah, I think, I think if there's not a model for it, then I guess it's just a case of uh, ignore it, carry on. Yeah. But, but things the, like the, the ones where there are models for, things like that. Yeah, the Assassins is another interesting one, which we'll probably need to think about, because I think not, because I think that might just be, they, they probably haven't been playtested or balanced with um, the Heresy models, particularly, and they may be super powerful, or they may be the other way. But I think um, they would have been used, they were the rules for the 7th. True enough, true enough. So they would, have, they would in fact, be on the same... Technically, the same rule set, if that makes sense. It, it does make sense. But anyway, so, it's a conversation that perhaps. Yeah. I yeah, but they, they weren't play tested in. Uh, well, I don't know if they were, but they weren't. They aren't in the heresy rule set, so they yeah. may not necessarily have been play tested against yeah. heresy. And it may yeah, be. Yeah, but anyway. I know what you mean. I mean, would I use them in a friendly game? Absolutely, no problem whatsoever. Um, would I use them in a event game? Probably less so. So, but it's something we can have a talk about for sure. We're interested in what, see what other people think as well. So, if you have any strong views on this, uh, one way or the other, give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. Okay, so that is all that has. It's been quite a busy month this month, all round, and that's uh, quite a lot that's gone into the old post bag this month. So, if there's anything you'd like us to pick up in this particular section, i.e., non-theme based stuff that's just generally interesting around heresy, let us let me know, and I'll I'll make sure I dig it out uh, of my bulging sack. <laughs> Really? Really? Okay. 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 Oh, now dear. I'm going to go and have a little snooze because I believe the next section is the books.
Okay, so uh, we're just going to review uh, Spear of Ultramar and Dreadwing this month. Um, there are obviously the Advent story, but we're going to review them all together when uh, the last one has been out. So, yeah. uh, you know, we can get a, we can give a judgment on the overall theme of the uh, the, the Advent stories this year. Okay, yeah, we'll be that little bit closer towards the Siege of Terror. Uh, we will, in fact, yes, we will be that little bit closer. So, uh, okay, so we're going to start with this Spear of Ultramar. This is by David Annadale. Now it's a very brief... okay. Hang yeah, on, I know, I know. You're not the you're not the biggest fan. Yeah. So some of his more recent stuff, I you know, it's uh... anyway, it's very brief but satisfying story about the challenges the Ultramarines face on their journey um, to Terra after uh, you know sort of following on from uh, Ruin Storm, um, and the um, and. In this book, you've got a single grand company of Iron Warriors. That might wake Graham up. I doubt it. Nope. Um, uh, holding, uh, you know, who are holding a vital system that the Ultramarines need to take in order to navigate the warp uh, to, to Terra. Now, these Iron Warriors know uh, that they can't win against an entire company uh, uh, of, you know, the entire Legion of Ultramarines. Oh, yeah. So they lay a clever trap and do their best to delay the 13th as absolutely long as possible. Um, obviously, this is only a snapshot of the journey of the Ultramarines, um, but it does kind of show that Horus actually was afraid of what would happen if the Ultramarines got to Terra and, um, you know, what they could do. So 
like um, Vulcan, this is actually a massive improvement, in my opinion, uh, for David Annadale. Because, uh, as you know, I've previously had some strong feelings about some of the stuff he's written. Um, I felt that he's, you know, some of his works have been particularly poor. But with this one, I I would have to say that it's a massive improvement. Um, and it's really, really good. Um, really enjoyable. Um, so, so, Is this the first time he's written the Ultramarines? Uh, no, he also wrote Reboot Gulliman. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh. Which was, uh, you know, let's be fair. Not a great start to the um, yeah to to the to the Primark series. In fact, it was a dreadful start to the Primark series. But this, I'm thinking, based on this and the the Vulcan uh, yeah. novella, I'm sort of starting to come to the to to, to believing that perhaps David Annadale's strengths lie in novellas and short stories. Okay. Um, because these these both books were extremely strong stories so really 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 happy with this book and um, it was it, it was a little bit mental the fact that basically you know a single grand company of uh iron warriors could hold up an entire legion of the uh 13. i personally find that unbelievable yeah. i'm surprised they didn't fold like wet paper yeah and there was sort of some builds up with some ultramarine uh, not ultramarines um um what am I like? Word bearers as well, and that didn't come to anything, so it was quite good. I suppose there's plenty more of this story to tell, isn't there? Though this is, yeah, well, we still got a lot of ultramarine to in cover. A, in a way, it very much concluded um, the uh, reboot Gulliman and ultramarine sort of heresy timeline um, because it took some threads from the reboot Gulliman novella. It took some, uh, you know, some some threads from Ruin Storm. And it basically seems to have concluded them. So seemingly Reboot Gulliman and the Ultramarines are done in um, the heresy. I wonder what they're going to do. Because obviously once we get to, you know, Siege of Terror and whatever the plan is for that. So I'd like to think they still reference these other legions. Well, hopefully, because obviously uh, they know the Ultramarines are coming and that's why Horus lowers Yeah, them. so there's got to be still, there's still, there's still room to... Th- to flesh out their story a bit more surely yeah yeah hope, hopefully but for three pounds this was not a bad bad little buy so that nice. was pretty good uh and then we've got dreadwing by david geimer this is the second of the novella series one and covers why the dark angels didn't make it to terror for the season so this is so, the one i'm most excited about I, I need to sit down and read i liked it but it's really rammed full of characters and story arcs so you okay absolutely need to be fully up to date with the rest of the dark angel stories including the short stories to to get everything in this uh, see, I'm, um, I'm, I'm there with the main books it's just the yeah okay so yeah bit of research required i i'd recommend going back and doing things you know like by the lion's command and um and uh, etc uh gav Forp stuff uh, yeah, yeah yeah and we get a lot of details about the command structure of the hexagrammaton um, and the politics which actually surround that, which is actually really fascinating. Sort of makes me think, well, actually, the Angelus, you know, book nine fluff is going to be kind of interesting at this point. Yeah, cool. So that that was that was cool. Um, but the novella itself is actually a little bit disjointed. And whilst the focus on the fracture and, and it focuses on the sort of the fractured relationship between Redloss, Holquin and the lion. Um, but for me, it felt like Gaima was trying to squeeze too much story into such a short book. Uh, okay. 
um and it's sort of like one of those books which is stories which is sort of like um uh, crying out uh for a bigger book um and i very much hope that this story gets continued um because they need to finish it now yeah they're, you know they're, they're such an interesting legion at this point as well the dark angels it'd just be a shame for them to you know disappear basically at this point yeah yeah they need to they need to finish that story anyway um okay so that's that's the books we're going to review there's the two main ones yeah 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 uh, obviously they were at mouth so next month we'll be back with a bumper load of book reviews um which will include titan death and all of the short stories from the um from the advent calendar so perfect awesome cool before we do move on to the section, I'm just going to quickly run over uh, the forthcoming books that are uh, due out in the next few months. So on the 12th of January, we've got the audio drama Night Fane, which we reviewed in our last show. Um, and on the 2nd of February is Korax, Lord of Shadows. That's the non-limited edition version. Um, then 23rd of February, we have the last book in the main Horus Heresy series, The Buried Dagger. Um, and I'm really looking forward to that. And then also on the same day, 23rd of February, um, we've got Angron, Slave of Nuceria, the limited edition. Okay, thanks. The year 2018 in review. So what we're going to do is we're going to run through month by month uh, the highs and lows of all things that happened in the heresy world over this year and have a little uh, reflection back on all the things that have happened so uh, in january uh, this the, the year got off to a, an amazing start with the release of the age of darkness rule book so this is where the um, speculation about moving to eighth edition was finally quashed and we had our own uh, update of the old seventh edition rule book uh, so that other new players could have a rule book to work with uh, when joining the heresy scene they cleared up a few bits and bobs there were a couple of things coming out there uh, but it was very busy um and it actually the demand apparently took out the world forge world website on christmas day so somebody had a very pleasant christmas yeah there, there, there was there was a few hours whether it, it was sold out and the website was down so, Ooh, so somebody was had their christmas ruined no doubt but if you remember we were meant to get this at the end of 2017 uh, yeah. uh oh, there was a print problem wasn't it there was a print problem with uh, the uh, combination so um but yeah the lamination was... of the women yeah lamination they, this was a december <laughs> release i guess christmas day yeah so um we then got the uh, controversial uh, Space Wolves Legion Praetor. Uh, Book-wise, we got Old Earth and Fulgrim, the Palatine Phoenix. Uh, we got some new Nurgle models, uh, which we were led to believe uh, that most of them will have rules in Malevolence, which was way back in January last year. And, uh, and if, if anyone is Forge World is listening, please give me heresy rules for the Sloppity Bile Piper. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> Have you just put that? Because I didn't. We, we had a big, remember this? This was no, this the this, thing that Michael this, was. This wasn't the guy that Michael loved. Wasn't it? No, no, no. that was Paul Brax Utterbright. No, there you no, go. Of course. He remembers the, the name. The Sloppity <laughs> Bile Piper is this amazing Nurgle demon who um, basically just walks around with a um, with a bagpipe made out of uh, organs. Um, I think I had Sloppity Bile Piper at one point. 
I think I got some antibiotics for yeah, it. Yes, so it usually clears up with a couple of days antibiotic treatment. And he's um, got this amazing dancing nurgling on his base. Uh, that's definitely what I had. I had a dancing nerdy <laughs> on my base. I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna send you the link to the actual model. Please don't. Please don't <laughs> me click on an internet link that has the words sloppity bile piper in it. Because I don't need that on my internet search. No, history. no, you need to see this. No. It's I a don't. great one. It's no. a great one. Uh, How uh, did Chris get locked sloppity. away? Yes, well <laughs> too much looking at sloppity bile. Sloppity bile, bile pipers, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, go on. Cool. So yeah, there we go. So that was uh, that was pretty much January. It's, it's a mixed month when you think about it, because you had the the rule book, which is awesome, but then we had that whole thing with the Legion, the Space Wars Pray Tour. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty much summed up the year, I think. You know, it was a microcosm of the year, i.e., highs and lows. Yeah, that was the first time we saw sort of a real. Well, it may not have been the first time. It was the first time that I observed or was aware of the unrest that could potentially be caused in today's modern world with, you know, some people being unhappy about a particular thing that's been released by a company. There's probably been plenty of examples of it before then, but it was the first one that I really noticed, which hasn't gone away. No. Okay. No. February, the month of romance, Valentine's Day. <laughs> He's not listening. He's looking at a sloppy bile piper at this point. That's uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm loving that model. Really okay. wanting heresy. Okay. Um, go on, Chris. February. Okay. February. So we got the Horus Heresy and Necromunda Weekender, which we everyone was sort of, the community was a bit sort of unsure about what was going to happen, but we had uh, Angelus was put back, unfortunately. Uh, I just what? Angelus was put back in the play yeah. as part of the book. Join the works. Yeah, Angelus was put back, and then they moved Malevolence into its place. Right. Taking, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, taking the Blood Angels out of that and the demons, and then shoving the White Scars in to make Malevolence. Yes. Now, now that sentence makes sense to me. Okay. Um, the models that were shown off that still need to breach the time of this episode are the Atomatic Pervasi. And the big missiles for the Derrida. I didn't realise oh, yeah. they... I'd completely forgotten about those. Yep. Uh, how the, many years have they shown off the automatic pervasive? Yeah, I know. That's the thing. It's, I, I honestly thought that was out. Yep. Nope. Because that's the shield bubble thing, isn't it? It'll give you a... Yeah, plus... Yep. Yeah. So you get your three plus... Um, God, blimey. Um, the Acastus Knight, the Ordinatus Mole, and the Revised Drop Pod. So still some, I mean, because I think that's what, eight, nine, ten months back now. We're still waiting for any well, sort of. To, to be fair, the, the revised drop pod um, was, I believe, and someone who's there will probably correct me, but someone asked in a seminar, do we have a drop pod? Um, uh, you know, is there going to be a new Dreadnought drop pod or when is it coming back? And Tony said something like, oh, yeah, we're working on one. Um, said to the sculptor, uh, I think it's Will. Um, Oh, bring it in tomorrow. And so they brought up one of the 3D prototypes. Okay. You know, the 3D printed um, rapid prototype. So um, uh, if, if it's at that stage, I mean, it, what takes for a lot of models about a year to get it from, you know, design to sale. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, in February, we saw some custodes models for the 40K uh, range appear and they've sort of, 
we've seen a good proportion of them heading their way into heresy with the Vertus Praetors, the Custodian Wardens, because um, I think it's Ben Greaves uses the Praetors for his Dark Angels, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've seen plenty of um, the Wardens being used as Heter on guard. That's exactly what I'm doing with them. The bikes as well. They're the Vertus Praetors. Ah, okay, thank you. Yeah, they, they, they've, got a problem, daft, they've got a daft name. Yes. Flying Praetors, basically, if you think about it. Um, which, yeah, I suppose a good release. They expanded the range slightly, which is good. That's what we want. Um, February saw the release of the best Primarch <coughs> there is. The option. absolute king of all the Primarchs, <laughs> Rogel Dawn. Funny enough, I still haven't bought this model, but Yes. The fists are in the back banner. Um we got the exciting as a bag of Rivita. That's I think I think I think you mean the one in the blue armour. Um the yeah. Space Wars Grey Hunter Slayer upgrade pack and the Varagear Wolfguard Terminators came out. Uh, more controversy for Space Wars. Yeah, War. the and the Varagear, because we were unsure about a couple of the Varagear, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean uh, I've seen them painted up since and they're not bad, but as I've said uh, multiple times, I would just not use them as barra gear. Fair enough. Uh, uh, simply because the loadout is rubbish for barra gear. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the models, yeah, with what they get. Um, doors were back. Oh, doors. Oh, do you remember? Do you remember when we could talk about doors for upwards of five minutes? I mean, heady, heady days. And now look at this. We're clinging to whatever measly entryway offerings Forge World could offer us. Um, the Armager Warglaive was announced for the first time at the... Was it the opening of Warhammer Citadel at that point? No, no, they, they announced the Warhammer Citadel and the Armager Warglaive at the same time. Oh, as... Yeah, sorry, as was... Not at. Yeah, I'm doing a Graham. Um, and book-wise, we've got the Burden of Loyalty and the Horus Heresy um, notebook ruled journal uh, little book, which is... Anyone purchased that? Uh, yes, I did. Of course. Mug. Squidward did. Um, <laughs> well, I sort of thought, oh, I record all my games in here for the year, and then it sat on my bedside and done nothing. That's a collector's piece. Yeah. That, that should be my notebook, the amount of games I record in it. It still wouldn't get touched. <laughs> um, and we, on the show, went through the fast attack choices, which are made available to Space Marines. And we quite heavily concluded that the javelin is the king of the fast attack choices. Yes, that, that feels like we did that yesterday. Oh, God, I yeah. Know. I know. That was scary. nearly a year ago. Actually terrifying. Uh, okay, so... Well, on uh, to March. Yeah, so in March, the Black Library turned 20. <laughs> and there was a day of celebrations in Games Workshop stores with a book being given out with every physical purchase from Games Workshop, Black Library or Forge World. And they were still giving these out at events um, at Blood and Glory. So <laughs> they must have printed quite a few of them. Um, and this book, little book, contained two heresy short stories, which was not The Dark King and the Lightning Tower, um, which was a surprise. Because <laughs> they seem to put those That's... books in every collection. Uh, I think someone just, you know, they just it's an easy PDF for them to find, probably. It's just two names that they just... To, to be fair, um, Dan Abnett's story in that collection, I can't remember which way around it is. Um, I think Dark 
Dan Abnett did the Lightning Tower. Um, is really, really good. And so is Graham McNeil's story as well. Um, but obviously, they've been used on a lot of collections. So yeah. um, Anyway, so we got... Uh, and there was also a 20 Years of Black Library postcard set released. Um, what else was there? Did we get any new... Re- yes, we did. We did. We got uh, a few new releases. Uh, custo- all about the Custodies. You got the Shield Captain and the two spear options, the Adracite and the Pyrite uh, spears. Yep. Um, ben Greaves, who we mentioned earlier, um, got his Iron Warriors featured in White Dwarf, um, which is obviously amazing because Heresy Armors being featured is a rarity in the magazine. And they they were amazing, if I remember correctly. They were amazing, but uh, but a couple of people were sort of uh, got a bit grumpy about his uh, his converted Redemptor Dreadnought, which he turned into a um, a Leviathan. Um, wow. Which, to be honest, I thought it was actually pretty good. Um. Well, you, you can make the use of it. I don't see why not. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it's a different, it's something different on the table, which I never think is a bad thing. No, and it's a nice model. I like the Redemptive Dreadnought, but obviously <laughs> it's not heresy. I wouldn't use a Redemptive Dreadnought in heresy, but uh, the, as a conversion piece, it's not terrible. Um, as long as you do it right, and he does do it right. When Ben Greaves converts something, he does put a lot of work into it. So anyway. Um, we got our first preview of the Sector Imperialis terrain in the Kill Team preview video at Gamma. And obviously, we held Company of Legends. Massive success. Lots of great reviews. Best event ever. Um, I'm trying to do some sort of Trump-esque rant here. It's not working. No. Um, sad. I mean, give me... I'm trying to think. Um, no. The Mexicans didn't pay for it, though, so that was good. Yes, yes. And... On the show, we covered the Iron Warriors in our first Army Focus episode. So, yeah. Which is, that one, which is one of our most popular back, ones, isn't it, I believe? Back. It, it is our most yeah. downloaded episode ever. I thank you. I thank you. Um, it, it has more downloads than any other episode we've done. Seven. Seven whole downloads, people. <laughs> and were, six of those were Graham. That's true. Ah, I was just, near it. just spamming it. It's nearing... It's nearing 3,000 now. What, for that episode? Yeah, for total that downloads is, for that episode. That is You're sick. kidding. 3,000? Yeah, but considering we did that in March, and I it's taken still... this long. Jesus. Uh, I mean, I just I just not, need to... Not, most of our other episodes are between... one of the fa- After about this period of time, for example, I'm just going to have a look at the stats here. Um, the February episode, uh, when we did Fast Attack, um, that's got... 2,300 That's a much better episode. There's very little Iron Warrior in it. <laughs> yeah, that, but the, the Iron Warrior episode just has really just gone and kept going every month. It's still in the, it's still in there, you know? If you've got like some weird app on your like, computer or your phone where you, it just downloads at once every three uh, days, Graham, or something. It's, it's my special bond with the uh, Brethren of Iron. Like this, least, Sickening. There's at least a couple of downloads of it a week, and that's still, yeah, there's two downloads of it this week so far. All right, you people are awesome, ladies and ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Let's let's have a serious conversation here for a minute, because I don't need this kind of stress or hassle in my life. I don't need him. Don't get me wrong; he's my brother. I I feel you know I'm very close to him. I, I I think a lot of him deeply. But he plays a terrible army and don't encourage it. That's not what he says in that's not what he says in private. That's exactly what I say in private. Yes. Uh, and I've got uh, witnesses. 
So yes, it's it's much more insulting, and there's a lot more swear words. Yes. That is also true. Um, but yes, no, it's a fine episode that one, one of our best. Um, we will do one on the um, I think that basically the gauntlet, the the well the the stone gauntlet, if you like, has been thrown down. Oh. And uh, I fear that we should do a corresponding episode for those yellow Nancys that go by the name of the Imperial Fists. So yes, I, I think it is on the list for next year. Yeah, definitely got to happen now. Okay, April. April. Let's get. So we're starting to. So we had recovered from Combi Legends, and we start. We launched our sort of um, companion series called the Dreadclaw, um, which actually has had respectable download numbers. So these are kind of short, hour-long episodes rather than our um, marathon. Oh, the, this. This one, which is going to be about fifteen hours by the time we finish it. Um, and we also, from our point of view, which was very successful, we became the first UK-based Warhammer podcast to join Spotify. Um, so we um, remain, I think, is that true? Do we remain the Patreon? Uh, no, I no, Adeptus uh, Terror uh, podcast is on there. Um, yes. Who else is on there? I, 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 have, I, I have sort of told um, Greg and the Sons of Heresy, get yourself submitted, because they are... Um, you know they're they're on platforms that uh, have a, an automatic submission. Uh, okay, right. Into Spotify. Yeah. So anyway, we were at the time anyway the only Her- Horus Heresy podcast on Spotify. I'm sure that isn't the case now. But anyway, big success for our point of view. And um, the Dreadlord. Um, I said some interesting little episodes, little bits of buzz. We've done interviews, some regular interviews on there. We've done some stuff on tactics. Um, just some odds and sods that we don't have time to cover in the main episode. So um, we'll continue doing those quite successfully. Um, we also got a Forge Bane uh, for some Mechanicum models uh, um, and the Armager Warglaves. Uh, Constantine Valdor, whoever that chancer is, um, also um, came, out of, came out of the uh, Forge World Studios and the Terex Pan Termite Sultra, which was great because it was a, a new and interesting way to get armies right in the back of armor breakthrough lists and ruining my day so um yes great little model and very much in keeping with the overall heresy theme so again you um, think that was april that's still we still don't see many of them no not as many and as we we thought at the time that they would take off like you know the yeah. the, 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 the scene would eat them up like fat kids eating cake but <laughs> i think um that you know on balance I think they're a better unit than maybe, well, they're better than a dread, they're normal, normal drop pod, but I think perhaps because of the limitation of the number of people you can put inside them. And I don't think you can take Terminators, can it? No, they can't, uh, take, bulk, no, no. They can't take bulky units. Yeah, so basically, whereas the Dreadclaw, for example, can take um, Terminators. So a little I, bit more versatile, but I, I don't know. I, I've, seen a few, I've seen a few of them around at other events. Uh, you know, other events have had quite a few of them. Um, and there were a few at uh, Blood and Glory, but yeah. I'm still I'm still waiting for that double dread um, Terax and Drop Pod list to arrive. I think it'd be interesting if in the Malevolence or whatever the book is that comes next, there is whether there's a right of war that will include them, you know, in some kind of you know yeah. from a, from above and below or something sort of right of war. Which, you know, the only problem is there aren't any legions in the next book that that would really. Cause it's no. White Scars and Blood Angels, and they're not, you know they're yeah, unless they do like they do, and, and, and they have like a, another section, a couple of pages of new rights of war. You never know, do you? No, true. Just sort of generic legion ones. Um, 
We also saw the Knight Castellan uh, shown off for the first time at Adepticon. Uh, and the Humble Bumble had hum- Humble Bundle had a Black Library of- offering, which gave you quite a few Horus Heresy novels for a, for a mere $15. So that was good. Um, it was revealed that the gender pay gap at Games Workshop was 10.7% in favour of women, making them an anomaly in the UK uh, employment marketplace. So that's uh, encouraging. Um, this month also saw the first of the last chance to buy and this was another controversial move yeah. uh, across the year that kind of uh, where uh, Forge World uh, started to, to reduce their product lines and to make room for newer product lines or whatever. But anyway, the first thing to go was the very, the very, I don't know, they obviously weren't that successful, but the very well used and well liked Forge World airbrush paints. So things like the clear, um, the sort of candy clear yeah. red, for example, people are still, you know, hawking that around because people will buy half used tins of that now because it's so rare um and people want to keep their armies in the same thing so well i think i've got three or four things of um loud or gold kicking around somewhere gotcha so, so yeah, i think the red seems to be a very popular one still yeah. but can't be get can't be got um so but that was the start of the last chance to buy so you know fridays would be there were some bleak fridays ahead which we'll probably come on to cool. um black library also released ferris Mag- magnus the uh, gorgon of medusa in this month, this month in a non-limited edition form. So that was April. Yeah. Right. Uh, on to the summer, Chris. Okay. So on to May. So in May, we were lucky to get the Aurox armored transport for the militia and the solar auxilia. Yep. And of course, oh, for God's sake, <laughs> the land speeder. Oh. Graham's favourite model. How many of these have you bought now, just out of interest? Uh, seven, are we into double digits yet, or are we still in the singles? Not quite. So okay, I'm just hoping they'll have a, unable to make any more of them at some point. The mould will break or something. <laughs> I mean, you think that's May. I mean, there's still plenty more talk of it to come. Um, <laughs> and then, so Waterstones in Leeds, Leeds sorry, uh, hosted Dan Abnett, David Geimer and Guy Haley for an interesting afternoon's talk and book signing which none of us were attended because it's in Leeds. Um, but reports were that it was extremely good, which is what we like to hear. They're some pretty interesting characters, so I imagine they've got some good stories to tell. We had the first of the sort of the signs of the great cull, as as I'm going to refer <laughs> to it. So we lost the, uh, the rapiers, the space marine tank crew, transfers, um solar auxilia characters the uh, specific torsos for the legions well most you say all the legions i I think there's uh i think i think they've all lost them now okay um the mark ii armor disappeared the shoulder pads cataphractized shoulder pads god blimey may was a tough month wasn't it um heavy weapons went flamers shotguns graviton guns Seeker bolters, the Terminator weapons, the resin sets, all melted down. Yeah, gone, turned into Warlord Titans. Yes. Um, the Warhammer weekend was held in Texas, and as a result of the delay in opening it, uh, they did a big games uh, scene, didn't they? Yes, uh, yes. Big, the big, uh, big big thirty k uh, game. The, yeah. the US scene took some stuff down there because. 
obviously there was that delay in opening the Warhammer Citadel, so... Yeah, because they don't have a travel plan to get there and things, so they, they put on a big event, didn't they, instead? Yeah, yeah. Totally free as well. Yeah, that's what we like. Uh, Warhammer Fest came, and we got the first sight of the Warlord and the Reaver Titans for Titanicus, and a little bit of information about malevolence. Fingers crossed for next month at this point. Yep. That event happened in London. That shall not be named. Because we don't want to upset <laughs> Michael. We, we don't want to set, use the trigger phrase. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, nearly, nearly got in, embroiled in international um, geopolitics with the WMD scare. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we went and uh, yeah, we hung out with some Russians hung out. That was, yeah. that was an, an event. I mean, that's that's a story to tell people. Isn't totally it? Is. That's a good story. Um, but we, we enjoyed the games we played. There were things that we didn't necessarily like about the event. Yeah. Michael, I mean, just, just, just put into Google. I won't go back to London GT. And I'm sure one of Michael's many rants will appear. Yes. So if you want to get one of our opinions on it, yes. that's the best way to go to. I do think it is worth mentioning that the heresy side of it in terms of the games. and the, It was really good. The, yeah, um, yeah. The, the actual heresy games, the, what oh was no. ran, was the brilliant. S- the scenery, etc., was all fine. Yeah, heresy stuff, great. It was the organisation around it. Yeah. Fair play. I did, I did have two days off work for bad back, actually, if I'm incredibly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes, you did. <laughs> crippled me. Uh, we got the Wolfsbane book, which I really enjoyed. Um, Michael, did you enjoy Wolfsbane? I love Wolf Spain. Jolly good. Um, there was one part, one podcast who disliked it. Who was that? Road to Terror. Oh, okay. They hated it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, it wasn't started their opinions. And we went through the Lord of War choices for wrong the Space Marines. But everyone's entitled to their wrong opinions. Okay. okay. That's fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> um, I don't, you know. I can I can clearly remember the fast attack one. I don't really remember the Lord of War choice one. I can't remember what I, I think. My conclusion was that I personally think the best Lord of War choice. Oh, wasn't it the um, Shadow Sword? Not Shadow Sword. No, the one with the pla- Fellblade. I think yeah, I think we I think we settled on Fellblade in the end. Interesting enough, think... the uh, Lord of War section just came out as a Dreadclaw episode last week. Oh, good. So I, I might listen to that again to refresh my memory of yes. a conversation that I had <laughs> in five months it, ago. It, I thought it was a nice section that we could just hive off yeah. and release separately. So, yeah. That sounds, sounds like a plan. Um, cool. Yeah, definitely. Go back and listen to that because I'm sure it's, it's an exciting month by the way, just apart from the, the purge. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, into June, uh, we saw the release of Alpharius and the Lernian Terminators. Oh my uh, god, got, they're so gorgeous. They are. Uh, they are. We got Armature Warglaves uh, and Helverins, uh, Knights Castellan and Valiance, and a re release of Imperial Knight Renegade. Mm. Uh, we also got a new bit of scenery, this Sacristan Forge Shrine, and doors for the Alpha Legion in Salamander. Oh, yeah. Happy doors. Days. Doors with handles and hinges. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, and obviously <laughs> for the night stuff, we are getting rules for that later on, apparently. Um, so, uh, here's Fingers Hoped you know crossed we get that early next year because mm-hmm. i would love to bring my my armages in there and i've got a castle end just waiting to be built nice um right the purge continued we lost the legion and mark uh four dreadnoughts along with their weapons 
as well as the, oddly enough, Iron Warrior Land Raider doors and Night Lord's Rhino doors. You give with one hand or you take with another. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and obviously, yes, we did have confirmation that the new Imperial Knights are coming to Heresy and a preview of an armager armed with what appeared to be a bulk height weapon. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And Heresy came back to Warhammer TV finally uh, with a show in which Tony Cotterell and Andy Hoare talked about what's going on with the game and explained the last chance to buy situation. Um, what else happened? Black Library Live happened. Um, and Heralds of the Siege, Hubris of Monarchia, Titan Death and Korax, Lord of Shadows were formally announced. And on the show, we did our second Legion specific episode and covered the Night Lords. That does feel like yesterday. That was a good, I, you know, I, I really enjoyed making this for that episode. Mm. Yeah, I also enjoyed it. savaging mine, if I remember rightly. Yeah, because it was. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna because it was an Iron Warriors <laughs> list in blue lightning streaked armor. That's what that's it was. A, He's nonsense. not wrong. He's utterly wrong. Hundred percent. No. Anyway, July. So uh, this month, we saw a lot of terrain released with a whole range of Sector Imperialis going up for sale, along with the first Kill Zone stuff. And uh, Horus Heresy Rulebook got an iPad enhanced version. So there you go. Uh, big news of the month was the FAQ, um, which I think it has fundamentally changed the game for better in a lot of ways. So, for example, this was where the um, sniper vets got effectively taken out of the mix. Uh, which was great because you just uh, now when you go to events you see a lot of different uh, troop choices rather than I'm uh, running Pride of the Legion and I'm, or you know and I, here's my sniper vets in a rhino that are out flanking and they're going to you know mess your day up. So great to get rid of them if I'm honest with you. Uh, they were a very very powerful unit. They were they were so good that you wouldn't want to take anything else. So that was one of the other things in the FAQ. There were many other uh, welcome changes. Um, and a lot of things were sorted out that we'd sort of talked about for years, um, and it was, all, it was all good. So I think it's had a very positive impact on the game, very well put together. Um, Taylor Fall Warlord started with a show in which uh, Bax and it was John and Sherry sewed off their test models for the armies they're going to be building it for it. So they're sort of doing the whole thing from the first models right through to, I'm assuming it's going to finish when they get to 3K, is it, or something along those lines? Um, I'm not sure. It might be 2.5K. Okay. Okay, no worries. Um, Forge World and Specialist Games Open Day happened, and both uh, myself and Michael went. Uh, and the talk of the day was the Adeptus Titanicus. It was crazy busy trying to get anywhere near the Adeptus Titanicus stuff. Um, everybody wanted to see it. Everybody wanted to see the models. They looked spectacular in the flesh. Um, we did get to see the Blood Angels Praetor up close and the Carnadon uh, tank as well. Um, overall, the day was good. But there wasn't really much new to show off or to see that we hadn't already sort of heard rumour of or seen before. So although it was a nice to, nice day out, it wasn't um, as informative as you know as we were expecting. But still, it was a, it was a day out in one world, which is always good. Uh, Book-wise, we got J- Jagatai Khan's Warhawk of I can never pronounce this uh, Trigoris, which was an amazing book according to Michael. Um, it is an amazing book. You need to read it. Okay. Uh, on the show, we covered plastic models that are usable in Heresy and can make a usable army to play with. So basically put together, I think, a 3,000-point army list without using any resin, which we managed to do, I believe. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That's good. That's actually. That's a good challenge. We did some interesting, there were some interesting little quirks and things, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, totally. 
So that was that. And then we're on to the end of uh, summer for August, Chris. So we finally got our hands on Titanicus, yep. which was the big, I suppose that's, I suppose Titanicus has been the big thing of this year. Um, and we got the, to the Grandmaster box sold out pretty quickly. I know um, I had the whole thing where I ordered one through Element and then had to pay a little bit more just to get sank, get the same bits, but yes. still yes. much, very much worth it. Um, we also got, oh, yeah, the Scoria model, which is just Ooh. one of the most terrifying yeah. models I think I've ever seen. Yeah, quite right to give a terrifying women unit. That's why. So yeah, has a chunk as well, serious yeah. chunk of plastic. Yep. Um, we had the Sectimu Munitorum for the kill zone. Oh yeah. So good bits of scenery that we've used. Uh, Warhammer Citadel finally opened, and they did some narrative games of Heresy to help sort of settle people in. And then we had the forger pricing uh, situation for the overseas customers. Oh, yeah. Goodness. Was that for August? Yeah. That was August. Yeah, I know. Goodness me. Um, and also the opening of the North American warehouse for in Memphis for the, for the customers that side of the pond. Hmm. The Warhammer TV Tale of Four Warlords came back and they had their first games. And we had the summer of reading with two uh, heresy stories as well yes so and then oh yes the warhounds which we weren't expecting to see this early were we at this we'd, uh, um, well, no, i think we expected to see see them at some point i don't know because I, I think it was quite quick afterwards it was all within the same month and i think yeah. we'd expect i think we'd all expect it to be a, a much slower release than it has yeah. been um, so we've got those. Uh, we had the previews of the Pravian and Vigilator, who we now have in our hands, and all the Blood Angels models that we also now, you know, mm. if you because the pre-order was last week at the point of recording, so you know you should have a week before, in fact, so yeah, you should all you Blood Angels players at home playing with your new shiny models. Lucky um, absolutely. And we were told that the Heresy series with Black Library was coming to an end, mm. and that the final one would be the Buried Dagger which would be about the fall of the Death Guard. Gotcha. Which is, yeah, so that's, that's going to be so, so strange once that change ever happens. We're going to siege mode. Will be very odd. Interesting, but odd. Yes. And the Games Workshop Scout Force uh, game style, which was their version of Centurion mode. Yes. Which we weren't... Yeah, we weren't so sure on it ourselves because we thought there were a few more loopholes that you could easily yeah easily exploit if you wanted to yes that was the general agreement wasn't it but nothing got taken off sale that month so that was good mm. yeah 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 um okay so um september uh we got genitia crawl uh and the carnadon battle tank um for uh heresy uh 28 mil and for titanicus we got the reaver titan um, and in plastic, we got the Knight Preceptor Kit, which came out and replaced the Warden Kit, as well as the Imperial Knight Transfer Sheet. Very good. Um, we did lose something. We lost the Trail at Calf and Burning of Prospero. Um, and 
you know that was that was fairly fairly significant impact on the hobby um uh, i mean i i personally didn't expect those particular boxes to stay around as long as they did i was very surprised that they did um but obviously it is a blow because that was such an easy way to get new gamers in and start a new army um so yeah that was that was a little bit of a, a sad loss and Warhammer World stopped the pre-booking of gaming tables. Yeah, again, that you were quite um, upset about that one as well. Um, well, I'm going down in January. For, well, we're going down in January, aren't we? We are. And yeah. it's the case of we're we're going down on a week on a weekday because yes. it's sort of like, well, if we go on a weekend, we might not get a table because, and do we want to drive two and a half hours to get no table? Yeah, absolutely. So, um. I, I think it's. I think personally, it was a bad move. I think if they wanted to to to, to fix the problem with people not turning up, a deposit or something, or even a table charge, I wouldn't mind a table charge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you want to reserve it, you've got to pay for it. That doesn't seem unreasonable. Yeah, um, even if it's even if it's if you want to reserve this table, you give five quid to charity. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was just the admin side of it that that's a work for somebody that they just didn't want to have. Yeah, which is probably why they got got rid of the. Um, booking system in the first place so yeah yeah i think i think you're right um yeah and then, i'll be maybe interested i don't know i haven't heard tale of anybody who's gone down there and found it fully booked if i'm honest but then we may just not have the, the people that are reporting that to us so if you yeah. have had that you know listen to this let us know because it'd be interesting to find yeah, out definitely, if, definitely please let us know um and then we had a uh, company of legends special ops obviously we did, and that was uh, our enhanced version because of all the mistakes that we made in the first one. We tried to rectify the second one. I made brand new mistakes. We made some new mistakes. Fairly new ones that we. <laughs> that's what it's all about. It's all about iterating, iterating until we get to the perfect event. But anyway, one I day. thought it, I thought it was good. I, I did enjoy it. Good. So, uh, as a question, yeah, how do you think Company Legends went this year? Very quickly. I, I thought um, it was very good. I think it went very well. We've learned a lot of new things. Um, and I think the next one's going to be even better. Yeah, I think so. And lots of new people as well this year, which was good. Um, you know, we're making new... tweaks here and there and we, you know, we're getting it. Yeah. We've got some cool stuff that we've learned from this year that we're taking a step forward for next year. So, yeah, I mean, I think the thing was that from my point of view is that we didn't rest on our laurels too much from the year previously. So, you know, we've got the feedback and we looked at ways of improving things and we put solutions in place and we executed them and we just keep doing that. You know, we keep improving. So, yeah, um, I think that's that's very key. I think it's um, it's got a very good reputation. You know, people have sort of spoken to us about it, about how much they've enjoyed it when we've gone to other events and things. So so that's good. Um, but, yeah, all in all, um, I've enjoyed running them, um, even though they can be incredibly stressful at times, like the first game of the second set of games we did. But um. All in all, I think uh, we've, we've kind of managed them okay. Um, uh, and we've come up with some interesting ways of doing things like balancing games and strategic phases and things like that. So we'll just you know, build on that for next year. Keep improving. Okay, so um, yeah, so into October, which was very light. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, what did we get? Killzone, a wall of Martyrs box, and the Warhound Titans. How do we manage to put an episode together with just that? Because <laughs> we're the pros. That's true enough. We can we can talk nonsense about anything for days <laughs> if we need to. It's not a problem for us. 
Got you. We just oh, talk, well. we just talked about sloppy bile piper for two hours. Yes, we, well, we, we did not talk about your sloppy bile piper. Thank you very much. It's never been mentioned <laughs> up until this point. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, Urbach's underblight, however. He, yeah, Corbach's not a blight. That's it's it. He's got a thing for Nurgle demons. It's not right. It's just I, not right. Do I love Nurgle? It's, it's, he's a. I, I just love the models. They're so okay. brilliant. I've seen the picture of your bag piper man and i'm not i'm not impressed <laughs> how, how are you not impressed right uh, he, he doesn't rest easy with me i'll be honest with you okay yeah, so um what did we touch in um in in, in october what was on the show in october now um <laughs> we, did that, we did a review of company of legends that was it that was it we talked about the event from time four yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I will say though that actually with Sloppity Balpiper, as I look on the Games Workshop store, the nurgling that is dancing on his base is the happiest nurgling you'll ever see in your life. He's the it's, happiest nurgling you ever really see. Is. Just think, I give him a little little rub on his on his little little noggin. Anyway, easy. Uh, who's got, who's got November? I think it's you, Chris. I think it may well be. So we had the Titan Gate. Oh goodness me! Did this kick off oh that was only a week last tuesday wasn't it um so this is the feels like only a week last tuesday this was the furore i suppose of uh, around the release of the now available warlord titan with yes. the plasma uh shoulder weapons mm. they call them a second and the fact that we all the community was taken aback by how the fact that it was going to buy a new model when the feeling had been that we were going to receive an upgrade pack for people that had bought Titans yeah. in expectation of that, because that was not say how we'd been led, but we hadn't been informed any other way. Is, yeah, that, was, a, it, is that a diplomatic way of me phrasing it? I, I think Which yeah, is probably yeah. more diplomatic yeah. than I was when we did the show last month. Yeah, uh, I think that's... Oh, fair. you were you ranting and raving. There was effing and blind. Well... So yeah. many things I had to put in that show. <laughs> I know. Well, it's like you when we were talking about London. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was definitely a touch touch point there. Um, you're right. I think it was on reflection, looking at the evidence. It was like, well, we never said it, but there was definitely, I think the long and the short of it is that we felt that with a bit of thought about the communication, they could have made this less of an issue yeah. earlier on. Was the, was the takeaway. The lesson learned there, if they do learn that lesson, is that when the community starts to assume things and they start to write things in these various um, online forums, which although aren't officially recognised, people still, you know, we assume read them in some way or another, it might not be, it might be worth the idea to sort of nip that in the bud and put out a, a, an official missive that says, we're not doing this, or actually, no, that's not the way direction that we're taking this particular game. Yeah, definitely. Definitely would agree with that one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we finally got the land speeder, <sighs> and Graham was. This yeah. is when the real the purchases really started to to <laughs> mount up. So you bought two originally from <laughs> event only, so now you're onto what? So you bought five since. So I mean that's pretty good going. Oh, um, I think I kind of lost it a bit with this model, didn't I? By the time we started talking yeah, about it, I think we'd there'd been a lot of hype. I think we'd you know we had been the land speed a hype machine <laughs> and uh, had, had probably mentioned it once a month at, oh, at least sick of the blooming thing okay so 
we yes. did our review of so we went to blood and glory busy month this month it was really a busy, busy month yeah so we went to blood and glory which was a, a jolly old time for all three of us mm-hmm. excellent we had some last we ran our centurion event on the friday we did which was yeah which was good i enjoyed that yeah it was good fun stressful uh, but good yeah, you guys went to north of the wall up to the clearances of Jerim. Superb. Which you both thoroughly enjoyed and gave a, a, a five star review to, if I remember correctly. Yes, Pretty amazing much. event. Loved it. Yeah. Well done, uh, Kieran and Michael. Yes, absolutely. And uh, last Friday, the last Friday of the month, we had all the uh, oh, Blood Angels releases and the uh, resculpts of the Reaver weapon. So we're right. Bang, up to date. Yes. We haven't finished December yet, so we can't tell you what our, our thoughts on it are. We'll no. do that next year. Okay, so oh, go on. That's then. a terrifying thing, isn't it? Very quickly, let's do a little straw poll here. So, what was the, what was the best model that you felt was released by Games by, by Four Twelve? Oh. Best model. Oh, Alpharius. Um... If I had to pick the best looking model, yes. um, I would probably go with the Carnodon. Okay, interesting. The, the weird tank things for the auxilia. Yes, yeah. because I think more, actually, more than Alpharius. Because I think it looks brilliant. It looks like a you know a um a proper uh, high tech almost version of a uh, of a predator. It, it looks exactly what you would imagine a tank from the Age of Darkness would look like. Fair play. I would go with the Leviathan, um, the Blood Angels Leviathan. I think, I think that's excellent. Okay. But if, but if it was in terms of models that I that I think gameplay wise, I'd go with the Terax. Okay. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, I just yeah. So I can't, I cannot see past any of these Alpha Legion models. I just think every time I've seen one of them. I have been blown away by how cool they look. Yeah. And I good. don't think any of the Blood Angels models have done that. Too. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I love those new Blood Angels models. I think they're perfect for their Legion. Right. But, they but, the, but the those Alpha, but there's all those little scale plating yeah. on those Alpha Legion, the, the intricacy of the details on their helmets and things. Just for me, I think they're just great. Okay. So what was the best event that you we went to this Calmly of Legends. We can't pick our own. That's not. Right. Oh, okay. Oh, fair enough. Um. Ooh. Well, we went to three. One of them's automatically off the list. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to be. I. I think. And Chris made a very good point about this, which is why I probably enjoyed it as much as I did. Which was that uh, my the best event that I enjoyed was definitely um the Sterling event, the Clearances of Druid. But as Chris pointed out. Uh, objectively, because it was a similar kind of way that we run our events. So we run our events because we enjoy the games and we think people enjoy games that way. Um, so it's kind of natural that I think it was the best event. I don't think that's in any way a criticism of um, Blood and Glory. I think the Blood and Glory events are superb. Um, they're just different because they're much bigger on a much grander scale and they're, you know, they, they need a, a very um, quick sort of turnaround between games and to make the whole thing very slick and smooth, which it absolutely was. So, but in terms of the, the, the five games that I had in succession at Clearance to Dream, they were excellent. Well, if I'm purely going on games that I played, 
Um, it would have to be clearance as a drum. But if I was going on an overall event and, you know, everything else that was going on with it, the atmosphere, um, I'd have to pick Blood and Glory. Um, But at the same time, that's that's not saying that the clearances had a bad atmosphere. It was simply saying that it's apple and oranges. If I went to a lot more big events, well, I went to two big events. Blood and Glory was the better the one. I didn't go to any smaller events. So... Uh, yeah. I can't compare, but if I'd been to a few other smaller events, if I just chose, if I just compared it to Company of Legends, um, I definitely say that Durham was better. Yeah. Okay. As a small event. Okay. Uh, then Company of Legends. And that's probably because we didn't do any organising. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You just <laughs> we just turn up and enjoy it, and it's good. I, yeah. I didn't. I didn't go any to any other small events. So. Uh, Fair enough. It's it's hard to say because they're both. Ve- it's like comparing apples and oranges. Yeah, I agree. It is a bit unfair, but I think that if if we had a prize for that, I think clearance of dream was was excellent. And you know. Yeah, I if, if, to... I, if I had to pick overall, if you if you held a gun to my head, it'd be clearances. Okay, there you go. So, what was your favourite moment this year? So, playing games or, or doing the podcast or um, you know building or painting a model or <sighs> running an event? What was the you know Without overthinking it, what was the thing that you, the high point from you, for your point of view? I getting oh, an army finished, whatever. Getting my getting Valdor mm. was pretty good. That's certainly up on that list. Yeah. Getting that, well, not necessarily getting the model, but getting the the painted model. Getting it once Adam had oh, painting yeah. it, and it's he just you know it's just a great model. But it's just I love the paint skin that Adam did not it. Um. That was a pretty cool moment. Buying the Orion. <laughs> that was a pretty cool moment. Um, but I think if I if I think about my personal thing for this year, it will be the. Uh, I'm just trying to think. It will either be the game I played against Chris Wildman. Yeah. At Company of Legends. Because well, that we've was got, we've got best game as a separate entity. Oh, so. okay. Um, then yeah, I'd, I'm I'm going to either say getting the Valdor model. I mean, this is uh, uh, you know I love our monthly seven hour chats. They're just <laughs> part of my life now, so I can't really. I I don't enjoy one more than the other. They're just you know. They're just the high point. It's just a, yeah, it's, it's just good fun. Um, actually, do you know what? That's sort of being involved in the running of Company of Legends. That's probably my high point, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, I kind of thought about this one because obviously I wrote these questions a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, you guys. Um, my high point, if I'm honest with you, was the when we told the last story of the Company of Legends and people gasped. Because, oh, what, when, uh, the first one? Yes. When uh, I mean, people must know the story by now, where one of the brothers got shot. Yes, and and that was a that was a massive high point for me because it meant that all of that hard work that we'd done writing this story had, had translated into people who invested in the story. So for me, I think I'd be, I would find it very difficult to pick out a moment that was more satisfying than that. But there are things like getting the um, best sportsman at the company at the um, clearances of Druin, for example, which was from a personal point of view was was a massive thing for me because you know I thought everyone at that event was because you're a power gamer. Absolutely. 
it's unusual for me to be recognised in that way. Uh, no, I, 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 you know, they were great games and people played that game really well. So to be recognised there was was a big big thing for me. So those are the things I think. Um, definitely right up there. Um, if we'd done this last year, I said actually my other probably my high point was. I hope it still counts. Probably not because I never was watching you get the award at the um, previous Blood and Glory. Class. I mean, that was that was very cool. That was, so that was that was me. I still, the, the trophy's still here next to me. Mm. It's just in, stuck on the on the desk now, basically. Yeah. I use it to keep my my headphones in when I'm not recording. Yeah. That was very cool. Uh, Michael, what was yours? Given those things. Uh, my favourite moment of the uh, ooh, da, 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 da. my I think my favorite moment was actually getting my death guard on the table for the first time um mm-hmm. as a fully painted army because it had been a while i hadn't done i hadn't made a new army in pretty much you know a full decent army uh, a full game size for any system for a long time you know i'd done a a, a 1000 point sigmar army um but over the past couple of years I've just been adding to existing armies yeah, and um, uh, and stuff. Because I, with my word bearers, yes, I had a big load of stuff painted for them, but they were one that was built sort of piecemeal, whereas my Death Guard was something that was, right, I'm going to build a Death Guard army. And I just did it in a few months and painted it in a few months. And it was sort of like, that's an achievement. So it was, it was a personal hobby achievement, really. A bit selfish of me, but... Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. But yeah, yeah, pretty good. Nice. Okay, so best game then. What was your best game, Chris? You kind of hinted. Uh, yeah, I think Chris Wildman, Comedy of Legends. I can. That was a lot of. That I really enjoyed. It was a lot of fun. It was two armies that basically were good at one thing, and that was punching, uh, punching each other in the face, and. It, it was just the moment where my dice, where, where two dice just completely abandoned me and rolled double ones to 30 seconds after the other with exactly the same dice. And I just, it was such a good laugh, that game. Um, I'm just trying to think. I enjoy playing Rob, I enjoy playing Mark and all the guys that I played at um, Blood and Glory and London. But I just, that, that game... Um, against Chris just always just stood out for me this yeah. year. It was just such a good laugh. Got you. What about you? Uh, it's, it's difficult, this one. It's a hard question to answer. Um, there's been two, three, I mean, basically any game that I play with John Dermansy, I, I love playing against or with John. It's always fun. You know, he's yeah. a great opponent. Um, but it's, it's the two games that stick out for me recently, I suppose, were the one against um, Pete Reese's White Scars. These are two very different games, by the way, which was a um, Blood and Glory. Um, so that was a real gamer's game. You know, really everything was on the was on the table. We were both playing at you know, the highest level that I think I've ever played at. Um, and it was a really challenging and really, really good game against an excellent opponent um, and played in the right spirit. So it, it ticked a lot of boxes in terms of what I would get out of gaming. Yeah. Um so that was definitely up there. Um, it's really difficult because I do genuinely think that the there was some the the uh, the game I had, and I think the chap's name was Michael uh, at Clarence's of Druim against his um, Russ and Halvik 
Redbeard, or Eddie Redbeard, as I called him, uh, there was that really was a lot of fun. I was getting absolutely trounced by this army, but the game had so many um, twists and turns. There was lots of those crazy dice rolls. There was all sorts of wins going on. There was a brilliant narrative moment, you know, where you know he he, he stopped his other troops from charging my guy just to make it more narrative because this guy had gone toe to toe and done really well. It, it was it was awesome. You know, it was it was a, it was a it was a great game. Absolutely got lost it, but it didn't matter because the game itself was just so good. Yeah. So um, I think that would be my my high point of the game because that had everything. You know, he rolled six ones for goodness sake in one dice roll. So you know that's always going to be an, an interesting point to talk about going forward. So yeah, I think that would be the one for me. Nice, Michael. Um, again, it's a tough one because I had a, a few nice games this year. Um, but if I had to sort of pick one, then I think it would probably be... Oh, actually, but then... <coughs> okay, I'm torn between two games I had at London Heresy. I played David Simpson, which I got absolutely annihilated in, but we had a good laugh. Yeah. And then one where I play, and You know what? It's, it's the one against Robert Ing at London good. Heresy. Oh, don't give him the satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good game because neither of us took it seriously. We just oh. sat down, rolled our dice, had fun. Um, that power gaming bozo. I, mean, <laughs> I beat him. Yeah, uh, and jolly good too. <laughs> I'm next on the on the I, chopping block. I, I I beat him, but that's not the reason I like the game. I, uh. I enjoyed the game because it was just. <clears throat> It was th- those two games in particular, Dave Simpson and uh, Robin. I enjoyed those two games in particular because it was not simply about the game. It was actually about the banter. It was about the, 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 the laughs. It was, you know, a social experience as opposed to a purely gaming experience. Okay. That uh, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it totally does. Yeah. 100%. So there you go. So we've had some fantastic uh, games. That doesn't mean the people that we've played that we haven't mentioned here have been bad games by the stretch of imagination. It's been a, a, a really uh, top class um, I think, year for gaming for me. Yeah, I think, I mean, I could have, I mean, like Brett, who I played Sunday at uh, uh, Derby. That was a really good fun game. Playing his Ultramarines, that was a good laugh. Um because it's something different, and he was a really good, like, really chilled-out, cool player. But, yeah, just... That, that game against Chris, just... Uh, whenever I thought about the games this year, that really stuck with me. Got you. So there you go. Thank you to everybody who we have played. Um, if you have, you know, and hopefully we'll play some some uh, different people next year. But um, we've, I've enjoyed every game that I've had. I don't think I've had a bad one. Um, it's been yeah. interesting also going to sort of seeing the, the standard, uh, the, the high standard of armies that we're playing, like, painting-wise and... Hobby-wise, yeah. that's been the cool thing this year as well. I, it has, and I also think it's good that the, the hobby, you know, there is still that unwritten rule that, that governs all things, you know, about how lists are created and not to, you know, overplay your hand, so to speak, in terms of yeah. creating crazy lists that will just kill everything. It, it doesn't really happen in Heresy for ever bizarre reason, and that makes the ability for those games, like you say, where somebody will just stop something from happening to make it more narrative halfway through the, the battle, just brilliant, just absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, thank you, everybody who we played this year. It's been excellent. Absolutely. Okay, so 
that is the year that was. Um, we'll probably come on to 2019 and what we think it is probably the January episode. I think that would probably make sense. Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 talk about our pledges and plans next episode. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Okay, so the, the list challenge this month, so we've um, got a bit slightly different uh, to what we normally do, which would usually be around a legion or a theme or something like they're trying to do an army with plastics only. And we've taken a, um, a piece of the heresy narrative, uh, the purging of New Syria, and tried to uh, imagine a army list that would fit that narrative. So. Uh, for those of you not familiar with the purging of a new Syria, this is a pivotal moment in the heresy where uh, Angron and Lorgar, uh, or at least Lorgar, takes Angron back to new Syria, which is where uh, Angron's from, uh, in order to sort of try and um, cure him, I think, from the witch's nails thing that's going on and slowly killing him. Uh, whether I haven't read the book, so whether... Lorgar knew that the net result of this would be um, making uh, Angron the core knight demon prince that he eventually turned into. I do not know. But as these two Primarchs were on this planet, uh, Robert Gilliman and his uh, boys in blue rocked up for a bit of vengeance and uh, took uh, Angron or took Lorgar to task in a bit of vengeance for what happened previously on Kalf. Uh, in the ensuing um, battle, uh, Angron rocked up um, after Lorgar was, 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 I think, losing, and uh, Angron switched the tide of battle. Uh, Gulliman fled, the word bearers won, turning um, Angron into a demon prince, and also Erebus managed to fulfill his uh, deal and um, created the more powerful Ruinstorm, thus splitting uh, the galaxy in two and effectively isolating um, the ultramarines dark angels and blood angels from the imperium would you say that's a fair summary guys yeah yeah that's a that's a fair summary i think yeah. um so also you know erebus also but yeah you do need to read this book graham i do and i've just and read don't, this sort of... don't spoil it okay i won't spoil it any further than i already have okay <laughs> so that's well it's difficult to say yeah because we know what happens anyway that is what happened um, read the, so this is from Betrayer, is it? Uh, Betrayer, yes. Yes, okay. So uh, I will definitely read it. It's next on my list. I'm just coming to the end of um, uh, Angel Exterminatus, which is excellent Graham McNeil book. So that was the that was the theme the, the theme that we were all going for. So uh, because I've got uh, world eaters, uh, I couldn't do them, and so I did the word bearers. Chris took on the awesomeness that is the ultramarines and michael then went into world eater mode so what for those who are listening for the first time this is we judge these on three criteria the first is how narrative and how much the army list reflects that army itself and the narrative that it finds itself in and um, the second thing is its potential effectiveness on the battlefield in the, in the game and the third thing is around cost which i haven't done so um, <laughs> let's start with somebody's list. So do you want me to start with mine? Um, well, well yeah, shall I go first? Yeah, sure. Get, get, get the only loyalist army out of the way. Yes. The so best this, army out of the way. 
<coughs> the only loyalist army out of the way. Um, <laughs> so this is Ultramarines post post Cal, if I remember correctly. Yes. So this is angry, angry Ultramarines, which is so they go a slightly weird shade of purple. Um, so it's this is I just I, this is a very simple list. Okay. There are there are no bells. There are no whistles. <laughs> this is. I want some blood, and I'm going to take it from you. Okay. The old-fashioned way. So, uh, ultra. So we did. So ultramarines. I'm going to use the Logos Lectora Right of War, and I have never used the Right of War in any of these list challenges. You have not. So this was a uh, an exciting exciting change of pace for me. Sure. Um, so that means that I have to take an additional troop choice and an additional HQ choice, one of which has to either be the Master of Signals or the uh, Command Tank, Damocles. Yes. Now, I chose the Master of Signal for my first HQ choice, and he has got Artificer Armor, uh, Melter Bombs, he's on foot, he's got a Plasma Pistol, a Refractor Field, and a Legatine Axe. Because why wouldn't you? Um, actually, I'm just going to check if he can. He can't take a boarding shield. Uh, I then took a Delegatus, Artificer Armor, Boarding Shield, uh, Legatine Axe, Melter Bombs, On Foot, Plasma Pistol, and a Legion Champion. So I went three HQs. Okay. Uh, boarding Shield, Console, Melter Bombs, On Foot, Paragon Blade, Plasma, plasma Pistol. Nice. So those are my three yeah, HQs. My elite section is my first elite is two apothecaries with power armor. Uh, sorry, with artificer armor and augury scanners. Wow, very good. Um, and that's also there's two. Uh, I've got another one of those, so that's four apothecaries in total, all exactly the same. Uh, I took honored. Telemechrus, the special contempt of dreadnought. So okay. he's pretty cool. He has a rule. He gets hatred um, against traitor marines and uh, ultramarine units within 12 inches of him gain one to their assault resolution and add one inch to their sweeping advance rolls. So he's a pretty useful guy to yeah, have around. Got a little bit of a buff going on there. Yeah, absolutely. And then we get to the troops' choice. So I have four Invictus Caesarean squads. Nice. Oh, so these are the fellas that have got the AP2 axes, haven't they? They have got the AP2 axes. Uh, initiative axes at that. Yes, they are. So they have, yeah, so I've got four 10-man squads of these. Told you, I'm getting revenge. I'm getting it the old-fashioned way. <laughs> so I've got, they've all got the, uh, they've all got boarding shields. Two of them have got thunder hammers. Four of them have got plasma pistols. Right, yeah, very good. What right. armor do they have? They've got two plus armor as well, haven't they? I crazy? think it's double check that for you. Yeah, two plus. Flipping egg. So that'll be two plus, five plus, 
and I feel no pain as well. And boring shields. And initiative AP2. Boarding shields would then prevent anybody from getting plus one attack on the charge, is that right? Yeah. Defensive, you are a wrong one. You, sir, are a wrong one. Yeah, see, I know who I'm fighting. Because, <laughs> um, yeah. All right. There's, there's, there's Angron's boys. And for that final 400 points that, you know, just tickling away at the back of the, just back of the cupboard, the big, <laughs> the big boy in blue... Robert rolls King. out what's, yeah. what's, what's the is he what do you reckon of him then is he good I think he's pretty good I think he's amazing uh, says the ultra player yeah I know uh, he is a, he is a pretty uh, a very good Primark okay I just the only thing I think with him is that I think his model holds him back yeah I, I gotta admit it's, it's not yeah. the nicest no I, I think with with Dawn who's also in quite a static pose, but it's quite an emotive pose, if that makes sense. It's very much, you are not going to get past me kind of thing. Yes. This is the line. You're not going to get across it. Gilliman has, his model is a, it's very statuesque. It's, it doesn't convey too much sort of aggression, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that, that's that, that sort of holds him back. He's a cool, he's a good-looking model. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, but he as a Primark, he is pretty cool. Um, so he has the he's a uh, AP2 Gladius. Uh, he has a Assault Two. Is it Bolter the Arbiter? Can't remember. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tommy Bolter, I think actually. Is it? Yeah, Strength Six, AP3, Assault Two. Um. But he does some cool things to the army as well, which is <clears throat> he gives some sort of buffs and things. And they also, so the reason I went with the um, Locus Lectora, uh, so that right of war. So all models in the uh, Ultramarine, all models of the Ultramarine Special Rule basically, and Ultramarine's Dreadnoughts in the detachment subject to this right of war gain a singular. A single particular benefit each turn from the following list. Only one effect is used at a time for the entire detachment. The controlling player determines which effect applies at the beginning of each of their turns, and the effect is constant until I choose it. So things like full march, so any affected unit may reroll run distances. Uh, hold fast, so any affected unit which remains stationary this turn may take snapshots of blizzard skill 2. And retribution strike, all affected units gain the counter attack special rule. Nice. Which I think, yeah. yeah. Pretty tasty with the suzerain. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Okay. That was the thinking. He's a, and you know, plus the, um, <clears throat> you know, Gilliman gives you, he can get you to um, take the first turn, or you have to get your opponent to re-roll the first turn to apologise. Um, you can give particular units special rules with him. So implacable advance, interceptor, or tank hunters if they don't possess it already. So you give them tank hunters when they're going up to strike, uh, you know, hit tanks, things like that. So I could do it on the Caesarean, make them even tastier if I wanted to. So this is, a, I said, it's not bells and whistles, no, but, but I think it would. Effective. But it would hurt some people. 
a very elite army. Very nice. I like it. Yeah, it's uh, you know, I, th- I just I was looking at the book and I was just thinking, if I'm Gilliman and that Kalth just happened, and I know that the one of the dickheads that's on the planet that did it, I'm taking the best guys I've got. I'm taking them kitted up, and I'm getting some getting some blood on me. Okay, well, you know, because this is you know somewhat competitive, and I fear that I am usually the butt of most people's ire when it comes to list challenges. I feel that I should raise a slight little objection, <laughs> which is, is it is is it is it really one decent unit, and you spam the crap out of it? <clears throat> Yeah. Come on, answer me this. Oh, yeah, no, I've, I've spammed a couple of units, absolutely. <laughs> but I think for the situation that it is... Okay. Well, I see, so you're using the narrative defence. Yeah. And, and that's that's not a bad one, actually. I've got to be honest with you. My... And, and I think in this, situ- I mean, in this situation, I think it would make sense for... If, if I'm going to, you know, I've found a bloody Angron or... Um, his name has escaped Lorgar. me now. Lorgar, that's the one. If I want to bloody their noses, these are the guys that I'm taking with me to do it. Okay. That's, because that's, those axes are AP two at initiative. They are. You have a very. You know, they they're just that little bit better than terminators for that. I think. They are. They, they, because, they are. They are. <coughs> they, got, they got the boarding shields to give them the the. Uh, invulnerable save, and then you get the apothecary as well, and defensive, defensive grenades as well. Yeah, you know you can throw big chunks of things at me. It's not going to give you. Sure. So I guess what you're saying here is, and they're all chosen warriors, so they can take challenges. Yeah, there's all sorts of cool things. So what you're saying here is that there's one unit that you that you have used multiple times, so that's very good. The argument being is that if Gulliman was going to go onto this planet and attempt to kill another Primarch, he would take the very best with him. And these yeah. are the very best. These are the very best. Okay, that doesn't seem an unreasonable narrative reason, so I'll, I'll allow it. Or, <laughs> I'm, or sure of it. I'm sure you'll be pleased to know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, okay, so that is yours. So in the so basically he's come there to try and deal some vengeance and he's brought his, the big guns with him. Okay, so... There's also, I'm just going to... So whenever a unit with the... So these are the interlock, interlocking tactics oh, for the Ultramarines. I love these. So when a unit with the Legion of Astartes special rule makes a shooting, account, shooting attack against a target which has been successfully hit in the same shooting phase by another Murray Ultramarine unit, they may, may re-roll rolls of one to wound or penetrate the target's armour. This does not affect snapshots or blast weapons. So with those plasma pistols, yes, you know I'm I'm going to have a lot of fun. Mm. Yeah, with your interesting tactics. Yeah, fair enough. When the when whenever a unit of the Legionnaires has started special rule charges a unit which is already engaged in assault by another Ultramarines unit and fails to reach the target, owing to a failed charge range roll. Yeah. The roll must be re-rolled. That is very good. These guys are designed to okay. get in there, punch you in the face, chop your head off. Fair enough. Move on to the next next bunch of people. Okay. 
So there is a weakness insofar as they haven't got any transport. Okay. There is, you know, I'm running the risk that I'm not going to necessarily make it a lot, make a lot of them across the board. Right. So if if either of you have got, you know, old pie plate, pie plate, (laughs) I'm in a world of bother. (laughs) Basically. So it is, yeah, you are going for the the all out smash and you are going to be, uh, moving them across at their normal movement speed. But I can re-roll runs and things, so actually it's I've got a okay. better chance of and with Telemachus I add an inch to uh, sure. sweeping advance whatever it was, so you know, Still, I can... Yeah. Okay, so you're expecting some toe-to-toe action. Yeah. Alright. Seems reasonable. Um, sh- yes. Shall I go next? Yeah, why not? Oh, I, I, still, I have got an old bombardment with the um... Master of Signals as well. Yeah, about that, which is quite useful. Not it's quite useful. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so I've gone for uh, the word bearers. So they were obviously a, a big protagonist in this particular engagement, and at this point in the heresy, they're pretty much, um, you know, leaders of the the demonic cabal uh, that they later become. So I wanted to try and reflect that in the units that I took. Uh, to give them as much sort of variance, I suppose, in in that regard, because, uh, but also um, bearing in mind that you know what they would have put the value in, a bit like Chris's army in that regard. So, because he was there, uh, and as uh, much as I hate him in all of the narrative, uh, I've put uh, my HQ as uh, Chaplain Erebus, who actually, one if you've got law guards, well, it's a isn't that great in terms of what he offers, but he has got this um, level one psyker because of the burning blood rule. Um, and he's, you know, he's a chaplain, so he's going to give you hatred anyway. But um, the world um, bearers themselves have got quite a lot of special rules around um, the sorts of bonuses and things that they get. So I've given the right of war wise, I should probably explain that first. So I have gone with the dark brethren right of war. Um, which is the sort of, one of the standard rights of war uh, that you get with the word bearers. So let me just uh, quickly mark the page. So this right of war uh, is you get the arch traitors rule. So all independent characters in the attachment using this right of war gain the preferred enemy loyalist space marine. So all the independent characters um, would be re-rolling ones. Uh, signs of importance. So the controlling player selects a single unit from the detachment's troop choices at the start of the game. Um, on a D6, a result of one to three, all the opposing units count as having preferred enemy special rule against this unit. On a result of four to six, the unit, this unit counts as having preferred enemy special rule against all opposing units. So a bit of a 50-50 one. Uh, from beyond, the prime detachment that uses this right of war may take allies from Codex Chaos Demons uh, as battle brothers. And uh, hell follows with them. All wounds caused by perils of the warp test taken by the opposing force have the instant death special rule. So um, it's not the, the most um, destructive right of war, but it's you know it's quite fun, I think. And it, and it certainly um, fits the bill in terms of what I want to do with the army, which is very much about the, the sort of demonic incursion that was happening. Although I haven't allied with demons, I have my plan for this army is to have people who can summon demons. So. Along with Erebus, I've got Zardu Layak. So uh, he he's a right old handful, this boy. Uh, he's got he's um, a psycho as well. He's the Dark Brethren, so he can summon uh, demons uh, as he sees fit, obviously with a psychic test. He also has with him um, this kind of unique unit called the um, 
and I know Anakis Anactus Cole Blade Slaves, um, which I'm pretty sure there aren't any models for. Um, there are. These, they, they come with them. Oh, yeah. oh, do they come with them? Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, nice one. So uh, these, I think you get um, two of them with him. They're, they're, yeah. they're pretty well. Um, high weapon skill, um, high strength, high toughness, um, three wounds each, uh, high initiative. The blades that they've got have got the severing cut rule, so uh, rolls of five or uh, six is treated as AP2 addition. Each unsaved um, hit, like in unsaved wound, inflicts two wounds each. So these guys are absolute murderers in, in close combat. Um, it will not die, they've got as well. They're also demons. They've got the rage special rule. So, yeah, these guys will really ruin your day. And this, um, the HQ choice that is um, Zardu Layak has got quite a lot going for him as well. He's no slouch in that regard. Like I say, he's got um, his ability to summon things because he's a level two psyker and he knows uh, stuff from the demonology or pyromancy, but you just will take demonology with him. Um, he also adds things like his Panoply of Flame has got certain special rules. Uh, Binder of Souls, another another cool thing with the dark channeling, which um, is a special upgrade for word bearers, where on the start you can you roll a dice and basically you can end up having demon units, um, basically giving your unit the demon special rule, but you then become non-scoring, so you don't want to be spamming it everywhere. Um, so to go alongside them, I've got some of one of the best units in the game, I think, which is the Gal Vorback. Um, so I've got, yeah, so I've got Just six monsters. absolute monsters. So I've got six of those and a um, Dark Martyr, which is their sergeant. The sergeant's got artificial armor, melter bombs, and a pair of lightning claws. These guys are absolute, we've all dealt with them or had to deal with them at some point in the past. Um, they are really strong. Uh, it, it, toughness five, demons, um, I think they do something special. They have rending lightning claws uh, as a as, as their weapons. Uh, all their all their close combat attacks have rending. That's yeah, what it is. Just... Yeah. yeah. So you know they've got a fair number of attacks. Uh, what have they got? Yeah. So two attacks each, given two close combat weapons. Yeah. They're absolutely murderously good. Um, they can they can't be scoring though. So I've got them in the elite section, and I say I've got six of those. Oh with seven of them, including a sergeant each one. Uh, and then I've also gone for this rather cool Dreadnought, although he's a bit of a bit of a burden in this particular army, because he's, uh, he has this accursed rule. But the guy is a Maharagal tainted Dreadnought, and I really like the idea of a demon-possessed Dreadnought for this army. Uh, he would be like, charging up the board, causing all manner of bother with the Gal Warback if they're not deep-striking. Um, uh, he's fairly nasty. He is. I mean, he's not cheap. Don't get me wrong. I mean, 305 points is, is no slouch on the points points um, thing, but he's got quite a lot going for him. I've basically given him his standard weapons, which is this tainted power claw, which is strength 10, AP2, um, which is basically really good against uh, uh, invulnerable saves. So uh, if you get a successful invulnerable save from his attack, um, you have to re-roll it. So uh, he, so he's got three attacks and we have four on the charge. And you have to re-roll any successful um, invulnerable saves, which is quite a useful thing. Uh, he's also got this um, plasma cannon, which is strength 8, AP2, 36 inches range, uh, with howling death. And any unit that suffers at least one casualty from this weapon must make a morale check, just as if they had lost 25% of their number at minus one leadership. So, yeah, really good. But you, the problem with him is he's accursed. So if you have a psycho or a demon unit within, um, I think it is 12 inches of him, 
they then take oh sorry six inches of him they then take a strength five ap2 hit every turn so you don't want him he needs to be off on his own and not anywhere near demon troops so that's my elite section i've then got three squads of uh, assaults um assault marines with jump packs obviously um with just normal loadouts uh, i've given one squad has got uh, 15 of them in sorry 16 of them in um combat shields uh, melter bombs power sword or you know on sergeant artist for armor um th- that's going to be one of my main units and i've got two smaller squads of 10 man uh, similar loadouts so there's going to be my sort of scoring units in my fast attack i've got some action circle they look they seem really good as well got quite a lot of interesting rules uh, and finally uh, making up the, the total is lorgar the transfixed version so with the level three psyker um, and be able to pick spells from the telepathy i think on or, or telepathy yeah and divination uh, schools of magic so i've got two psychers on the board uh, i'll be looking to basically move this arm as quickly as possible probably using um the one of the psychic powers to make Lorgar and his unit go a bit quicker uh, if i had him with some gal Vorbeck, for example or something like that um and they would be up and again very much like your army chris it would be an interesting matchup to see how i got on um with my quite elite army uh, against your quite elite army but i think the psychic powers may make the difference particularly yeah, being able to be. summon demons at, you know yeah they give you a uh, give you a certain edge especially because you've got that possibility of getting you know you're going to be able to open uh, outnumber me without really having to think about it which is good but the the effects of the psychic powers will be the i, I think they're, game yeah from. like they're a multiplier aren't they you know particularly because um Lorgar himself can just pick which ones he wants from those two schools you know doesn't have to roll for them he just picks them so that's a very handy thing um but what i did find with the um word bearers is i was a bit spoiled for choice because compared to some legions which have got one or two sort of special units they've got a very strong set of special <clears throat> units running yeah, all yeah and, and you've picked all the toys as well you've you know i think i think i'd like to i'm not seeing zardu Layak used but him with that um blade slaves is a right old handful yeah yeah, really are powerful. So yeah, this is a very strong army, I think. But again, it may run into the same problems that you might have, which is if you come up with somebody who's got a big old blast template, things are going to get um, pretty messy pretty quickly unless you can put some invulnerable saves on people. But I'd hope to get across quite quickly, um, but you just never know. Yeah, I mean, those the, the Ashen Circle, the Assault Unit Squad, you know, you'll get... I suppose it's that thing of when you get there. Yeah. I don't know whether it's as effective as yours, if I'm honest with you at this stage, but we'll we'll let people decide. So that's what I've gone. I've basically gone for the the army that I think would be accompanying um, Lorgar as he attempted to um, sway Angron on a path. Yeah. And thankfully the army actually works because one of the things that people often forget about Warbearers is you've got to take an additional um hq choice that must be a chaplain or a um or a plain consul um and with your right of war you have to take a diabolus yes that's correct but erebus counts as both a chaplain and a diabolus and because lorgar is essentially a warlord because he has to be because he's the primarch and he's there um it means that he counts as the additional character 
What I like yeah. is that Graham's going, yeah, absolutely. He doesn't know this. It's all. I do. I, I absolutely researched this to, to the to the to the hill. I was wrote this some time ago, actually. So there you go. I I really like the word bearers. I've got to say, another army that I'm always quite tempted with. But boy, if you start bringing in you know legions of demons, they'd be really powerful really quickly. I think. I, I think it'd be interesting to see where they are post malevolence, because once we've got actual sort of heresy guide rules for the, for the demon units if we see more you know because i know we, we've seen bits and pieces of demons um i think last year there was a demon army at company of legends mm-hmm. um so it's interesting to see i think once you know the actual rules are there especially uh, sure. with like the world word bearers rather yeah, I mean, they are, the Galfallback are a big, really, really powerful they, unit. Mold, mold. They, they cause me no end of bother. Hard to double them out, a bit like um, Custodies in that regard. Uh, I think but, they're better uh, than but, Custodies, to be honest, because they get the, got the demonic save. Yeah, they have. I mean, it's only five plus, but there's quite a lot of things that can um, improve that save for them Yeah. Um, you know, in the army itself. So, um, like I say... Erebus is also a Diabolist, I believe, as well as a Chaplain. Um, yep. So I've got two guys who can summon. I wouldn't have a huge amount of warp points, though. Um, what would that be? Three, six, maybe? So that's actually not too bad for Heresy. But I, I remember from the old days of 6th um, edition, 7th edition, rather, summoning is quite, you need quite a lot of, you know, throw quite a lot of dice at it to get it to work. But, you know, either way, you could bring on, you know, a couple of hundred points worth of demons every turn. Which is going to be hard work for anybody to get through. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so that's Michael, me. What uh, what what delights and treats do you have up your world eater sleeve for us? Uh, okay, well I went for a um, a berserker list, as it were. Um, I'm taking uh, calm the bloody um, as uh, as the first HQ. Mm-hmm. Second HQ is a praetor. Uh, with digital lasers, iron halo, um, mastercrafted paragon blade, and a volkite charger um, in catapratchi armor. I've got to ask this question, right? Why why take an iron halo with catapratchi? Am I missing something? It's a reroll. Granted okay, reroll. I am missing does, something. Does it? I think so. No, iron halo is a four plus invulnerable save. That's what I thought, but there might be. I remember there's something weird going on. You carry on and have a quick gander. Because that's twice you've done it now. I think you must know something that I don't. <coughs> you probably do. Oh, sorry. I'll edit Bless that you. out. I'll edit that out. Um, okay. Uh, then I've taken a Terminator squad. Uh, Five-man Terminator squad. One heavy flamer. Um, and... Um, no, I ha- did I take a heavy flamer? Yeah, a heavy flamer and a lightning claw on one guy. And everyone else has lightning claws. And they're in Cataprachi armor with a Spartan Assault Tank with Armored Ceramite, Dozer Blade Flare Shield as their dedicated transport. And they'll go in there with the Praetor. And then we've got um, the uh, and uh, assault two Assault Squads, um, both identical. Um, 19 Space Marines apiece. Um, with Only one two, or two, then. Two, two Power Axes. And uh, both sergeants have got Artificer Armor, a combat shield. And the first one has a heavy chain sword. Uh, and the second one uh, has a um, lightning claw. Nice. 
Um, and they've both squads have got melter bombs. And then we've got a tactical squad, 20-man tactical squad, um, with the um, additional ch- chainsword uh, combat blade. Um, and they've got the um, the weapons they're carrying are just... They're not carrying bolters. They've just got the bolt pistol and combat weapons. So they've got two close combat weapons. Yeah. Um, and they've upgraded one of their close combat weapons to a chain axe. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the sergeant has artificer armor, a lightning claw, well, two lightning claws, and uh, melter bombs. Uh, and then there's a Spartan assault tank, uh, armored ceramite, dozer blade, flare shield, to carry that uh, tactical squad. And then the the Primarch Angron um, is selected as well, and he goes in with that tactical squad in Khan. Nice. Of course, Khan doesn't then have Gorchar, does he? And he has his normal. No, he just has his normal. It's called the Cutter, I think he has. But yeah, he does lose yeah. a bit from doing that, actually, it must be said. But um, yeah, that's a, a reasonable thing. Uh, he was also there at the, at the battle, so you've got him in as well. So Yeah, I mean, technically, he should have Gorchar at that point, but I yes. wanted to take Angron. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. So we had all three Primarchs on the, on the battlefield. Okay, so who... I think that may have actually been one of the rules we set down. For I it. think it was. Yeah, yeah, I think we had to, they had to be in there. So yeah. Yeah. So let's go on to the the first round of scoring. Who do you think? Was you are the, kidding, Mister. Sorry. Was the most uh, thematic list from these three? I. But... I think it's a. I don't think. There's one that's more thematic than the other. I'd have to agree with that. Okay, fair enough. It's I, hard to put. I, I think. Well, I, I think because for the situation that the uh, the legions are all in and what they're looking to accomplish, you know, you've got Angron who's just basically out to destroy the planet at this point, and you've got Ere- you've got Lorgar and Erebus that are going. Ha, 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 ha. Let's yes. see what we can do. And there's me going, right, I'm going to punch you in the face. Yes, that is true. So I think... I mean, if I could have brought a warhound so that Angron could do some push-ups, I would have done. Yes, that would work. I think that's a reasonable thing. So we we can't put any daylight between the the two lists, the three lists, rather, in terms of... So we think that everybody here has met the brief to the best of their ability. I, I, mean, I, th- I mean, I'm sure there are things I could have done differently, but for what I wanted to convey, yeah, you know, with you my list, yep, yeah, you've, you've, you've made that intent quite clear. So yeah, I would wouldn't disagree with that. Okay, so next then, is there any daylight on the um the whole who would have the most effective list in terms of on the battlefield? I we're all going to be buggered by pie plates. Yes. Yeah, but luckily none of us have got pie plates, so it's fine. No, but just in general play, I suppose. So if you uh, were, I mean, in, if in terms I of... probably wouldn't in a general at an event, I think my list would certainly suffer. It would be a bit marmite. I think some games it would do really, really well. Other games, you know, where you are placing somebody with lots of firepower, it may struggle a bit. But 
because um, you are relying on your guys to get up the board uh, based on their own kind of recognizance, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. or that, someone that, come to me. That's, yeah. That's the big weakness of Chris's list: the um, the foot slogging. Yeah. yeah. So I've got the foot slogging, but my I can move my units quite quickly. I've got the assault greens with the jump packs. The Galvorback, I think, can deep strike in um, if I wanted them to. Uh, and if I need to move Lorgar, I can just pick this. I think it's, it's a, a, a telepathy spell that gives him a 12-inch move. He can't charge after it, but it still could give up the board quite quickly if I need him to. Um, so, yeah, I think that I could get where I needed to go to in reasonable time. I'm still very vulnerable to, you know, particularly the assault marines because they've got nothing special in terms of armor but the psychic power bit does really you know it's always a multiplier isn't it you never quite know what you're going to get yeah so if you're summoning yes pull it off i would say that effectively i i would say that graham's list is going to be the most effective on the battlefield if he can pull off that summoning i think it's, <laughs> you say that but as someone that's faced big units of world eaters i mean they hurt they do cause a real mess if they want to yes uh, i don't think that is true the thing is that you've got a very good counter for that if you were going against your army which is those shields because yeah, they will they they will cut the, the the big win for the world eaters is the rage yeah because you're basically get you know you double your attacks effectively yeah um and that makes a, such a big difference but if you can negate that and, like, say, one simple bloke with a combat sh- with a um, boarding shield will just nullify that completely, then it's much harder work to get through if you're halving your attacks. So although, yeah, Michael's going to be going in with two attacks minimum, that's probably all he would ever get because of your shields. Yeah, true. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's an unlikely scenario because not many people have got the ability to put lots of shields together unless you've got a breach of sort of army. Um, but yeah, that is definitely a, I think yours would be, I think yours, the only downside to yours that I can see, because everything else, if you had somebody coming at you, you're going to win every time, I think, with those Caesarean or whatever they are. But I think if you had to get somewhere, it would be a, a difficult uh, ask. <coughs> I've just realised that basically what I've done is write a custodes list, but in blue armour. Yes, but without, I don't think, the same level of survivability or the yeah. ability to sort of deep strike stuff that you get with the custodes. This is true. I I think Chris's issue is with the with the list he's got is simply weight of numbers. I mean, we've got 40 guys on the board. I think I I think just trying to think in a, in a normal game where you're objectives and things you're trying to get objectives yeah movement is king yes yes that's true because you've got to get on those objectives so you've got to be in a position to be to be um on those objectives by the end of the game and i, th- I think we, we made the ruling that summoned units aren't scoring didn't we yeah they aren't yeah, yeah. doesn't work like that so i just trying to think I'll go with uh, I'll go with Graham just to think that <laughs> the reluctance. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just trying to think of, of of fighting you know big units of world eaters with big Ron with 
uh, Khan, whether that's going to be more of a problem for people than your fast, although not overly impressive tactical squad yeah. um, assault squads. I think you're right. I think that the tactical squads would really, two of those tactical squads are there to get onto objectives um, fairly quickly or to stick the odd melting bomb onto. They're not there to win battles. They're just there to no. move around quickly. The big squad, though, um, with the, um, you know, that could be a, that could be a bit of a game changer, particularly, uh, I think I gave them the, um, uh, Dark Brethren rule. So if they did become demons, and they wouldn't be scoring, but they did become demons, and then be you know quite an effective unit as well yeah. for that. So yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one. Um, who, who are you going with, Michael? Um, well, my instinct is to go with the Ultramarines, but I think it's going to be the Word Bearers, which is all right because yeah. I've got Word Bearers too. Yeah, you you win regardless. Yeah, I think that sounds about that That's sounds right. about right. Okay, so cost, which I haven't done, but I'm going to do an approximation based on how much Galvorback are. Um, has anybody told up their scores? I've done, I've done mine. I've done it, yep. Go on then, what have you got? I am 691. That seems quite cheap. But it I've is. only... There's not a lot of units. Yeah. Uh, and most 500 of that is the Caesarean. At sixty-two pounds for five, yeah, which is just ridiculous money, if you ask me. But still, it is. They're, fa- they're fairly badly priced, I think. But yeah, that's crazy money. I know you get some, you get some cool stuff in the, you know, you got big shields and stuff, but that's that's a lot of money. Yep, that uh, does, does seem like a lot. Uh, myself. I'm um, 115 pounds from Games Workshop and 641 pounds, <laughs> 641 pounds from um, Forge World uh, for a total of 756, which I think a lot of that goes, um, you know, is accounted for by two Spartans. Yeah, that'll. Yeah. Yeah. You see those Spartans, you know, just oh. Yeah, I'll sit with Graham. I still think I'm not sure. Go on then. What are we thinking, Graham? What are we thinking? So, uh, Lorgar rocks in at 60 notes. Uh, Zardu Layak and his Blade Slaves, another 60 pounds. Um, the Ashen Circle, which I've got a 10 man squad, is 40 pounds. That'd be another 80. <coughs> 200 quid right, right there. Uh, the the Gal Vorbach are 50 pounds for five. So, I would have to get, I've got an odd number there, so I'd have to get three lots of them. So, that's another 150. So, we're looking at 350. There's a model for the uh, possessed dreadnought, which is great. Uh, he's another 50 quid, so we're looking at 400. Um, and then it's just the uh, assault marines, which I shall just very quickly get a. They still sell them, I assume. Yeah, they still yeah. Uh, let me just have a quick tot up of them. How much is 10 assault marines? Uh, you get them in far. Do you get them in fives, I think? Yeah. 37 quid for five. Is that including the jump packs? That's including yes. the jump packs. Yeah, okay. So I needed uh, one, two, so I need 20, 30 of them. No, 40 of them. So that's so quite that? a lot. Oh, that's a lot of money. Yeah, that is. Uh, 40 divided by five. 
296 quid. So mine would be about eight hundred pounds, not including Woo! demons. I win. <laughs> I win. I got the cheap one. You got the cheap one. Would you believe? Unsurprisingly, so, considering it's eight units and yeah, true enough. And I suppose those are like say so you've mainly got Suzerian in there, haven't you? Yeah. Okay, so with one apiece, that leaves the public to make the final decision as to who had the the most thematic uh, army list for the fall of whatever it's called again. Uh, Nusiria. Nusiria. Yeah. There you go. Uh, And our final list challenge of 2018 as well. I enjoyed this one, actually, because it was a bit different from our normal thing, which was actually putting your army uh, based on the narrative of something that happened. So that was quite cool. Let's do that again. We've got to come up a whole other year of list challenges ahead of us, so I think we'll, I'm sure mm. we can come up with a few more yeah, good uh, choice. situations. Good choice. I can't even remember who suggested it now. Well, whoever they are, five, five points to them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We won't tell you how many points you need to win anything, but you have five <laughs> of them. <laughs> we do keep a running total. Very good. So I enjoyed that one. That was good. That was good. I'd like to do that again. Yeah. Let us know. Obviously, as always, let us know your thoughts. Tell us what we got. You know, what we could have done differently. What we got wrong. I'm, I'm almost confident we might have got this one right. I think we. I think we've, we've got this one sorted. Okay. But it's nice to hear people's thoughts. So. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Cool. Um. All right. So we shall move on out to the next segment. Touch a goal. I wait to your danger 
Okay, now it's time to look at the events that will be coming up in the next, well, next year, I guess. Um, uh, Graham and Chris had to go to work early the morning after recording, so I'm recording this separately uh, during post-production. So we'll go through the gaming events first. Now, um, today, there is the return to Harmony in Birmingham. I'm not even sure I'm mentioning that because, uh, yeah, if you're listening to this, it's too late to go. Um, okay. Um, okay. So, uh, 12th of January, we've got Mirac Free Clash of the Titans in Peterborough. Uh, that is an apocalypse game. Then the 20th of January, it is Graham's favorite event, uh, Whack and Cheese at the XL Gaming Center in Northampton. Then on 20th of July, it's Coastal Clash at the Dice Saloon in Brighton. Now, that is an Adeptus Titanicus event, and Chris is hoping that he's going to be going to that, as mentioned earlier on the show. On the 3rd of February, it's the Campaign for Furos Phase 2 at Whaling Games in Hockley. Uh, That's being hosted by the guys formerly of the Legion of Lies podcast. 9th of February, we've got the Throne of Skulls. Now, this was announced um, during the break, and I forgot to put it in the um, State of the Union, but it's happening just a week after the Horus Heresy weekend. So there's a lot of sort of people sort of wondering, uh, you know, can they get a two, you know, two weekend passes in a row uh, for those who need a weekend pass or for a partner? Um, or And some people are just, I can't, you know, make a trip down to, uh, uh, you know, the Midlands twice in, a, uh, twice in, you know, two weeks. So... Uh, that, that that doesn't you know um that's 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 got some people worried anyway uh first of march company of legends in durham uh tickets all sold out but if you do want to get on the reserve list just let us know uh 9th of march you've got the dispute of iron that's a uh, king fluff event in polsworth on the 16th of march there is the deserts of heliocentius at dark sphere megastore in london on the 24th of march there's the salvation on Atanas, that's in Salisbury. Um, No details about that yet, other than it's happening at that date. 30th of March is the Scribes of War Horus Heresy Showcase. That's being hosted by Chris Gibson at Stratford-upon-Avon. And apparently they have an amazing venue for that. Uh, 27th of April, there's Call to Arms uh, for the Cathedrals of Adrastos. And I can't quite remember where that is, but that is being hosted by the South Coast Titans, I believe. Um, So wherever they hold their games, um, which I actually cannot remember. Um, I'm sure Tom will message me to tell me off for not realizing. Um, In my defense, there's no event page for this event. So um, it's just a there's just a um, picture of an event, uh, you know, a, a list um, on their Facebook page. Um, then 15th of June, there's the Knock Cataclysm. That's at Common Ground Games in Sterling. That is a Heresy.Scott event. And I'm really hoping I can get up for that one. 6th of July, it's a bit of a different one. There's the Roll Dice Gaming uh, 2019 and Bristol City Open. That's down in Bristol, obviously. Uh, and that is seems to be a general gaming convention in Bristol, um, which is incorporating several Warhammer-related and other wargaming events. Um, 21st of July, it's the Fall of Kiron in Eastleigh. Um, and uh, that is uh, sold out at the moment, but obviously uh, contact them if you want to get onto their reserve list. Um, Dispute of Iron 2 is on the 27th of July. That's in Polsworth, another King Fluff event. 
24th of August, no details yet beyond that it's happening, but the Imperial Truth, uh, that is Greg, is hosting The Reckoning of Dalan Prime. That's at Firestorm Games in Cardiff. Now, there is the bank holiday weekend, so if you do want to go, I highly recommend booking accommodation sooner rather than later. Um, I was wanting to go, but I can't really afford the accommodation plus the train travel um, on a bank holiday weekend, um, which is a real shame. I would have loved to have gone, but uh, just, just beyond my budget at the minute, you know, Christmas coming up and uh, as such. Uh, 31st of August, we have Flashpoint Cortana. Uh, it's Common Ground Sterling. It's not a Heresy Scott event. It's a one-day Heresy event uh, run by Heresy Flashpoint. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that that sounds like it could be could be quite interesting. So we'll see um, see what that uh, holds up. I don't think I'll be able to get up for that one, but it'd be nice. 13th of September, it's the London uh, Grand Tournament, obviously in London, uh, new venue. Um, I think people know my feelings on this event. Um, the guy running it seems to know what he's doing, as in, you know, the, the heresy event. So I hope for him that it goes a lot better than it did last year. Um, and I hope that he doesn't end up in the same situation that uh, the organizer of the heresy event ended up this year. 27th of September, we've got Company of Legends. Uh, that's not that tickets are going on sale first of February, if I recall. And the first of November, Blood and Glory at Derby. So that is the gaming events that we've got next year. So we've got quite a nice little list set up uh, at the minute, um, going right through to the end of the end of the year, just about. Um, okay, so other events. Um, there is the fifth of January. That's the Warhammer World New Year's Open Day. Um, which apparently is the second most important thing that day. I don't know what the first is. It might be someone's birthday. Um, I'm probably a terrible friend for forgetting. I think Graham's birthday's in January, isn't it? Is it his birthday that day? I'll wait until Facebook tells me. Um, and the 2nd of February is the Horus Heresy Weekender at East Midlands Airport. Obviously all sold out, but some people are selling tickets. Um, as people have bought them and realize they can't go. So keep an eye on our heresy trading if you want to, to go to that. Okay, so as usual, um, we do keep a list of events on our website. So you can always keep an eye on that. Uh, if you want us to shout out your event, please drop us a message on Facebook or email therush at edgeofempire.co.uk. Now, this year, following on a suggestion um, from um, some guys in the community who run events, uh, we are actually going to keep mentioning events if they even if they're sold out for the simple reason that people can get on the reserve list and uh e e you know get get to go to the event that way so yeah we'll keep mentioning events if they're sold out we'll mention if we know they're sold out and um you know if you want to go to one of those get on the reserve list anyway i'm gonna go, i'm gonna leave you all now and um we'll go into the close <laughs> And that brings us to the last episode uh, finish of 2018. What a year it's been. Um, so uh, if you've enjoyed the show across the, the year or before, please do leave us some reviews on iTunes uh, or follow us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, YouTube, whatever. Uh, we'll have all the links in the show notes as per normal. Um, give the page a like too on Facebook because it's, you know, it's, it's nice to see that the work that we do, people get some small modicum of enjoyment from it. Uh, and we're on 485 likes, so 500 would be lovely. 
So um, <laughs> just saying. Start twenty nineteen. <laughs> start twenty nineteen with a nice round number. That would be lovely. So if you have you know, listened to the podcast over the years and thought, actually, do you know what? These guys are doing something that I quite enjoy. It at least, you know, sends me to sleep or some some small use in your life. This is the time to put a little like on our Edge of Empires page. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, we do uh, get back to you as quickly as we possibly can. Um, and we always really look forward to seeing and hearing feedback from people about the show and the stuff that we talk about. And it's great that people you know, write in and say, hey, you've got that last list completely wrong or for a different perspective. So please keep those things coming because it's really excellent to hear them. Um, if you want to help out the show a little bit, uh, we have an affiliate link with Audible. So you can sign up um, to Audible and you'll get uh, Horus Heresy. So you can get your Horus Heresy books from there via that subscription. And if you click the link on our web page uh, we'll get a small token i think of about three pence per book or per subscription or something so one day we'll go for a cup of coffee between the three of us um also uh, please do uh, if you are going to buy some stuff from element games uh, just go through via our advert as well that would be really good um because uh, that also uh, does tie up and gives us the ability to buy maybe a, a small croissant that we can cut Ooh. into three small pieces for next year on one of maybe, our days out. Maybe next year it'll be chocolate instead I of plain. It's, it's, we're never going to be in the Pano Chocolat uh, kind of you know, area when it comes to sponsorship. Um, and that's it. So, yeah, like I say, if you do like it, just give us a little bit of feedback. Give us a nod, just a thank you or whatever, um, just so uh, we know we're doing the right thing. Uh, in next month's episode, uh, we're going to start to look at the forces of the Mechanicum uh, which will be fun, and I'll have to hide my uh, utter loathing of them to come up with uh, a auto reductor list, which should be quite good fun. Um, we'll also hopefully have a review of Titan Death, uh, and we'll be talking about all of our hopes for the weekender, as well as what we're going to be doing uh, next year in terms of our hobby, uh, our aspirations, and some of the things we'd like to see and change uh, in about how we do things. So. Uh, please join us then. The uh, episode should be out towards the end of January. So without further ado, it just uh, leaves me to say a very good night, good morning or good afternoon, uh, wherever you are, and have a spectacularly good uh, Christmas and New Year. So it's a goodbye from me, Graham. It's good night from me, Chris. And good night from me as well, Michael. Good night, everybody. Have a great Take day. Care. Have a great Christmas. Bye.
someone to rely on Me, I guess I was a shoulder to cry on Face on the lover with the fire in his heart A man for the cover but you tore him apart Yeah!